Peter! Peter! y'all it's going down right now episode 184 of the 22 shots of moods and horror podcast is coming at you live i am your host the ass to mouth conductor and still the toxic offender aka moods yeah and of course i have my genetically modified half mexican by my side tonight double can't j aka jp also in the house tonight is the man we like to call the george eastman of the midwest the oldest and stinkiest balls in Ohio, Mr. Parker, a.k.a. Dave. And we would like to welcome back to the show, and it's been a while, the man whose pants are so tight that when he farts, he's forced to burp. The man of a million <laughs> lights, a.k.a. Kyle. What's going on, guys? Uh, I love that intro. That was hilarious. I Dude, burp a lot. I actually burst out laughing when I was writing that. I was like, his pants are so tight. Then when he goes to fart, he burps. Doesn't this make sense, though? But, man, what's going on, Kyle? It has been a long time, man. So when was the last time you were on the show? Do you remember? Um, Yeah, the last uh, episode I was on, I actually just looked before we started, was um, the Redson Tower episode. I'm pretty sure that was the last one. Nope. You're was wrong. It not? I'm wrong? Okay, what was it? <clears throat> you, did a, you did a review for Children of the Corn, The Runaway, with us. That's right. I did do that. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, that was a that was kind of a minor review i think i was just like a brief guest on the show for that but yeah we got three of the previous guests that were on franchises for our roundup show so yeah technically you weren't on the full episode i forgot about that actually that we did that episode that way that's cool do do you remember what episode it was jp i do not but it was i know derek uh did hatchet four with us matt did tremors six with us and kyle did the best movie of the three children in the corn the runaway i wouldn't say that was the best one but uh yeah i feel i feel like it is in the hall of pain yeah i feel like it was like 50 episodes at least but it's it's yeah it's been a while since you've been on for a full episode but yeah welcome back to the show kyle i know you've probably been on at least seven or eight times probably yeah it's been a it's been a good bit of times and then me and jp did the x-files podcast so mm-hmm. um yeah we've done a lot so but it has been a long time it's been like at least what three years i want to say two or three years oh easily easily yeah and, and, and yeah uh, you, you dipped out from the community what's up 
Yeah, I uh, had a lot going on. Um, I mean, I had another child, so that kind of took up a lot of my time. Um, and uh, I did start collecting VHS as JP uh, and me were talking earlier, which kind of had me dip out on the, I guess, Blu-ray DVD horror community a little bit. But I've always been in the group. I've always kept up with like kind of what you guys are doing. So um, I've been around. I've been around. You doing yeah. good? Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, actually, uh, it, my interests are like all over the place. So I kind of not I, I've always been collecting, uh, obviously, horror movies, but uh, and watching movies. But I kind of got really heavily for a while into um, uh, my music, like just listening to music, going to shows. Um, I've been watching. This sounds really redneck of me because I'm from South Carolina, but I've, I've been watching a ton of wrestling. I don't know. I got, I got <laughs> I like you were. super into wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so well, this is the Twenty Two Shots Wolfpack. So I mean, yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Shit, I'm I'm a member now again. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, that's that's pretty much been it. I haven't really uploaded my channel in a long time, which um, I do want to change that. So uh, hopefully, this will get me revigorated back into everything. So that's you got to kill somebody to get in Wolfpack, though. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to kill Jeremy. It's a prerequisite. <laughs> Dude, Jeremy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, yeah, it's been so long since you've been on the show. I mean, you got into VHS collecting, and then you said pre-show that you actually sold off your entire collection, too, so that's how long it's been. It's crazy. What was the one that went for the most money? What's what, um, what sold for the best? God, I'm trying to think what I... Uh, probably Wood Chipper Massacre, and um, I had a copy of The Abomination. All the um, It makes all things desolate. Yeah, all the SOV movies are really, really uh, rare VHS movies. Um, they're Sorry, honestly oh, yeah. two, two, three hundred dollars. I mean, there's there's some of the movies like Black Devil Doll from Hell that goes for like sometimes a couple of thousand dollars. Um, if you're what did like, you pay for it? it. Uh, I paid ten bucks for it. Dude. <laughs> Who would sell that for ten bucks? Uh, a guy in uh, Iva, South Carolina, that I found on eBay that lived like probably 30 minutes from me and i told him to take down all of his listings and that i would come buy his collection and <clears throat> excuse me and i went up there and i bought his entire collection for i think it was 100 bucks uh i got wood chipper massacre got black De- black devil doll from hell um he had dark knight of the scarecrow he had um uh what's another dude, one of the you left his ass looking like that dude at human centipede part two when the guy rips it apart. dude straight rape. that guy straight raw rape. dude, dude yeah. <laughs> raw dogged him I blacked raw like that sandpaper guy. on the penis up. and all, man. Crazy. Yep. <clears throat> Barbed wire. I feel bad about that. Damn, no, man. I don't feel bad at all. He was, he was actually, the guy was really nice. He was like, uh, kind of like a death metal looking guy. He had like really long hair. He had a cannibal corpse shirt on. He was older, probably like in his like late thirties. And I told him, I was like, I was like, Where'd you get <laughs> older, late thirties. Well, older than me is what I should say. <laughs> I'm in my um, late thirties. so I'm fucking old man. <laughs> I mean, I'm in my mid thirties. So he, he's older. a little bit. He's like three years older than you. He's kind of old. Like that was amazing. Maybe. Fuck. Well, he's old enough for me to fuck him in the ass. All the <laughs> he's old enough to fuck. What are dude, you, that was Carl no Pantram? KY. No KY, just fucking dry entry for sure. No, you fucked that guy, dude. He, uh, you're he like, take fucked. down your listings. He's like, okay. <laughs> it was boss. That must it was awesome. As, as somebody that's trying to sell some shit, that's got to be a minor red flag, though, right? Like this dude's telling me to take down my all my listings. Like I must maybe have some shit here. No, I'm gonna make a hundred dollars. Did he actually really? not know, or did he just not care? 
he uh, he so what the the story is when i i did go over there and i talked to him i was really like blunt with him i was like i'm a collector um i he said he bought these movies in the in the uh mid 90s from a video store that was going out of business um and he's just had them ever since he really didn't need them anymore um it didn't seem like he it's not that he didn't care because he was really into horror he seemed like he just didn't know what he had and as a obviously in the community, we don't want to fuck people, but in the VHS community, you kind of got to fuck people to get stuff like that. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's VHS um, is skeezy. Yeah, it's really it is skeezy. Um, but I mean, he didn't know what he had, so I got all of his stuff, and uh, I ended up selling a lot of his stuff. I still have a lot of VHS, but I literally have probably like ten boxes of VHS in my garage. Um, but all, all just, that good shit you're keeping in the garage. I keep it in the garage. I mean, it's it's for the most part controlled as far as the air goes, but I mean, it's not it's not going to hurt it as long as it's not in like a uh, storage. Locker. You got to watch. Yeah, you got to watch out for like mold and things of that nature. Humidity, Humidity man, sure. is a is a tape killer, man. Yeah, you get uh, mold. That that's the thing with VHS, and this is something that I always remember. JP told me back uh, before I kind of dropped off and hadn't seen you guys in a while. Is what are you going to do with all the space? Because VHS takes up a lot of space. Oh, yeah. That is that is kind of what happened. Like I, I did not. I ended up not having that much space left. I had so many movies that I couldn't display all of them, and it just took up so much space that I just had to sell them off. I mean, I sold off. I didn't sell off my entire collection, but I sold off a good chunk of my collection um, and made a decent amount of money off of them I, how much did you make directly off that guy you think um probably off that one guy i'd say close to two grand and so i paid a hundred dollars nineteen hundred dollar profit probably about a 19 <laughs> somewhere in there, 15 to nineteen hundred dollars uh, <laughs> a, a fellow vhs you, you collector did, you did not just you dry fuck him. that guy man you human centipede that motherfucker oh I, I i wrapped barbed wire around my cock and fucked him in the ass that's you got him in the, he's the middle centipede. you made him the middle centipede Yep, I did. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that—that's the thing with VHS. In and this, I hope there's not like a ton of VHS collectors listening to this. But um, people oh, no, that is. are into v- well, the people that are into VHS are really fucking stupid, and they'll pay what the fuck they want to pay for VHS. <laughs> so I got to the point where I knew Just a lot alienated about their whole fucking fan base. Well, I'm I'm not talking specifically about anybody but i'll just say there are collectors out there in the vhs community that are really fucking stupid and they will pay stupid amounts of money for, for fucking vhs it's fucking stupid yeah. so i got to the point as a collector where i knew what the fuck i had and what the fuck i needed and what i should pay for it and i just kind of i guess kind of got a little cocky about it and started you just gotta lowball people for vhs you lowball the fuck out of people until they take your money did you um, have the beasties uh, I did have the Beasties. Uh, I had bloody. Uh, another one of my uh, somewhat rare ones was um, oh God. What was, I said it earlier. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Um, that's a pretty sought after one. Um, the thing about VHS too is there's a lot of different releases from back in the day. So certain releases are more uh, sought after than others. I'm pretty um, good on the VHSs myself. I used to be. I used to collect, but only stuff I couldn't get on DVD or Blu-ray. That's see, that's the only ones that I was. I, ever I'm still the same in. way. Like. Me too. Me too. I, I, I have much quite a bit picked. left still, actually. Yeah. I have all the Masker videotapes. I have every single release they did, the yeah. clamshells. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Masker video uh, VHS releases 
shows. Some of them are limited, but the VHS community isn't really. They're not into them. They're not as into them as some of the the more collectors. Oh, yeah. Most of the people that are into Massacre are just into Massacre. Like that, they just love anything Massacre releases. But they're um, more into like the SOVs, like that, the uh, Raydon. Like, what's the Raydon video and shit like yep. that? And yep. Cult gems, video video gems, and all exactly. those and stuff like Sub that. Rosa, yeah. all that stuff. So, um, cinema. But, yeah. Alternative yep. cinema, home video, um, Tempe, old tapes, stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But um, there's different brands. Like there's there's people that collect Ocean Shores. Uh, th- those are a really sought after brand of VHS. Even even the the non horror uh, certain brands, the non horror videos. Like Ocean Shores released a lot of uh, action movies uh, that are really kind of rare that people Have got you, to. Did you watch Video Man? From uh, last I haven't year. seen it. No, you check it out if you if you're a big VHS collector. I think you'd get a kick out of that, right, Moods? Yeah, Video Man was awesome, man. It was a great film. It's all about tape collecting, really. Well, I, I uh, watched Adjust Your Tracking. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, uh, that's a doc. I actually think I filmed scenes to be in that, but I was cut out of it. Yeah, Dan Kinnam did that with, with Tony. Uh, Probably it was like ten years ago, though. Uh, lunch meat. I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with lunch meat. Yeah, uh, yeah. VHS. Yeah. Um, I actually met him in Philly not too long ago at a VHS swap. Um, he was a super nice guy. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what I've been into. I, I was into VHS for a while. I'm I'm getting really heavily back into kind of building up. Uh, I mean I still have all my DVDs, Blu-rays. I never really got rid of any of those. I, I had a little sale on some of them a uh, long long time ago. Uh, I sold a lot of them to Joanna in the group. Um, she bought a lot of them. Hmm. Um, but I still have a ton. Uh, I've been like buying a lot of extreme, more extreme movies lately to kind of get my extreme collection kind of up. But um, but yeah, uh, that's that's kind of really all I've been into, other than taking care of the kids and uh, wrestling. I mean, I, I I don't know why I got really back into wrestling. I was a big wrestling fan in the '90s, uh, late or early 2000s, and I kind of got really back into it. Did uh, you once- suffer any head injuries? Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. Unfortunately, no, I wasn't. I, I wasn't no, are a you into the current stuff? I'm re- I'm really into AEW right now, uh, which is current. Uh, it's like another league other yeah, than I WWE. Um, I'm Who's really the best into that. wrestler of all time. Who's best wrestler of all time. God, that's your favorite. Really, your favorite. That's a my favorite. That's a really really hard. I would say top three. Stone Cold Steve Austin is definitely in the top three. And you're a good uh, man. Good man. I would say Rowdy Roddy Piper is in the top three, and I would say uh, Shane McMahon is in my. Shane top. McMahon. Crazy. I love Shane McMahon. <laughs> That's fucking yeah. fucking random, man. Oh, oh dude, that dude took a fucking bump from like fifty feet once, and fucking my grandfather thought he died. Up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's taken a lot of bumps from 50 feet in the air. I don't know if you watched a lot of his older matches. That dude's Oh, great. yeah, yeah. I used to be a big fan. I haven't been a big fan since, like, 2003, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that um, I've even seen a lot of his his stunts. And he did one not too long, like, just a couple years ago, off yeah. cage, I think. Yeah, it was, also, uh, his son doesn't even have to do that shit, and he's doing it. That's why I like him. Yep. Yeah. Him and him and Kevin Owens did a match at WrestleMania a few years ago where um he threw Kevin Owens off a cage, kinda like how Undertaker threw Mankind and it was it was pretty crazy, but Yeah, I saw that. But um but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um so Wow. Yeah, I mean I I'd probably go maybe um definitely Stone Cold. Honestly probably the Rock and then uh maybe Sting. I was a big Sting fan in, in WCW days. Sting! Wow, I'm, Macho Man's my favorite wrestler. I, I, Stone Cold's the good best. Pick. I Stone Cold's the best. I, I come from that I, era, man. So the charisma of of those old school guys just seemed so much more interesting. Are you talking the Attitude Era or like Macho Man? Talk- Macho Man, 
any of those guys like the yeah. rock like stone cold oh, like, you're talking yeah. about both heirs yeah those. like macho yeah. man from the 80s and shit it's just i just love those so many characters from the wwf at the time man were just so memorable like the actual characters i feel like that's what's lacking in wrestling these days it's the, even the b-listers were great yeah, yeah. That, that's what i'm saying man you know like there's just there's so many to name that were amazing big boss days. man was one of my all-time favorites i like stone cold and big boss man are the only two that i could put in there but i also really like heels like um is there any better heel? I don't know if he's my favorite, but is there any better heel than Million Dollar Man? He fucking pays his opponents. I like Virgil They're, better. I like Virgil better. I think Virgil got fucked, man. They just didn't utilize yeah, him. More. I think, I think he, the best. I think he was better than. I mean, that, that was a cool character. That was a cool character for sure. There's a current. There's a current heel that is probably one of the best heels I've ever seen. That's uh, in AEW. His name's MJF. Um, he is the is, dude that told that flipped the kid off. Yeah, he's he flips. Kid, he, he literally plays his character in real life. He flips kids off. He smacks hats off people. He won't take pictures with people. He's fucking awesome. And I would say current wrestler that's probably the best wrestler, uh, Mike skills wise, is probably Chris Jericho in, in um, AEW. Um, John Moxley is a, a close Jericho second. Jericho is but still wrestling. Jericho, Jericho, Jericho Mike he skills, was on though. the last drive-in man, and Crazy. I never liked him in the '90s when when he was like in WCW and then WWF. But I, at the time, I just didn't like people like him. But like now, I'm like, man, that guy is so cool. I, I don't know why I didn't like him back then, but he seems like an awesome, awesome dude. And he's I'm into horror. Wrong, but Howard Finkel yeah. was the best when he had was, Howard Finkel. <laughs> yep. I'll tell you something I saw the other night. I watched wrestling last week, and I saw Jericho had a Jason Voorhees uh, tattoo on his arm. I was like, damn, that's random. Yeah, I was like, random as fuck. But, yeah, Jericho, uh, he was the first AEW champion. John Moxley is now. I know this isn't a wrestling podcast, but I would say if you get a a chance to go on YouTube and watch some of the the clips from AEW when Jericho was was the champion, because, I mean, this this league just came out last year. It comes on TNT every Wednesday. Uh, It seems like it's... uh, It's like the attitude. Era. Yeah, uh, it's like counter. It's it's like really good counter programming to uh, what everybody was kind of sick of with the WWE. So yeah. I because I, I don't even follow it. Like I'll watch WrestleMania every year, but I don't really follow the the entertainment. It's not really a sport, but you know I don't follow the whatever what? it's called. <laughs> I don't I don't follow it at it's all. Real to me, I damn it. Seeing, <laughs> I keep seeing <laughs> AEW sporting stuff entertainment. everywhere. Come on. You're about I, to get you know one of them have, David Schultz bitch slaps. I have been watching Dark Side of the Ring. Dark uh, Side of the Ring is fucking awesome. Dude, I love it. I love it. It's so awesome. I don't know if you two have seen it, but it's really good. It's no, like I, a uh, it's like a show basically about uh, like the the best episode so far has been the Chris Benoit episode, which I was going to say Chris Benoit is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time too. Not what he did, but just yeah. him as a wrestling. I obviously, I think that figure. goes without saying. I think that documentary really, really isn't he Canadian moods? Yeah, he is. He came from. Yeah, I thought he was. Canadian. He came from the same camp that uh, where Bret Hart and his whole family was from. What so. a piece of shit. Listen, there, there's a reason why everybody in that documentary was so shocked because that really wasn't him. I, I think the CTE... Drugs, man, will fuck your brain huge. up, dude. It, it, really, it's the CTE. Uh, yeah, it's not a lot of damage. It, 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 they said his brain was so riddled with CTE, and, and CTE right now is such a new... Uh, discovery and and so much is not known about head yeah, trauma that with, yeah, a lot of that with the combination of the drugs like that. that he was doing was not good the drugs were not yeah, helping when you, when you 
was yeah, feeding well, his kids steroids, right? Steroids and well, drugs. No. He was doing both. And like, obviously, when you no, have brain he, injuries, that shit ain't helping. Steroids? No, he wasn't feeding his kids steroids. Um, he um, that was a he rope, was, wasn't. He was doing steroids, and then he his diving headbutt was one of the reasons why they say that he had such. They said his brain was um, basically equivalent to an eighty year old Alzheimer's patient, is what they were saying. So um, you can only imagine. I mean, the dude went through three days of killing his family. I mean, yeah. in plus, his house. Plus, he was Canadian. That automatically damaged your brain. Exactly, <laughs> but no that that documentary really put it in perspective um, that literally nobody, like no, nobody really even was mad. Like it's hard to say that like the people that were involved in that I, I give a lot of props to because it was it was kind of brave to step out and say like that they don't hate Chris Benoit. Like even though they hate the actions that he did, it it wasn't him. Like every single person there was complete like there was no pre signs of him being a bad person like that to do yeah. something heinous like that and it was really res- I, I really respected all those people even his like his son who's like a spitting image of him like dude i felt bad for that kid you know yeah and so many people and like when when eddie died that that really got got to me too yeah man. i think eddie dying was a big catalyst on why he kind of went over the edge too so um, I, it, it's it's crazy. Dark. I watched the uh, Dark Side of the Ring the other day with um, the Road Warriors. That was a good one too. I'm a um, few episodes behind, but I, I think the last one I watched was the New Jack. Which New Jack? Awesome. That <laughs> one's insane, dude. New Jack is insane. Mm-hmm. The listeners are gonna hate me because it's pouring down rain right now. I know you this guys is WrestleCast, right. and it's funny that you talk in wrestling too, considering how much you always talk shit about wrestling. Oh, I do. It's even yeah, funnier. I don't like it it's anymore e- either. I couldn't watch it. I mean, yeah. I, I I've talked about it before. Like I was I was a massive wrestling fan in the eighties and nineties, and then right at the end of the Attitude Era is when I completely got out of it. Me too. And Me I just too. feel like the same, shit same, literally dude, took a I, massive, I loved, massive I loved shit. it to death growing up. Like it, it was one of my favorite things to do. We used to wrestle in the backyard. Like I tried. Like, I tried. You know to you know watch it here and there and and shit. And I was like, man, these characters are shit, man. Like I just feel like Attitude Era was just that was like here's, the peak of shit the, man it just it went to it went to shit after that and it's kind of a shame it really is here's but. the big thing for me why i hate it um wwe specifically the way they started using the cameras it just is is so annoying to watch they zoom in real fast and they cut like the way that they cut from the the impacts and stuff it's it, it comes off so much more fake than it ever did before i i literally can't stand the editing of these shows i don't know if aew is like that but it drives me crazy and i don't know i never hear anybody talk about that aspect of it like they do like these zooms when stuff happens and it, it's just so jarring well i'll say i'll say this aew is doing things that wwe never did and now wwe is copying them because of it um you can tell because i, I don't watch wwe on a regular basis um i did for a little while but then i kind of uh, it, like it just kind of just became uninteresting to me as, as much as aew is like more interesting now to me um but yeah they they're doing camera things that are different in aew and WWE is catching on because they're getting more viewers and they're changing the way that they their format. I mean, right now there's no there's no people in the crowd when you watch the uh, the show every week. So that yeah. for well, one yeah. is changing uh-huh. the way people think about it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 crazy, man. It's just wrestling's changed over the top. And I'll say I'll say this um, 
just to kind of end the topic because obviously we've been talking about it um if you get you guys get a chance wwe network is only ten dollars a month and you get the whole back catalog of everything every wrestlemania every episode of wrestling from back in the you know 80s 90s you can watch all of it so um it's definitely yeah i was going through the uh monday night wars um back a couple maybe like a year or two ago um that was really fun because they have all the wcw stuff on there because they acquired it yep um, they have everything it is a really good deal um the ten dollars thing i only get it when wrestlemania comes around and then i usually cancel it just because I, I don't have time to spend three hours on a wrestling show from 1995 <laughs> you well, know the, well the cool thing Vince about isn't it is gonna pay us if you keep talking shit jp <laughs> the cool thing about it is you can jump to the the matches like so you can start an episode of raw like from the 90s and then if you go down you can jump to the match that you want to see and I, I read too there's a yeah. big there's a big rumor too about uh, vince is selling the rights to the, not just the wwe network but the wrestlemania to fox that's like a big i heard that that's too. out now so Ooh. um why would he gonna- why would he need to sell that shit like, he's why? gonna die it, it apparently it's actually doing like the work i i read the other day that the wwe monday night raw had its worst ratings ever ever yep. and that yep. it's been around for how long mm-hmm. so uh it, it seems circumstances like though re- like Worse i think than doink the clown era I, Doink I think the clown. AEW actually has a legitimate chance of taking over which i think nobody thought was possible for the wwe to ever uh, you know, lose its footing as the the kind of monopoly you know that who, it was. The only thing you know that's keeping owns. the WWE together right now is the fucking the women's part of the wrestling man. Uh, yeah, that is actually yeah. one of my favorite aspects of yeah. of modern. The male wrestling. characters is not that exciting, man. I mean, at least the, the the women actually got tons of skills, man. Good looking, tons of skills, but like the whole yep. feel is like massive. Like they actually have like a big portion of the deal, so keeps you interested, man. I think without them, I, I think it'd even be worse. To be honest, well, you got you got Becky Lynch and you got Charlotte Flair, and they're mm. the two biggest women wrestlers in the world. Skills, and, you know, man. Yeah, if you know, uh, AEW is owned by Tony Khan, who owns the Seattle Seahawks, so he's mm-hmm. another billionaire, um, you know, investor. So, I mean, he has the money to go up against Vince. I mean, Vince is a billionaire, so yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, you never know. Now, do you think it's Vince that's that's driving it into the ground because he's old and stuff or do you yeah. just think that it is yeah it, it's vince uh vince it's a is extremely interest. controlling um he's very controlling and he co- he wants to write all the storylines he wants to control all the wrestlers um he's just an extremely controlling person and that's why it's going to shit uh, and his family uh doesn't really want to take over because triple h is married to stephanie and they they run nxt which is you know it's a portion of it wwe but they're on wednesdays and they compete against aew but vince is still running raw and smackdown which those two are the catalyst they're the big you know the big shows and he's so controlling he's running those those brands into the ground so he's also uh, like 85 years old yeah he's about to die i mean he's really old (laughs) yeah that's uh I don't th- think that his uh, I mean, of course, he's had some terrible ideas throughout history and stuff. But without a doubt, he's had some amazing ideas that have definitely worked. But they're not all his ideas, though. I mean, he it's yeah. all the writers they hire and stuff. And there's well, not, certain times when staff writers would fuck shit up yeah, and make like, it better, like The Simpsons or South Park or anything like that. Or the, SNL. It's all staff I, writers. The storylines. I, I think 
were definitely had writers and stuff but i mean to be honest like a lot of the characters especially a lot of the most memorable characters ever were vince mcmahon's idea and stuff and i remember reading this it's a uh, collaboration i remember this one uh interview with him and he got asked you know what was his most like his favorite uh, character that, that he ever created and he said fucking gold dust thought that was wow. really interesting oh, he, did love, he did love gold dust you know uh dustin <laughs> dustin rhodes and cody rhodes are the two big wrestlers in aew right now which yeah. gold dust dustin rhodes and cody rhodes is his brother but mm-hmm. yeah. um but yeah man vince i think the the thing with vince is he's a bad boss i don't think a lot of people like him as a boss um well he's he doesn't like type to, personality right he like you said yeah. he's very controlling but he's like over controlled you can just tell like, even in the you know the character quote unquote that he plays in the show and stuff it's it's him it's fucking it, no it is and and he realized that he can make that he can like sort of monetize that and stuff but i think right Leave now Vince alone. right now it's just that he's too old to do it he <laughs> just yeah, doesn't that's just JP's touch. Like, how many charles band alone don't, don't talk you bad know? about charles band <laughs> you know what's funny i think we could <laughs> have JP. a rest- i feel like we could have a wrestling podcast with the amount of things we're talking about right now yeah but I'd i could talk like 80s and 90s wrestling yeah, that's what and, into the attitude era but like honestly dude i lost so much touch like people mention names and i'm like i don't know like i know they, certain they guys like cm punk like- and shit because their names are so big but like to name off five rest i'm like no I, I couldn't. I, I can't like, name anything. Remember Ahmed Johnson, guys? Remember <laughs> Ahmed Johnson? He looked Speak- like he had a thong. Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> speaking of, uh, speaking of, you got to start with Jeremy. All my favorite wrestlers are dead, man. Like every one of them. It's so crazy, man. From Macho Man to like Mr. Perfect to Rick Root. Like everybody is fucking dead, man. Boss British Man's Bulldog. Dead. British. Actually, like, uh, actually, uh, Bret Hart. Hillman. Actually, Bret Hart and fucking. Uh, um, Shawn Michaels are still alive, which is Bret, Bret Hart is a crybaby. <laughs> he is, but I love I love Bret Hart, man. Yeah, but Bret, one of the best phrases see, ever. Bret, Bret Hart ego, ego issues. Dude, they all have these massive fucking egos. He got sh- you got to admit though, man, that whole shit with Shawn Michaels when he got shafted and shit was a fuck job and a half. I love, like, I love if that. If I was Bret Hart, I would but be pissed too time, because it wasn't supposed to happen. Like that's not in the plan. Like when you get fucked like that in front of the whole but, world, dude, dude, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Look at look at it from the business point of view though he didn't want to drop the title dude like in in an era where that shit was considered still like people believed in it more uh, still you know a lot of younger kids and stuff thought that shit was real and he didn't want to drop the title like what are you gonna like he they if you watch the documentary like they tried to work work it out figure out a way and he just had too big of an ego for it mm-hmm. i i don't i still think what they did was dirty as fuck to him. it is dirty but, i mean but i mean you know so he's making goes. millions of dollars it's all right he'll be okay yeah you know? well I, I was gonna say well, you he guys, was in uh, wcw the next week after that <laughs> moods mentioned cm punk and i actually watched his recent horror movie the other day i bought it from family video went on and there it was on sale it was one? for sale yeah his newest one and it was actually good like cm nice. punk's a decent like actor i mean it wasn't like t- like a terrible movie but i mean it wasn't the best movie but he's a decent actor like surprise i don't think i can take that dude seriously so i don't think i can watch i, him. I, I know it's not the but... guy honestly but i was surprised That's jeremy's favorite dude in the world really yeah he's like he loves that dude i got <laughs> watch his fun. mma fights I kind of find John Cena. He did. Jeremy even bought the pay per views to watch him. Did he think he was going to win? No, he was waiting for his get for his ass to get kicked. But yeah, are you talking, dude? I I give him mad props, dude. There, he was thirty nine years old, had no MMA experience, trained for like two years, and tried to fight like when he didn't need to. (laughs) 
at well, all. He did that because he, I mean, anybody else, if I'm like 39 and I'm like, I don't want to fight MMA, they're going to like, go away. Fuck off, old man. But since he's CM Punk, he had a name value to just walk right into the UFC, the biggest fucking MMA organization on the world. So I don't I really mean, have any respect for him. He didn't really work his way in there. He just but, used his but, name but, celebrity. So, I don't and think he, he looks like he never worked out a day in his life for a professional athlete. I never seen somebody look so flabby, not trying to be a dick. Yeah, he did. He never really seemed in shape. I will give you I that. I wonder if he's had like body surgeries. Are we talking about CM like Punk? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not trying to be a dick, but I mean, like, he's better in shape than like ninety percent of the people. But somebody who's practicing MMA that's been a, a, a athlete their whole life, it just doesn't look like he's ever really done much athletic things. He doesn't seem very athletic to me. Yeah, that's a, there, there's a lot of wrestlers that are like that. Though there's like if you if you kind of look at like yeah, back uh, in like the fucking nineties with Hackshaw Jim Duncan, my well, brother used like, to say this: go get like a bunch of fat guys from bars and be like, "You're fat and big. You want to fight?" Well, that, like, they oh, used yeah. to do that with the UFC too, like UFC like 10, 11, or the 12. tough man competitions, like just Butterbean down the street. Hey, dude, you look like you can whoop ass. You want to fight? Yeah, one in ten of those guys is actually legitimate, and they 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 whoop your yeah, fucking but Butterbean ass. Butterbean was <laughs> an actual funny. martial artist too, though. Yeah, no, later on, <laughs> it though, is but, funny, I mean, Originally, yeah. he was just walking down the street and they asked him to do in the tough man competitions that's how he got to start yeah but he did he he made the best of it man oh he's great i love butterbean yeah oh butterbean man i remember when he knocked out the wrestler (laughs) dude yeah Um, he knocked out two those he knocked out bark gun and he fucking killed that one yeah, Bart Gun. Never Bart Gun. I never seen Bart Gun after that. Yeah, they just did the dark side of the ring on that. That's why i remember yeah fucking killed Bart Gun. I love his highlight reel, man. Like the Butterbean's top ten knockout videos and shit. It's fucking amazing. That guy. You guys hear he can Mike throw Tyson? Him, back? Oh, yeah, dude, I'm yeah. so He's supposed to be fighting Shannon Briggs, right? Dude, I've been watching his progression for like the last. He's been training for a couple years now, man. He looks sick, man. Like I don't know how it's going to hold up in a ring, like in an actual competition. But dude, I would still honestly him, argue Mike Tyson is probably the greatest combat sports athlete in ter- in terms of pure excitement i don't think anybody will ever top that when mike tyson was fighting even watching back now because i wasn't around for a lot of it watching back now the it's just electrifying like the body and uppercut combination is insane actually today they were even uh, a rumor got started that he wants to rematch evander holyfield and i was like holy fuck Crazy. I'm down for legends. Division. I want that. He wants that other ear, dude. I honestly, I don't I, like. I don't even care who he fights. I just want to see Tyson fight in the ring again. That's crazy. I don't want to see him fight anybody relevant. Is what I'm saying. No, I want to see him fight a legend. Get a, get a get a legend fucking clause. Even bring back some MMA fighters and have a legends fight. I don't. Want, I hate fight. seeing old dude ha- fight fucking young guy. It sucks. It's yeah because the old the the young eat the old in in boxing and MMA. It, yeah, well, they sad. come in and they're like, man, I just knocked out fucking Chuck Liddell and Fedor Emelianenko ten years. Years past their fucking prime, I'm yeah. the shit. It's like, dude, get the fuck out. Of and Tyson here. hasn't fought in yeah, fucking over ten sad. years. Like, like <laughs> yeah, I don't, so I don't like that. I'm down to see two equally old dudes fight each other, professional boxers fight each other. Yeah. But I don't want to see him fight anybody. But every once in a while, dude, like Dan Henderson or even sometimes Fedor will knock the motherfucker out. When you're like, hell yeah, yep. that feels good. Dan yeah, Henderson. Well, Fedor just knocked out Rampage. Recently. Yeah, but Rampage is just as old as Fedor and looked like pure dog shit. Boy, he's like fucking man, Rampage miles. is. The difference is Rampage hadn't taken nearly as much damage. Like he, that's only his like second knockout in his like. Nah, he got knocked out TKOs. He got knocked out by Vanderlei, I think twice, and Shogun Hua, and um, that was his fourth, I think, TKO or knockout. Yeah. For- yeah, I know the the van, but he he knocked out. Did he knock out Vanderlei? Yeah, but Vanderlei was so dog shit at that time. 
Yeah, well, I, I think that a lot of the pride fighters are a little overrated myself, but well, I, I think they're punchy. <laughs> they're no, I mean, I mean, in and they're juiced to the gills. Everybody was on steroids back in the day, and now they're off of. Them. Oh yeah, and for you, sure, for sure. Some of the some of the dudes can still hold their skills. Like Fedor, Fedor was he was like a glass cannon at the end of his career, and he stopped using all his martial arts except his like striking, which is really weird to watch. Mm-hmm. But he still was like fifty fifty. Like he knocks on. He it was going to be an ender, you know, probably a couple rounds. In, yeah, but. exactly. Yeah, he was my favorite. I always I, I loved Fedor forever, man. I thought he was he great. Was my favorite, yeah, of all time. Uh, not mine. I'm not a big Fedor fan, though. I do respect um, his run. Who's your favorite heavyweight? My favorite heavyweight. Um, my favorite heavyweight was probably Junior Dos Santos at a time. I feel bad uh, for you, but probably Stipe Miocic now. Of course, now. I mean, Stipe is great. Well, even when he was going into the DC rematch where he got knocked out, I just like Stipe. He's funny. He's like, ah. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> you ever see that video? It's like five minutes of Stipe mumbling. He's like, I don't like the fucking, I the fucking guy. Yeah. You know, it's cliche. Reminds me of like a tough uncle or something. No, he, he sounds like a guy at work that talks, and he always has a hangover. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hard not to like Stipe. He never does anything to do anything wrong. Yeah, he's a fire fucking fighter, man. Hey, he's cool. Yeah. I don't really... I'm not a big... I, honestly, heavyweight's one of my least favorite divisions. Andre Arlovsky. Uh, I used to love Arlovsky, but he's got a, he's a glass cannon, too. He just won his last fight last That's week. That's the thing with MMA fighters, man. They just... They, On Wednesday. They're so good for such won. a short period of time, it seems, and then they just fades well, out so I'll tell quick you man this. it's crazy the age curve is getting older so it used to be like 33 you're kind of done yeah you know you're on your way down but the age like glover to share just old man strength cool. that's that's because heavier weights they're the last thing to go for them is their strength and they rely on their strength more than their speed so the younger guys you'll see fade out quicker because they rely on their speed and reflexes that's why fedor kind of faded out quicker because he was a heavyweight that walked around a little lighter so he relied more on his speed and reflexes than the other heavyweights so he faded out a little quicker than some of the other heavyweights that rely on their power not, not to mention Hunt the- always his power so the, not to mention the the one of the, i think the fights that the fight that truly showed Fedor's decline was when he got knocked out by Hendo, who was also old, but much faster. And Hendo was also, shouldn't have been faster than him. It was fucked up. He never was, but also Henderson was juiced to the gills on TRT, and Fedor, <clears throat> I think, honestly, if Fedor had been on TRT, it would have been over. Because Hendo, he, it was weird as fuck in that fight. That was a sloppy fight. Like, it's like, oh, Fedor almost got knocked out. Henderson almost got knocked out. They fucking, like, almost got knocked out, like, three times. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he caught... Fedor, it was the worst stoppage because it was late stoppage, then early stoppage. He stopped it when he was fucking hit in the back of the head and knocked out. He didn't stop it. Then he wakes up and he stops it. It's like, how can you fuck up twice there, Herb Dean? But it looked, it was bad. Yeah. (laughs) It was also, he was done though. I don't think he was going to recover from that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, a Liddell yeah. fan. I, I, I he was always the guy that fucking just got me so amped up when he was fighting in a pay per view back in the day when they used to have like a pay per view every two months or whatever. You know the shit was just so exciting, but when Liddell was fighting, that was that was oh, my yeah. boy, man. That oh, was, I mean, dude, that was the hype when was I real. first started. I, so the fun. first fight I ever saw was Liddell versus Babalu Sabra. When it, I was like super young, my he got him with a head kick, kick right when he was going down for a takedown or something. Head kicked him. I think so. Is that the yeah, one? It's been a while. Yeah. Mm. He fought Babalu twice, I think. Yeah, man, I forgot about Babalu. Yeah, right. His name's Bobolo, though. How can you forget? Yeah, Liddell and St. Uh, Pierre, man. Those are the fighters, the man. When they were oh, fighting. Dude, GSP just got announced for the Hall of Fame, and it was like, 
it, the the package they put together was so amazing. I think pers- in my, I, in my it opinion, it sucks that he retired though, man. Like just that that layoff that he had, and then he didn't come back. And I was like, fuck, man. I knew he wasn't. Yeah, but though. he's Canadian, so. Well, I mean, according to a <laughs> so, lot of people, he's like you know pound for pound fighter, probably the well, best. Well, I was ever just going to say that. In my opinion, I give it to Jones. Jones, but if you factor in Jones's uh, failed tests and stuff like that, I would say GSP is is the greatest fighter of all time. Especially lost against Matt Serra, though. But then he whooped Matt Serra's ass. Yeah bad in the rematch same with hughes he lost to hughes and then what hughes ass those are his only two losses i think yeah, those are johnny big things i think those are big loss. things to johnny consider should have been a should've, loss should have been i agree i that scored it for hendrix but yeah, uh, hendrix was juiced to the gills in that fight you explained because yeah, after every fight after that he sucked ass when they got him off the steroids when they yeah because that's when that's when uh usada came in and yeah i i've never seen a fighter go from a, such a nosedive. Maybe Chris Weidman's the only other one that I've seen go from yeah. such a height. To, and and there was so much rumors about Hendricks being on uh, Juice to begin with. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that he probably I think so too. I think so. I think too, a couple man. of those guys, like Jake Ellenberger, was a shit too. And then after that, he wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of those guys. A lot um, of them look like shells of their former selves whenever they. And some of the heavyweights got better. Some of the ones that weren't using, they seem like they started knocking <laughs> dudes out again. Uh huh. Yeah. But that's MMA and wrestling podcast 101. It uh, happened, how about guys? It was fun. It happens every <laughs> every couple shows, man. We get on the sports talk or some shit like that goes on, and you know that's why we have show notes. Skip it. Yeah, they're listen. talking about a 24 team NHL playoff. I'm just saying, just saying that, that that's something else. Yeah, which is happening. weird. They're going to take the top 24 teams. I was actually going to message G- uh, uh, Jeremy with that too. I'm like, oh wow, if they're going to take the top 24 teams, Chicago's going to make the playoffs. Make they were number 24 <laughs> in the in the NHL. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking crazy. I mean, it's still a long shot at this moment, but I would I would like them to like you know try to resolve the season a little bit. It's still Dude, not. It, gonna it bothers be, my OCD so much. Like they have to crown it, a champion. It's it's still not going to be the same because the season get, didn't get played out, and you know just having that sixteen team format for the playoffs and stuff was. I think it's just you know it's the all time you know it's the way to decide it. But I mean, we're gonna if we get something, I'm happy with that. Even though it's same. not completely fair. I mean, could you imagine? They do this. They take the top twenty-four teams in the in the team that's ranked like twenty-second wins the Stanley Cup. That would be fucked. It would be fucked, but it's not going to happen. And if it did happen, it's it's not. It's well, it's, I, I'm I'll fine you, with it. I'll tell okay. you one thing. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you why it could possibly happen. Now the players right now are a little bit pissy with the fact that you know they they want to just jump right into the playoffs and stuff and not have like a period where you know they get to practice because like, let's face games. it well they've been up they've been off for a couple months and it's not like they're getting rust it's just they're they're not in in game shape right now right 100%. to jump into it so anything can happen it's going to be like football and it's going to it's going to lead to greater success of the teams that were not good to begin with or you know the, well, who the lesser teams who because adjust, who it kind of equals the playing field a little bit yeah i mean it's basically going to come down to what team and what players can adjust to jumping back into it the fastest right if you mm-hmm. can start winning games right away and advancing like holy shit man and these other guys are taking a little bit to go even though they're more talented teams you know i mean i think you're going to see a, a very mixed bag of results and some of the teams that are going to be falling and some teams that are advancing because of you know just that displacement and, and uh, having the time off it, it's a mental game too man you can tell the players are giddy and stuff but the fact is they haven't been on skates so yeah, and, and which I get it for a purest sense. Like we want, we don't want to bastardize the Stanley Cup, but at the same time, that that is how the Stanley Cup is played. Whenever everything's fine, mm-hmm. N- whenever it's not fine, 
there there will be differences it's just you know that's how it is and 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 it's not like everybody's gonna forget that that was what happened that season you know like everybody's gonna remember oh that was the season of the coronavirus that's why the 12th seed won the stanley cup you know what i mean or and and the other interesting thing i was actually thinking about this earlier today and i was like you know what the interesting thing about stopping the season and then just starting up the playoffs and stuff what's the one factor going into the playoffs that you have with every team every single year injuries injuries this time most most players are going to be back or healed up you're going to yeah. have 95 97 of these teams their actual full rosters starting rosters in the lineup now because everyone's gotten over their injuries in the last couple months it's like that's a fucking big factor too because it never happens you go in the playoffs with key players out all the time and, and those variables make you can make or break a lot of things right so that's an interesting factor too for some of these teams that have been suffering all season with injuries that are out of the postseason in a technical you know out of the top 16 that have their players back that are just underachieving because of injuries and stuff that makes a big fucking difference too right Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah, no, I, I'm excited for it. If they do it, I'll, I'm down. I, I don't care about what all the old people complain and that it's it's not the way of the Stanley Cup and stuff like that. And it's like, well, who's the best team well, in this scenario? What would you let, rather let, have? What, what would you rather have? 2004, 2005 season was completely canceled. We didn't even have right. a Stanley Cup that year because of the lockout year. You know, yeah. I mean, what would you rather have? No Stanley Cup awarded, no playoffs, no nothing, no viewing, nothing, or a shortened season with an extended kind of playoff, you know, round robin type thing and, and award the cup. Obviously, I would take fucking, you know, option B here. Stop Same. complaining. Stop complaining. I mean, this world's a wreck right now, man. If we can take something like that, yeah, you know, take what you can get right now. Right. I mean, stop complaining. It's fucking stupid. So, <laughs> yeah. But I, I tell you though, man, it is going to be weird <laughs> coming back. And <laughs> I know. I just can't wait to see if, if when it, if it actually does to see what the actual format is. It's going to be pretty trippy because they don't have that much time to do it. It has to happen right away because, like we said before, with you know they don't want the shit to extend you know into August and then they got to go to training camp in fucking September and back in October, right? Yeah, it, it makes you wonder: Are they going to do like best of threes, best of fives? Are yeah. they going to have just a play-in game? Yeah, where it's one and done. Like it, it could be regardless yeah. it could be high drama uh no matter what you know what i mean it, it could be yeah. one of the most dramatic nhl seasons whether it's like how it normally would have played out or not is irrelevant to me because mm-hmm. we're not in a normal season yeah i just don't want i mean they're, they're definitely factoring in the next season too because you know the last thing you want is players getting hurt in these playoffs these extended playoffs and stuff and not being ready for the next season because that's kind of unfair yes. to the, the beginning of a new season too Charlie right so he was like a puck for hockey right <laughs> <laughs> do you, you not know, do you not follow hockey day back in the day they used to use frozen turds oh, i know all about the hockeys <laughs> the, the frozen turds with the hands of, yeah, man. look it only takes it honestly it only takes like a uh a, maybe like three years to know what's going on and i mean i know how i know about hockey i know how it's played i'm just kidding i just never watched hockey my uh cousin used to play hockey yeah i i wasn't a fan of it growing up and i played I it a couple a times on the ice out here in like you can skate Dave? crazy no skates and, uh, no skates. we ran on shoes on the ice on the lake that like, is the most american thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> a little bit because, of, because the, the stereotype around shit, canada huh? is that kids grow up a lot of kids learn how to skate before they can fucking walk properly that's just it, it's, yeah, it's a stereotype but it's actually really. kind of true like kids I can are roll it, early right? here it's a way of, it's not even a sport here it's a way of life it's fucking bizarre it so is. when I when I tell people that baseball is my favorite sport, they're like, "Fuck, go back to America." 
dude this is how funny people say that to me and i'm like go back to america okay this is how unpopular hockey is in terms of like youth here i knew one kid growing up who played on a hockey team Point plays, man. They they used to play uh, street hockey all the time. Man, Ameri- man, the U.S. has it, it, well, they adapted all the Canadian programs now, so it's gotten so much better down there. But man, America's been pumping out some great players, man. I mean, look at fucking Austin Matthews, plays for the Leafs. He's like one of the best players in the NHL. He's straight from the oh, fucking yeah. West Coast, like you know, Sunnyland and Frisco, and yeah, shit. It's, it's crazy. It's right? definitely picking up w- yeah. with hockey here. It's pretty cool. Hell, I mean, just even. What was it? Two years ago, there was there was no uh, no Canadian teams made the playoffs. Was that what it was? Yeah, it was a few years, but it was the first time in history that's ever happened. God yeah, bless America. I mean, <laughs> the ratio is a little bit different too, right? I mean, it's like twenty three <laughs> yeah. to eight. I mean, it, it, there's a chance, but I mean, that was a fucked up season. <laughs> that yeah, was that was weird. that was strange. You know, I mean, considering you, you go back to the eighties and shit, man, with the Oilers winning four cups and Calgary actually in Montreal, like the Canadian teams is fucking ruled, even with the expansion at that time too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there was definitely a time where it's changed. So, which was then, um, sports cast, sports ball all day, all night. some people hate it. We talked about VHS collecting, Kyle selling his tapes. And wrestling and sports, That's, MMA and hockey. Wow, that's a lot. That's but, a lot to unpack. But we did spend a lot of time on sports. Usually, it lasts for about ten minutes, and people are like, "Ah, fuck this, go to the next thing," kind of thing. But this well, lasted a long time. Now it's well, time I, to talk about Donald to Trump. To be fair, I and Joe Biden for an hour. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I guarantee that uh, more people like the wrestling talk than like our sports talk because for whatever reason, it seems like it wrestling true. and horror and you know, metal, hand in they hand. All, everybody it's, it's loves like, it. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I'm only into horror, though. What's that? I'm only into horror. And well, I, mean, I don't really watch wrestling. I just know some stuff. Have you guys I, I used to watch it religiously, though. Have you guys seen that character on WWE? It's like more a more recent character called The Fiend. Yeah, I've seen him. No. Yeah, that's that's kind of horror related. I'm I mean, so like out of Boogie touch. Man? I'm so out of touch with like Papa like Shango. Well, Tom, Tom Savini made his mask. That oh, was, really? Actually, you know what's nice. interesting, Kyle, is a girl that I used to work with was making masks for like WrestleMania. Somebody else who was wearing a mask, uh, she made it. And at Tom, because Tom Savini's effects school is uh, at my old job. It was about 15 minutes down the road. Um, I actually went. Carly graduated from that school, f- not for effects, but it's also a school for like other stuff. But yeah, um, so that was pretty cool. She 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 made one of the masks for, that one of the people wore at WrestleMania a couple years ago. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I, it was dope. Can I have uh, it? No, I think he has it. <laughs> oh. oh. Um. But yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I mean, I guess we should probably move this along. Actually, so. Yeah, yeah, since right. JP was an hour and a half late. Hour late. Uh, yeah, no, he was definitely an hour late for sure. We we half. started like an hour and a half because he was having technical difficulties too with that fucking voice. I'm still laughing about <laughs> <laughs> that. Sounded was, like fucking Fat Albert over there. It literally <laughs> sounded like JP wanted to eat his microphone. It, it was fucked. <laughs> I don't know what's going. It sounded on. like he was 400 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So yeah, let's move this along.
it live. Okay. Well, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. All right, JP. Let's move this into the news. Let's do it. Some news. Okay. So, um, first up, Blue Underground. Uh, as you know, uh, this month in a week's time. Uh, they are dropping their 4K uh, releases, their first 4K releases of Zombie uh, and Maniac, which I do have pre-ordered. I finally did it. You're a whore. Uh, You're going to order me a copy, too? No, you got a copy. What? Yeah, don't you? Uh, you're getting a copy, right? I don't know. Uh, I know I'm getting copies to give a contest away. I don't know if I'm we'll getting them first. <laughs> I ain't opening them. <laughs> you pre-ordered um, those and you, after you bought the Blu-rays? Yeah, well, okay, so I got, um, I did buy, um, actually, no, I got both of those for free. Um, no. Yeah, I got one, No wonder he's not hesitating to pre-order these. He's like, I got them motherfuckers for free. So <laughs> no, but I did buy, I did buy, because they've not been doing those three-disc collectors, um, like, thicker cases from Blue Underground yeah. lately, and I have bought most of them myself, but I think those two, I those were the two that I got as screeners, oh, which were course. the best two, so I was happy with that. But I remember uh, that particular release is what made me fall in love with Falchi Zombie. I've always liked it, rated it high. I think it's in our Hall of Fame. Uh, but Bad watching that now. release, dude, it was so it amazing. It looks fantastic. In 4K, it's going to look amazing. I, I know, and that's why I'm so excited because I'm like, dude, I like it already looks so good. If it even looks a little bit better, it's it's going to be one of the greatest dude, looking. Films. That worm placement's going to look so right and dead on. You just no, watch. well, that doesn't have anything to do with it. It's got everything to do with it. Oh, you're going <laughs> to notice new shit with that bad worm placement, man. You're going to be like, oh, it's going to ruin most like, of the movie in 4K, dude. I don't know why you even no, want to check out that wrong. in 4K. He's going to realize the worm placement was dead on. Yeah, or it could go the other way too, right? <laughs> See, Fauci for me is. Um, the best gets better no argento well, i like argento calls. more but falchi for me uh as i rewatched the films <laughs> that i had watched initially usually for this show like all the stuff we did on italian horror month and stuff i've noticed that uh, every time i watch one of his films i come up on it a little bit more and i i don't know if that's um his films in general or just like me um, but it seems like that I start appreciating different aspects that I didn't take in. Well, the you first probably start watch. to understand them a little bit more too. Cause I know like when we first started doing these things, you're always so confused on, on, uh, you know, Italian cinema. And so I think you weren't getting the aspect of like, you know, nightmare logic in, in certain aspects of that, you know, very typical in yeah, that type of filmmaking. Zombie stuff. really doesn't have nightmare logic. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm talking about, I'm talking about more Beyond, no. trilogy and stuff sure. like yeah. the beyond city, you know, films well, like yeah. that the, and stuff. The, that city of the living dead was one that i always like that was my favorite one from the beginning you know so um i've always liked that one but something like but you're right like house by the cemetery i just mm. thought it was sloppy and and didn't really care for it too much when we reviewed it but when love i it. got that three disker i came up so much higher on mm. it and I, I actually really do love that film now and the same thing with new york ripper um i didn't i when we reviewed it i thought it was like mm. you know okay it was like like a six or seven uh 6.5 or a seven out of ten and then i didn't even watch it for the 82 show because i just didn't think that it would i'd watched it you know within like a year dude or that is and just a half bollocks that. That is i just a, didn't think yeah. that it that's torture. Did you say bollocks? Yeah, dude. That was like my. That's my number one. You didn't even rewatch New York Ripper, and that's my number Out one. Out to film. lunch. I have literally watched the New York Ripper over a hundred times in my life without even exaggerating. I've seen that movie way too many fucking times. I just, I, I got fascinated with it, man. 
And this guy's not even well, rewatching for a top ten. Show. I, I didn't rewatch kind of it. Shit I didn't think it had a chance <laughs> to make my list. What was in your top ten? Yeah, but JP, that's exactly you just you just solid. made the point of yeah. why you rewatch fucking movies when you're doing top ten lists because there's always that very there's always something that could change your mind. You know, maybe time has gone by. Maybe you've just kind of oh, maybe I need to revisit. You know, there's always these I, variables I know, that can well, change. Time ha- not much time had went by is what I'm saying. Like if it was if it was longer, I would have. But still, when you're prepping, but I ran out of time, man. What, what <laughs> was your top well, ten, JP? Again, uh, what's better? Well, my number ten was better the, New York River. My number ten was the entity. Uh, I'll tell you that. JP okay. talking about running out of time with his amazing time management skills again. Um, Jesus I Christ! Think I had <laughs> you know Baker, what, man? Nightmare Maker. Okay. Um, I'll just pull up the list, but. Uh, anyway, when I rewatched uh, House Sp- or the New York Ripper, that was another one that, that went up really high for me. Um, went up higher, I should say. Uh, and then, but so, you know, I, I, I'm digging the Falchi Maniac. I've always liked, but so they now th- those come out, and now they announced uh, two other titles: one being the New York Ripper, and the other being House by the Cemetery. Uh, so those are the next two 4Ks. Along with announcing that, they also announced that they're no longer doing Blu-ray releases. I don't know if you guys caught that. I did not hear that, but motherfucker. The coming with the 4K. Is Blu- so yeah, there is a Blu-ray in the 4K. Yeah, is so fucking William Lustig going to be solely responsible for me to finally get a 4K player and TV? Get with the time. Although I can man. still buy these 4K discs and watch the Blu-ray, which is stupid because I already have the fucking three-disc Blu-ray editions, so... What's the fucking yeah, point of that? So there would be no point for you to buy it unless you plan on upgrading. But um, just lazy. They man. are somewhat limited, not super limited, but um, you know, so, I, I think they are somewhat limited. I have a question. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit out of the game with the um, like the newer versions of movies. So, like, what is the what is the best? reason why you should buy a 4k over a blu-ray is it just the video quality and audio quality or is there like better features like special features like i'm just not it's really on the blue underground it's just going to be the video quality video they have yes. all the same features because Honestly. they already put out these three disc editions like now if it was times. the old release the old zombie release and then they did the 4k one it would probably be an upgrade because they did make a bunch of new features for the yeah, the yeah. previous plus release, the soundtracks but, come with these three discs too so you get yeah. more features obviously the their 4k scans but then you get the soundtrack too which is cool man i mean for somebody like me that loves to listen to those type of soundtracks it's it's a, it's actually a bonus so is the is the video quality that i mean i mean you're, you're Fuck, taking dude. a movie from the 80s and up converting it to blu-ray and they then don't up converting it, to 4K. it they do is, scans they do scans well, no the, well, these it, are scans from original elements man honestly dude zombie looks that phenomenal on that blu-ray it's fucking crazy that, the, the blu-ray of zombie was a 4k on blu-ray scan fantastic it looked yeah. fantastic it, it like the a, original it was a 4k scan that, yeah. that was downgraded to blu-ray basically to yeah. 1080p there's so, stuff on that i never saw i actually saw the seams on the zombies it was so good yeah dude wow. like, like i never seen release that. of uh blue underground zombie look good on blu-ray you know and, and then we got this 4k scan and i was like what the fuck man this is ridiculous so i mean obviously the 4k actual 4k disc is gonna even be even better i mean I, 10 times better 
you know, I mean, I watch. I guess really for, for me personally, I, I I'm coming from like a VHS collecting aspect, so I'm looking at these movies and I'm I'm watching them on Blu-ray and I'm like pretty in awe of like how they look on Blu-ray. I've I mean, I have a 4K TV, but I, I don't have a 4K player, obviously, or any 4K movies. So I'm just kind of curious, like if if it's that much worth going out buying a player and then buying the movies, rebuying the movies over for. It depends what editions you have, I think, and it depends how much you love the movie. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. If you got the so, first print of, of Zombie, get the 4K. I would. But if you have like the three disc, maybe sit on it a while. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So for I'm me, that's pretty much what I'm doing, man. Because I, I, Kyle, I still haven't upgraded. Like I've been kind of ignorant to it. I've been really kind of. We have an ongoing joke on this podcast, you know, with uh, I call 4Ks four gays. <laughs> because I'm just like, dude, like, is it really that big of a fucking Jeremy just swears by the shit. Like it's the greatest fucking format known to man and ever will be it, kind of thing. I get it. They do look better and stuff, but I'm like, man, you know, some of these Blu-rays just look phenomenal. Like, but my biggest thing is the reason why I haven't upgraded the 4k TV in the thing, because I have like four great TVs in my house that all work fucking great. And the picture quality is amazing and shit. I'm just like, I can't bring myself to buy this 4k TV system when Especially my shit works Canada fine when they're fucking mad expensive exactly like, oh, yeah. honestly for a good one right now it's still two grand you know the players yeah, themselves i got are five, mine for like 400 that's what i'm saying so a price is a factor but it's also not just that it's simply i can't justify because no one's gonna buy my fucking my 55 samsung tv down here for i, I get what 20 bucks for it now like i'll give you they're 10 all, they're obsolete like so it's still good to me you know, like, what am I going to do with it if I buy another TV, well, man? I got no room I'll, to put it anywhere I'll else. I'll say this. I'll, I'll say this. I have an Apple TV 4K, yeah. and I have a, t- I have a Philips TV 4K that's a 65-inch. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've gone on YouTube and watched some of the 4K demos on YouTube, and they do look amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, they have some of the animal ones where you can watch, like, the 4K videos, and they, they look crazy. I'm just mm-hmm. like, wow, that is – so I'm just wondering if a movie from, like, the 80s, 70s, 80s, if they can get – that scan as good as what i'm watching on youtube from something today well like it i mean well, let, let me answer that since i actually am the only one here that has upgraded what are you uh, talking about willis i got a 4k <laughs> player and a 4k tv well i mean for Did somebody you? that doesn't upgrade, yeah. I, I will i will just say this willis it's just like any format kyle like i mean if you're doing new scans like the blu-ray scans and shit like you know, the reason why you get some blu-ray scans that are really good and others are really kind of trash and shit it's it's also you know the source elements too right or shitty yeah. companies. Source yeah. elements are a big deal, man. If you get a good fucking print and you can do a, a like, like vinegar syndrome, man. I mean, they're using like, you know, they get good prints and stuff, but their their system that they have and, and the way they do things is just phenomenal. Like they scan shit to, I don't even know what the fuck they're doing over there. It's absolutely insane. But uh, prints is a big deal though too. So that's yeah, why you'll notice so certain scans for, are it, better than others. It really comes down to just the release too. Like like Modes was saying, the scan, the people scanning it, uh, the original elements, like all that stuff factors mm-hmm. in. But for me, uh, I I don't think that it's as amazing as Jeremy. I, I think that some titles look really good. Others, I don't see a big enough difference to justify um, upgrading your entire system to play 4K titles. Um, now, I was able to upgrade for cheap. Xbox One X plays 4Ks, as well as the TV I got for, you know, 450 or something like that. Um, what size Black is Friday. it, JP? <clears throat> Um, it's, I think it's 50 and it has HDR or no. Yes. That's good. Yeah. 
Um, so remember JP was ripping on you too? No, because he's like, you, he's like, you can't get the fucking full effect of 4k, uh, uh, quality by watching on your size of TV and shit. And I was like, Damn. yeah, he was dissing my TV size, Jeremy. Cause he watches it. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, Jeremy, you watch 4k movies on your parents. 75. That's not your fucking TV, dude. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. Like, like what like the fuck are you complaining? Cool. Like <laughs> dissing other yeah, people. And, and so, um, like one title that really blew my shitter out was <laughs> Pet Cemetery. Like I I went from a DVD. So that's another thing to answer that Dave pointed out. Like it depends what format you had if it's worth upgrading. Like I had Pet Cemetery on DVD, one of my favorite movies. I upgraded to 4K and Remix it was better. amazing. It was so good. Shut up. Uh, even the Blu-ray on that newest release is really good, but uh you know, and Zombie on the 3 disker like that was so good that I imagine this 4k is going to be really good as well. Uh, maniac wasn't as good on that three disc that they put out, but it was still really good. I, so. I just don't think maniac is was shot as well because the elements are probably, you know, it's cheaper. It's a cheaper. Yeah, it it's not like even cheap. that it was shot bad. Um, I did read somewhere that just less, cheap. there's actually no really good prints left of the movie. Like all the prints that are available um, are pretty muddy and used and shit. So, that's a mm-hmm. factor in why these scans aren't turning out probably the way they could have if they had, you know, better elements and shit. So it kind of makes I th- sense. I, th- I think Dave hit it on the head for me when he said um, that it really depends on how much you care about the movie. Because, like, something like for me, like my favorite movie of all times, uh, the original Dawn of the Dead, I would be willing to go out and probably buy a 4K copy of that. And there's one and, coming. And the 4Ks are region free. So if you import that new one from Second Sight, it's region free, so you can play it in any 4K player. So don't feel where you can import it. So. And you know what, Kyle? I, I agree, though, man, because I'm the same way, even with collecting these days and shit. Like, I don't... I, I really have stopped buying a lot of shit that I don't need and stuff. I really do focus on certain things. And, and obviously, when that Dawn of the Dead box set comes out, I mean, that's going to be a purchase i'm ordering yeah that's my favorite order comes live i will have that sucker because the the unique thing about that is it's all the cuts too yeah Yeah, which we have don't even have on hd nowhere i I actually do i have the italian japanese blu-ray and i have um italian blu-ray but they don't look great they're hd prints but they're not great yeah i know they're not great but at least they are on a high def format yeah Yeah. i mean i have that italian blu-ray box set too so i have all the cuts on on japanese and the italian one yeah yeah. i don't i don't have any of the blu-rays at dawn but i mean my favorite edition is the ultimate edition the dvd edition um i know i I still rock that i always this this new second sighted edition is basically that but in 4k yeah and yeah, I, I would be willing to buy that. I mean, but the thing is, like, do I? How much is a 4K player now? Is like 200 bucks or something? Or you have an Xbox? Uh, I have an Xbox One. It's not a One S or whatever you have. Well, uh, uh, I mean, I'd say probably a hundred, hundred bucks, hundred, oh, hundred twenty. Fuck, I wish, oh. man. That's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, why don't you? Why don't you just have somebody buy it in the U.S. moods and just ship it to you? It's oh, still gonna cost. It, see, the it. problem is, it's not just like I'm paying one for one here. It's conversion, right? Dollar sucks right now. Like you know, a hundred dollar Blu-ray player is still gonna cost me two hundred twenty bucks. Like conversion yeah. and shipping and shit. So, like, I mean, at that point, it's like now it's just invading people's time to get them to ship it up to me. And no, and only saving them like ten bucks. 
Exactly. Yeah, it, it's really yeah. not even worth it. Like I wouldn't even put it on people to do that unless I was getting like a crazy fucking deal on something. No, I don't even worry about it. I'll figure so, it out. uh, but yeah, uh, so I have, I have a handful of the four K's, uh, some stuff I I've been really impressed with others. I haven't, um, Jeremy likes to buy pretty much any, like everything that comes out on four K. I like buying movies that are meant to be cinematic. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't really see a point of buying a comedy, whatever on four K but like something that's you know action-packed like a war film or, or a horror film with atmosphere and stuff that's what that's what i get out of it uh is ter- in terms of upgrading things just buy shit so, i'm gonna watch <laughs> really i feel like jeremy well, buys I mean, everything I watch just to collect comedy, the format but I, well, mean, I think i think jeremy is like ocd as fuck and has to have a ton of movies as well he it won't spend like. a dollar on anything but he'll buy 4k for 30 yeah. Of a movie that, like, I, I don't even know why the fuck you buy that shit. Like, you're going to watch that shit once, probably not even watch it. Like, I don't get it, man. Just because like, of the I'll take, he's a format I'll take his he's 4K a format collection, though. I me- remember when Blu-ray first came out and, like, collectors on YouTube, like, they were literally buying every fucking movie coming on Blu-ray. I'm like, the fuck is going on? Yeah, man? I'm not buying that. This it's is like crazy. Somebody's like, hey, guys, I bought fucking uh, Care Bears on Blu-ray. I'm like, have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, no, man, you're never going to watch that shit. Don't fucking lie to your viewers. Like, fuck off. So, so, so some of the things it. that are cool about 4K though is the price is actually coming down a lot. So think not about here. it, right? So, um, yeah, not that. But uh, I bought Alien brand new on 4K for 15 bucks. I think that is a very fair, upgradable price. Halloween know? was like 10 bucks. Halloween cheap. was like Halloween is really still 30 cheap. bucks here. Um, it's like 10. These these blue underground titles are 30, but They're so were bad. the so were the other three discers. Man, the yeah. fucking pre-orders, I remember when the three discers came out, man, they were $47 pre-order. I like it. <laughs> now Prime, I think they're 63 Prime. Yeah, but something I like, like that. It. It's, it's nuts. It's fucking nuts. I mean, so, I know so, that's like $12 American, but still. Did I hear like that like uh, 4K is region free? Is that what you said? Yes, Dave? there's no region coding on them. Okay, that's pretty dope. That's the probably the dopest thing about like the future of 4K. We gotta stop the, talking about it though. Because you know not. that's gonna change. Right. You know that, that's what I'm worried about, so, Dave. I'm like, do they actually know? <laughs> I well, still I have think, not I been think able. It's the end of physical media. I think it's the last frontier. They're not going past this. I think that I, I honestly haven't been able to find any information on this because I know we've talked about it a few times. But why is it that 4Ks aren't region coded? Because I don't I think mean, that there's do not that. people buying it. But it doesn't, it doesn't, even, it's not even that fact. It, it shouldn't even matter that. I mean, going into the sales, they should still be region coded because um, certain countries, you know, they have the rights in that area for these things. That's why there's regions, right? So why aren't they region coded? Like, I mean, I mean, I would assume that the players, they just don't make them region coded. I, that's where, that's where it comes from is who, whatever company you know started designing these players or whatever they just didn't implement coding region coding into so the it, so it just bypassed the whole fact of like region rights and stuff then because right I'm yeah telling you, i guess they I just don't think worried about it as much that's so fucked up then wh- why don't they stop that shit with fucking blu-ray then i know right it's kind of fucked up for real it's the like, same difference it's literally the same difference it's yeah, still it's media a, you're still selling a product you're still selling this movie out of region because stuff, i don't the the people who make the players aren't the ones who own or sell the movies so i, mean, I just think don't, they don't care don't get me wrong i'm not like pissed off that it's like that i think it's actually kind of cool but i just i i find it just very interesting that they're still yeah, no, it doesn't make rate. much it doesn't make that much sense well, to me either exactly, but i'm like where it derives from it's region rights i, I just I, i've been so confused by it but yeah big on that though that's cool 
Yeah. All right. So to finish up with this real this this news, um, uh, Bill Lustig was on Shockwaves this week, and he talked about the 4K and talked about how they're um, you know going full 4K. I guess apparently the despite the fact that. <laughs> Despite the fact that Zombie and Maniac, I think they just like came out within the last like two years on on that three disker. Despite that, they still the pre orders were like outstanding or whatever. They like sold like seventy five percent of their initial pressing or something in pre orders, Mm -hmm. which is insane. So that's why they're making the decision to just roll with four Ks for now. Which I I mean we're gonna see probably two evil eyes where we just. the new york ripper and and said final uh, countdown's coming too right yeah it's nice to see that they're finally doing other titles like the final countdown and shit because let's face it and blue underground still has the rights to a lot of great movies that haven't even seen the blu-ray treatment yet which is nuts yeah but i guarantee you we go through and get the ones that were just released in the three discers um peppered in there uh but yeah they also announced that they're currently in progress is vigilante um, nice. Which is nice. That's uh, buried. Which, Let's get which, dead and buried. Which had a blue and inferno. They still got inferno. Um, no, I don't know. Wait. Actually, if they have no, inferno, yeah, still. actually, they're the last people to release inferno. Yeah. Right? Inferno's a must on 4K. That movie it doesn't mean they stop the rights, but I would assume yeah. they probably do. If no, I hope they do. Well, the they definitely lost some of the rights to other companies, well, but. Um, well, you the Final remember Countdown lo- and lo- Daughters of Darkness are the other two. Yeah, so you got to remember a lot of the titles that they had the rights to they may still have the rights because let's face it man 88 films is a different region right because they have the regions in region two for a lot of the titles that blue underground have released too so but i'm assuming blue underground still retains since region one hasn't released a lot of those titles so which is the way way that i always factor it in is has anybody else released it since that person what? usually the rights still remain with that person eh, not always they, in, they have like usually, five usually in that policies. region but i'm, I'm not, talking not in always. the region but i'm talking no in the but region, here right? here's why i'm saying usually is because if they haven't another company finds that out and then they yeah. like city they, of the living dead's coming out they blue underground lost the rights to them yeah and that's what i'm saying right yeah, yeah. there's a lot of their titles haven't been re-released in region one so i assume that they still have the rights because and who knows? Lustig might technically even have the rights, but just licensed it to somebody else. Um, true. It just depends. It gets messy. But uh, so, Dave, before we move on, you did ask me my top ten. It was the entity butcher baker nightmare maker uh, basket case uh, was me, and then after that, it was alone in the dark at number seven, and then poltergeist. And then, what was next? Friday, or sorry, um, for whatever reason, this, the all I can do is picture cool. GP reading this list at the back of the bus right now. Poltergeist, <laughs> um, Creep Show was after the short that. Bus, by the way, and then Friday Thirteenth Part Three, and then it was Tenebrae, The Thing, Amityville Two. Amityville Two is your number one over the no, thing. No, 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 the okay. thing is my number one. Then uh, Tenebrae, and then oh, number okay. three was Amityville 2, which I think is super underrated. Not a big fan of the entity. He only likes what? that movie because of the incest aspect, too, man. The last the 20 entity? minutes of the entity is fucking junk. Uh, we've said that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, 
I'm not a big fan of the movie in general. I don't like I that movie either. either. It's, oh, it's, I think it works so. I mean, dude, on, New York Ripper. There's New no York soundtrack that works more effectively than in the Entity. Man, that shit is just <laughs> fucking <laughs> devastating. <laughs> I need yeah. to rewatch it. I bought the Screen Factory. I haven't watched it since that DVD came out from Anchor Bay. Yeah, just yeah, never did it. Dumps, for me. dude. That fucking shit dumps, man. Yeah, it's amazing. That's in, that movie's intense. I feel like a, a lot of women like that movie. <laughs> I'm not joking. I <laughs> see a, a lot of thing. people. That's uh, a like weird some of the statement. podcasters I listen to. Like this one chick. It's her favorite movie of all time. Um, it's. Why? I think that it's it's scary. It's. I think it scares them. I mean, it's a good performance. It's not poorly acted. It's just, like I said, I saw this when I was like fucking like fourteen. Probably, you know what I mean. It was probably probably too intense it. for you. I doubt it. Uh, yeah, the effects <laughs> I was are still good. Goddamn I think, zombie bloodbath two at fourteen. I think the effects still hold up, man. The scene where the boobs—it's well, not even Barbara Hershey's tits—they use a prosthetic or whatever, but like the hands and stuff are moving around. I oh, remember that, that scene. That shit crazy. still looks really good, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a horrible movie. It's just not my thing. Well, it well, is it very was my, It was my number damn 10. Yeah, it, which it, should have been New York Ripper. It's kind of funny to discuss this movie not being one like, of your favorites, and we just discussed like eight hours of rapey films last week, and some of those were pretty good. I, I just don't like possessions and usually don't care for poltergeist shit. I love demon movies, but only like in Evil Speak and Night of the Demons and Demon Night, that kind of shit. I roll my eyes on Exorcist ripoffs usually, too. I just can't. It's not my thing. Um, I, I actually prefer some of the ripoffs even more. They're just absurd. Oh, I didn't man. think I was a big fan of like demonic possession type stuff, but it turns out that I kind of am. I like some of the older stuff, man. Like <laughs> you, didn't you just rewatch Beyond the Door, Dave? Me? I never saw Beyond the Door because I don't like Exorcist ripoffs. I okay. finally watched it. It was okay. Beyond the Door three is way better. Isn't it funny? Okay, what 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 is the most shocking thing about that movie to you? To me, it's the fucking the kids is cussing. <laughs> the kids cussing, right? Is those there's the they're the worst kids I've ever seen. They're like fuck you, Dad. I'm like, what is going <laughs> the, on? The here? way they talk is like so absurd, man. I just love it. It's so funny. The man. way they telegraph that fucking pea soup. The kids are always eating pea soup. I'm like, get the fuck out of here I know, with right? that. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> you fucking kid eating pea soup. <laughs> I will Good say man, that soup. that Arrow Edition man compared to the uh, the old Code Red. Oh my God, it's like yeah. night and day, man. Night and fucking day crazy i hate code red well i mean i never i think they did put out a blu-ray the dvd was super muddy and shitty man but the blu-ray is amazing like code red's the reason i don't have a copy of butcher baker nightmare maker i'm glad you don't have it because i have it and i love it yeah well (laughs) that movie's that movie's simply amazing i think i'm gonna sleep with it tonight (laughs) i've always said i love you i've always said for like the hundreds of movies that you know code red has released over the years and stuff that might even be like one of the top two movies that they ever released that and House on the Edge of the Park. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Those they are two of the best. They, they, they do a have lot a lot of good movies, but I, just don't I, like I shouldn't them. say I shouldn't say best. I said my personal favorites, but yeah. Jungle Holocaust. They got great shit, but yeah. they've released. They're a lot not easiest to get, and they're expensive. Yeah. yeah. The Ronin site. I don't like oh, buying shit expensively. Yeah. See, Who those does? Neat releases. Who does? You're never gonna like. They're thirty bucks American on there. Like it was funny. I, and their shipping went through the roof. It was gonna cost me, I think, seventy three dollars per Blu-ray. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck me, man! That's, that's outrageous. That's, that's too much. That's ridiculous. Fuck that." No, I'm not I'd good. punch a kid in the face for seventy three dollars. It still shocks me how many Code Red five. and Scorpion re- like releases I own, man. It's fucking insane because I, I report that shit all the time. Like, but if I lived, I would all the time. I'd buy it. But you know, it's just, remember the bundles? I liked when they did the bundles. They'd sell like five titles for like 
70 80 bucks i yeah. buy them all the time yeah screener archives is good they always had the cheaper prices for that too if you got the bundles yeah. from them and stuff so did i ordered 15 movies from twilight from screen archives because i missed the twilight time sale and everything good was gone so i paid extra and bought a bunch of twilight time shit you supported that bullshit i guess they're going under anyways, so it doesn't matter so. give a fuck about that i just want the movies yeah it's true plus they're done anyway so I'm, it doesn't even I'm, matter at this point but i would actually, we were I always screen archives is taking them over yeah. yeah they are yeah they yeah. announced they sold they sold the screen archives um nick redman used to do uh peck and paul commentaries so i i like him i mean i like his commentaries and shit it was honestly one of the most overrated niche labels out there though man they would charge like 35 american for these releases with minimal they're expensive minimal features and stuff and no, they had sales they had sales they did have sales but i'm talking pre-orders and nah, stuff. trash trash but like you i couldn't justify it, man their packaging was just it was, you know, subpar to a lot of different labels, you know, feature even I like picture night of living dead good. transfer sucked. That and did suck. They charged like thirty dollars with no fucking that. features. Get out of here. Bro. You know what's a good I was one, so man. glad when Eat. Sony re released it too, normal. Wait, they did? Yeah, Sony made a made on demand disc. Like they did Young Guns Two and Stay Tuned and a bunch of stuff. Yeah. You know what's a good release actually is the Umbrella release of uh, Night of the Living Dead. I have uh, both. Yeah, I have that one too. I have that. Yeah, they did, did it. I didn't even know they did that. They put a, yeah. a really cool one. It was a limited one where what? it had both movies and the and the artwork was I got reversible. It. I got it. On what's, both the, sides. what's the price? Those transfers it, are stupid, silly good, man. Really. What's good. the cost of getting umbrellas these days? Is it still through the roof or is it? I don't lower? know. I, don't I haven't know. ordered. I don't order them. It shouldn't be too bad for you guys. Your guys' dollars were actually, oddly enough, Canada or can- Canada's Canada's dollars actually worth more than theirs too. I don't know about right now, but um, no, Umbrella's overpriced though. They do sell yeah. their shit for pretty high. I do but, like Umbrella a lot, but well, on um, deep discount, you can get a good sale and get them for like fifteen bucks sometimes. Well, they, I'll, pi- they, I'll pick they, up they some of them. Huh? From, I'll pick up. Yeah, some you from, can get them on deep discount DVD sometimes. Yeah, I, I'm I used still to buy waiting them from, on my from Wow HD. I'll get a lot of shit from there. It's nice because they don't, they charge free shipping, right? So I'm still waiting on uh, my pit and the pendulum to sh- to get back in stock from deep discount. Ain't gonna make it. Why? Pit and the because I intercepted that motherfucker. Like the full moon one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ordered it from deep discount. I ordered like four or five things from deep discount, and I didn't realize two of them were back ordered. One of the things was uh, sometimes they come back, uh, Oliver Lee's, and that actually got back hey, in stock. In hey, the ship. hey, sometimes it ain't coming back. You ain't getting that, that Blu-ray. Sorry. I actually, I actually I have go. that Olive Blu-ray. Yeah. I have it again, I had to buy all my Yeah, I remember. You got, got it as a screener. No. Actually, um, fuck, I did too, man, because I even reviewed that on my channel. Fuck yeah, because I wanted that one more than anything that was coming out so, that month. So it was one of the first. So it was one of like one or two that I got, and you guys got them all. Yeah, fuck you guys. I didn't get them. Not all. better at all. The, I'm just I, saying. I will, at least I, I watched admit, and reviewed I, them, unlike I fucking out, Jeremy. I made out when they were doing the black exploitation stuff. They sent me a b- lot of those, and you didn't even review any of them. You, you know, bullshit. Go back. I reviewed all of them. Did you just say bullshit? Did you say I said bullshit? Okay. I, bullshit. I, re- I reviewed bullshit. all the hamburger ones. I reviewed the hammer. I reviewed all of them. Yeah, I bought the hammer. Motherfucker's still sealed too. I'm proud of it. <laughs> all right, yeah, moving on here. <laughs> moving on. Uh, Universal. Early me, man. I, I fucking got that and I reviewed that shit, man. That was amazing. Anyways, Universal pulls the plug on the uh, Purge television series. Oh no! Oh <clears throat> god, not that. Will uh, they Jeremy- pull the Purge on the fucking movie <laughs> series then too? Pull the fucking yeah. plug on the movie series because that they shit's junk. They pulled the junk. plug on the movie series Please, too. Please, God, no. 
they, Why? There was uh, a the Forever Purge was supposed to release July 10th, uh, and now they they just canceled the release. What in Why the, is the purge f- happening right now? Stop it! How'd you do that? It's my ringtone. <laughs> Dude, that was amazing. I thought that was. I, I, I did that because of the quarantine. I thought it would be funny when people heard heard like calls that I got. Dude, that's actually <laughs> no, kind of funny. They were probably like, we ain't releasing the purge right now because honestly, there's guys out in the street at like Capitol Hill in Michigan fucking with machine guns. They're like, not a good time for the purge. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So they they pulled it. They pulled it from release and it's just shelved now. They didn't give a new release date, which a lot of these films that are getting pulled, they're giving like extended release dates but uh they just kind of pulled this it can't be worse than the last goddamn purge movie that shit was oh fucking uh the last one yeah i didn't really care for the last one the one before that was all right let me correct myself they're semi-automatic they're not machine guns pussy grab a motherfucker that was like the only good line in the fucking movie i think the best purge they don't sell second one only automatic machine guns you can't buy one legally right yeah Yeah, a lot of people don't know that some people say fully semi-automatic though and think that that means something I think that probably means that basically a semi-automatic with like a, one of those extra clips in there basically is an automatic, right? No, it, no, no, because it, you have to. No, that's probably the what they mean by the difference. Right? It, no, no, the difference no, is, is that you got, no, because you have to keep pulling the trigger. Yeah, but one of those boot, you hold the trigger things they put in there that like I can't think what it's called. It basically it pulls the trigger for you quicker. The bump stock. Oh, you're bump talking stock. about bump stock. Yeah, yeah. So the, you get one those, of them. are those illegal now? They're illegal oh. in the U.S. Yeah. Oh, Trump, Trump, Trump made them illegal in the U.S. completely. Man. After the, I think it was after one of those shootings that happened Man, recently. We already fucking had the harshest gun laws ever, and then, of course, the dude in fucking Halifax goes and kills like 23 people in one night. And then so our gun laws got even worse. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Fuck. One you're, ma- you're one mass shooting in 100 fucking years, and all of a sudden fucking we're banning shit that we weren't even allowed to have in the first place <laughs> we got mass shootings every day that's what i'm saying it's crazy like our gun laws are insane because you guys don't have the second amendment yeah yeah but uh no i that 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 shit was crazy that was fucking crazy but so so uh yeah the purge it was supposed to be about get this probably not surprising but takes the purge out of its usually metropolitan setting while still dealing with class and race issues in the previous films in the way the previous films have i'm not sad about it at all honestly it's probably my least favorite modern franchise like out of all the stuff that has made like three or four films it's probably my least favorite i turned part two off i couldn't watch it i actually like that one I, um, it started off too goddamn dumb. They're like, it's it's five minutes before the purge. Well, we got to go to the store real quick. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Over. Dumb. Yeah, and I think we commented on that. Like, like it, it, it played itself straight. It's not satirical. Do you it's think not, like, those comp- movies would work better if they embraced the exploitation concept? One or the other. One or the other. Yeah, that's, that's my big issue. Exploitation. They if just try to mix like them a- if it was a gore film without like CGI gore, it, it would be way better. Like I, I think that if they just made it like a fucking Necrostorm film and just were like, okay, the purge is happening, and then like they just showed a, like POV somebody going around and just blowing motherfuckers away, or just made it like a Charles Bronson movie where he's just like out there in a purge, he's like, yep, just killing. Ew, I don't know. I don't. I, I didn't finish the movie, so I can't talk. But if you're going to start your movie that goddamn dumb, where people are like, "We're out getting shit and fight like an hour before the purge," no motherfucker, nobody's yeah, going to work would, that day. People, people are leaving the like, cafe. Like, a, like, if the Two purge days. happens once a year 
in like July, Everybody's people would have stocked week. up in fucking June for sure. Yeah, and people are off that week. They're not going to work the day of the purge. They're getting ready. They're not going to work probably the week of the purge. Yeah, that's stupid as fuck. The first thing <laughs> I said to you, man, you're going to go out to the fucking store five minutes before? Shut the fuck up. I turned yeah. it off. So I turned it fucking off. stupid. I looked over to the person I was watching with and I was like, hey, man, nah, nah, dog, I'm done. I saw that um, today, like just kind of browsing Facebook, that they canceled the purge five. I mean, I don't. That's really what I just said. Yeah, that's oh, what I just said. Like, I thought you were talking hey, Kyle, about. Hey, welcome to the show. I uh, thought you were talking about the TV show. I was talking about both of them. Yeah, so yeah. they oh, okay. they canceled the show and they they removed the release date of the Purge Five. So it, it's yeah, apparently still happening, but deal. it's just now an undisclosed release date. And, pl- and please tell me that they they filled in the spot with the new uh, Wrong Turn movie, <laughs> <laughs> featuring Henry Rollins again. <laughs> Yeah, I just saw Henry Rollins in a movie this week. I dream like Henry Home. Rollins actually, or Dream, not Dream Home, Dream, uh, Dreamland. I haven't seen that one. That's a new one with uh, by the guy who did uh, Pontypool. Mm, nice. So it's Canadian. Pretty. Yeah, I threw up only twice. <laughs> Jesus no. Christ! No, it was pretty. It's it's got some cool shit in it. Stephen McCaddy's in it, of course. All right, uh, moving on here, we have HBO Max is developing a feature film adaptation of the Stephen King and Joe Hill novel, Throttle. So uh, Mm. HBO Max has been greenlighting a lot of things. Um, Says it follows uh, a father and son led biker gang who get terrorized by a big rig truck on an isolated stretch of American desert. So essentially dual with bikes. I'm down. Cool meets maximum overdrive. Yeah. I could fuck if with that, gonna- man. I love me some road horror, man. They, they, <clears throat> we always discuss that on this show, too, man. They don't make enough road horror films, man. And actually, speaking of that, they need to make another one of those fucking... Um, uh, what's the road? The modern one? They did two of them. Uh, Joyride? Joyride! Fuck, it was slipping No, they did there. three of those. Uh, yeah, they did three of them. I meant they need to make another one. Because I, th- I th- all three were actually pretty enjoyable. I've only seen the first one, but I'm a pretty big fan of it. We need another Maximum Overdrive. I no. can, see. I like yes. Maximum Overdrive. I know the GP last doesn't one like sucked. it, dude. You mean trucks or yeah. Maximum Overdrive? <laughs> I didn't want. Trucks? I think I took oh, trucks fuck. off too in like 1999. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, trucks. Dude, trucks. It was a dude, TV film so too, shitty. wasn't it? It wasn't a TV yeah. film. Yeah. Dude, the uh-huh. fucking rearview mirror was moving and shit. The side mirror and stuff by itself. I'm like, <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I do like Maximum Overdrive more now than I love. I, did. I love Maximum Overdrive. See, I can Best fuck with Emilio ever. all the time, man. I love Emilio. Emilio's the shit. Yeah. I'm not yeah, saying he's not. Hat Hango keeps calling everybody Bubba. Is there any Bubba? Bubba. <laughs> His name is Bubba. I'm like, what is going on? It's just, I just I, think I like everything uh, about it, man. Emilio, it's got a great lead. It's got a great soundtrack. It's got this fucking gnarly wait, gas station ooh. setting. It's got this it's got hilarious shit too. It's got ridiculous. Like the narrative is ridiculous. Like I love when the shit's coming uh, to life. It's so stupid. But the, the soda the machine, pop kit. Yes, oh, okay. <laughs> the coach. Yeah, because it's great. He gets wait, hit in the wait, fucking you say nuts. soda, dude. Oh, I said what I said, and I'm not apologizing. Oh, the show dude. is getting That's so American. I thought you were in like. Ohio or something. Pop. Are you happy? Yeah. Is that the Norman? Oh, do they, they use the word soda? They use pop or soda or cola. What Who about gives so, a fuck? What about soda pop? I, I do you say fuck. the Do you say the term soda pop? I don't fucking know. I don't drink pop. <laughs> yeah, but you you've heard other people say it though. I've heard people say it both ways, and I've heard little babies complain about it. <laughs> 
Dude, honestly, when I worked at Big Lots like fucking like 12 years ago, there was this fucking lady that was, she was cool. Her name was Candy. She was checking out. And this guy, he's, she's like, do you want your soda in a bag? He's like, you want, he's like, it's a pop. You want your pop in a bag or something? He's like, you want me to pop you in the face? It's soda. He literally got that mad. <laughs> if somebody would have said it to me when I was checking out, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you fucking idiot. I would have lost my job over that. Somebody's, and they were serious. If they were joking, I would have laughed. But if they were serious, I would have lost my temper. I'd be like, you want me to ram your fucking face into the goddamn counter? Get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. <laughs> I'm just I don't saying, if you're gonna, if you're it's gonna a fucking pop. You want me to pop the in face? Soda, then that. you fucking deserve to get harassed. Oh, okay. yeah, right. I'll kill somebody over something stupid like that. I'll kill somebody because they're that rude. They're that rude. Isn't, that, rude. isn't that pretty rude of you to kill them? I don't care. They, they, <laughs> no, it, they it's drew the right reason. Blood. It's the right reason. <laughs> Dave, uh, did you buy a lot of Big Lots movies while you worked at Big Lots? Yes, and I always bought their cookies that were marked down because they were, <laughs> and all their candy because I got a twenty percent discount. I don't think I've ever been in Big Lots. Did before. you enjoy your time at Big Lots? Not really. <laughs> I don't like customers. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And I had to do furniture. Wow, That's what Big I, Lots has I know Andy works at. Uh, yeah. Big I thought lots. it was like a media play, like kind of like a Best Buy type thing, where it's just oh, like electronics. Oh no, it's just uh, dumping everything in a fucking store lot thing. So yeah, it's, it's, a, like it's a, a huge uh, department store, then essentially. It's, it's, got, it's got everything. It's a, they're actually not too big. The ones that I've medium size. We have a lot of them. We have a lot of them out here. Yeah. Um, but I actually like Big Lots. I go there and find a lot of movies for cheap. Um, usually DVDs, but uh, yeah, I mean they sell furn- They have a furniture department. And then like a little like store department and then just like other like house stuff like, you know, toilet seat covers and fucking, uh, you know, big lots used to be like the place to go for uh, cheap Blu-rays. I've gotten like every wrong turn movie there for like three bucks on Blu-ray. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's like three to five dollars. Catalog studio titles on the cheap is what what you could get at big lots. They did have some screen factories a few years ago. We have this place in my town now. It's in the ghetto, though. It's called Bin Time. Have you ever heard of that? Any of y'all? That sounds pretty. Try not ghetto. to get hepatitis. Bin yeah, time? well, it's it's an Amazon overstock place. It's where, like, what? I guess it's located people, right next to the Dollar General. But. It's literally yo. It, it's Dollar it, General. I we swear to God, it's located tree. next to a, a mighty dollar. It's literally right next to a <laughs> mighty dollar, 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 dollar tree. <laughs> Don't it sounds it's, Canadian. I think it's, we had a mighty dollar. Oh, out shut here. the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> no, he's probably serious because this we place actually do have like, dollar trees though. I'm not even joking. Well, yeah, we, have dollar, we have a we bunch have dollar, of dollar trees. We have dollar trees dollar. the shit. I like dollar trees. Have, <laughs> Dave, Dave, I know you like them. Ours dollar are, trees. Ours are crap, dollar. dude. I remember going there for blue. Our dollar trees are junk too. There. In Toledo, yeah. they're junk. Dude, the dollar we have. This dollar one day, channel. Dave went to like four dollar trees trying to find movies. <laughs> I went to like two or three, and they were junk. <laughs> Still haven't got rid of the herpes I got in there. I feel dirty <laughs> in those places, man. It's weird. Yeah, we have like right. Dollar Generals, Dollar Trees. We have Mighty Dollar. Like it's all. <laughs> I can't take here in Mighty Dollar anymore. Mighty yeah, no, dollar. we like Mighty Dollar is only in the Stop ghetto. It. Like, we it's we like only a got Mighty Chicken. We only got empty bins now. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, we, we, we so do you that. go there and find cool shit or no? Yeah, bin time is like um, it's like an Amazon overstock place where like people return Amazon stuff and you can mm. go in there and you they weigh the stuff that you get so they don't charge you for like the specific things. So they have movies like clothing, they have like uh, DVD players stuff like that, and they'll weigh it and they charge you per the weight. So what is so it like pretty- per pound? What is it like per pound? 
it's it's not much. It's like uh, like a couple of dollars per pound. Um, but you can get like ten pounds worth of stuff for so like twenty. So it's blind bucks. buy? Like you don't even know what you're buying. You just buy a box. So you say you, I'll, I'll no. take that fifteen pound box. You pay thirty bucks. No, and no. Like yo, man, no, you pick, no. what, you pick the stuff like you going, want. Yeah, it's like going into a Goodwill and picking out what you want. I'm joking, and put it, but that would be so much better if you were just blind buying boxes. You'd be like, I want no, that thirty that. pound box. What am I getting, man? Maybe some dildos, some fucking wrong turn Blu-rays. <laughs> The amazing. Then I fucking, just have a bunch a of mic- shit I don't want. A toaster the, oven and shit. You'd be like, the yeah, human centipede on Blu-ray. Duct tape, <laughs> dude. Dude. So basically, you can get a box full of DVDs, and sometimes it'll be good shit and garbage, and it'll be like they'll charge you by the pound. Yeah, they basically charge you by the pound. Like I've been in there. There's not really good DVDs or Blu-rays, and I mean they have them, but they're not like the best. You know what I mean? Like because people shit. are returning good shit. Like you're not going to find a three disc edition of Zombie in there. Like no one's returning yeah. that shit. No, yeah. you're not going to find shit like that. It's but like I mean, catalog titles like The Conjuring and shit. Huh? It's fun to go in shit there. Shit that would love. He loves his that. mainstream stuff. Yeah, he loves uh, Dark Knight like, Rises. I just and like all movies. Kind of shit. I like Dark Knight Rises. You got to get them Jerry Maguire tapes. <laughs> All right, moving on here. Uh, AMC has acquired the Vampire Chronicles, which of course is the famous Anne Rice series uh, for both film projects and um, movies. So I, I think what we saw Interview with the Vampire, which is a really good movie. Um, it's a little slow. But I think it's I think it holds up decently. Queen and of the Damned is garbage. Queen of the Damned is garbage. Turn that movie off after ten minutes. I dude, when we were doing two thousand two, you know how many tries it took me to get through that movie? Ugh. My it's friend so was like, boring. It's great, it's great. So me and my cousin and him turned it on. Is that the we movie looked with at Aaliyah? him after ten minutes, started laughing the, at him. It's the last movie, I think. Yeah, shit, man. Fuck she was so gorgeous. We got to that vampire floating and watching the band play and like they turned around and then we were like, no, man, nah. When it was a period piece, it was pretty solid for about 10 minutes and then it goes into modern time and it's I've actually never seen it. It's crazy. We're like 16, though. You can't expect 16 year olds to watch Queen of the Damned. Right, right. We're but haters. It, it definitely is a massive step down from Interview with the Vampire. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Queen so of the, it, Queen of the Dam is something you would see in Bin Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On DVD with a slice barcode. Exactly. Yeah, uh, the snapper case. I have yeah. it on the snapper case. Nice. Uh, okay, so after that, uh, the new mutants. Fucking sick of hearing about this Stop. movie. Fuck, seriously. Like, like, honestly, do we have to report on this no. again? Like, nobody wants I to fucking. talk about it anymore. New yeah, it's uh, gonna be really so quickly lame. then. Uh, it, they're now pushing the release back to August 28th, 2020. <laughs> I need to see some onion articles in harsh times about this. Like new mutants announces pushback date to push it back. Shit like that. <laughs> I need to see those kind of articles. Yeah. All right. After that, deep blue C three is uh, hitting DVD. Okay. Is that? Oh yeah. Nope. Oh, deep C three. Oh. on the phone. We got a shark movie. I can't believe this is like big news. People are like freaking out over Deep Sea fucking three. I'm like, what the fuck? Deep Sea, Deep Blue Sea, deep blue fucking sea, three, motherfucker. Fuck, fuck, whatever. Deep fucking Dude, Mediterranean Sea. I don't give a fuck. It's part three of whatever. Did you see Deep Blue Sea too? Is it good? I did, and it was no, crud. I it haven't. was pure crud. Who the fuck would want to sit down and see Deep Blue Sea two? I like the first one. It's fun. The, the first, first one is good. good. The first but I don't want to see a second one. 
Yeah, made like 10 years later with bad CGI? No. Oh, dude. Deep Blue CT. It's horrible, man. It was fucking bad. And like, I like shitty, 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 shitty shark movies. (laughs) That one was just a shitty, shitty shark movie, man. I would expect it to be like Malibu Shark Attack. That's what I would expect it to be. Malibu Shark Attack is actually entertaining because it's so bad. It's awesome. So. Deep Blue C2, fuck that movie. I'll just watch Day of the Dead again or something. Uh, after no, that, you're not. Dave, stop lying. You're not watching that again. After the first Malibu Shark. No. <laughs> I don't think you uh, uh, Are we done? Sharks? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's all right. Is there, um, more, is there more shitty shark news? Because I want nope. some more. Is there any more um, TV news? Because I don't really care. Now we have shitty puppet news. Um, original Ghoulies creator is trying to pitch uh, Sony to reboot the franchise. But Ghoulies 1 sucks. It does suck. Why don't they just reboot part 2? Yeah, and get Albert Band's dead, so who's going to direct it? Get somebody who actually... Dustin Mills would make Richard a hell Band? of a Ghoulies movie. Dustin Mills would make a hell of a Ghoulies movie. Yeah, man. Puppet, Ma- Puppet Monster Massacre, man, was the shiznit. I'm telling you. But was, they would man. never hire an indie guy like that. No, because he has they too might. much talent. He has too much talent. That's why. I, nah, I don't want to see Charles Band direct a movie because it'll just be covered in CGI and just like puppets. Well, like it doesn't have people. anything to do with him because it's Sony. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But part two is Empire, so they wouldn't get the rights to that one. No. Nope. Yeah. They, they don't. They don't. Oh, MGM owns it now. MGM yeah. owns Ghoulies. MGM too. owns exactly. Ghoulies one and two. Yeah. yeah. Lionsgate owns part three, so we can't have uh, Ragnar. Who owns part four though? That's the question. Uh, a film rise, I think, owns part four. Who would want part four? No one. Part four actually no doesn't have a release in region one, does it? Yeah, yeah it has a shitty DVD. It does? Yeah, yeah. I have it. It's, it's shitty. I do own it's it. I, couldn't, I, I do it's own like, the DVD, but I couldn't remember if it was region one or region two. It's been a while. so It's a really bad Ghoulies movie. Yeah, no, it is. It is. But then again, Ghoulies it's Goes to College. I, I, honestly, Ghoulies Goes to College, man, is fucking... That movie used to irritate... It's, I like I it better it. now, but it used to irritate me, dude. Like... Ghoulies I think it's because, like, fantastic. if you ever watch Ghoulies 1 and then you go to Ghoulies 2 and you're like, oh, fuck, nice. That was a total upgrade from the first one. Ghoulies 2 is amazing. And you go to Ghoulies, go to college, and you're like, fuck, this is, like, hurting my brain. I love it. Prank week. Prank week. Pancake. It's Three Stooges meets Revenge of the Nerds meets you can, Ghoulies. You confuse I love the it. shit out of me. How you, uh, you confuse me. Love it, dudes. Love it. Man. But I do agree. Did you see, Universally. Did you see Halloween Spookies? It is just Ghoulies 3. Yeah. Just worse much worse haunted what was the i don't know about worse dude i don't think so i think we know ouija's that's the good one oh Ouija, get the fuck out of here jp <laughs> what i gotta shut up we're gonna I be here till fucking three o'clock talking. in the morning how the fuck did jp like ouija's <laughs> it's the ouija's man i gave it a fucking five out of ten and dave's like why did you tell me to watch ouija's i think and i gave I it like a one it. and a half and everyone i know gave it like a one and a half out of five it's the ouija's man oh lordy i i passed on that shit Good, good choice. I mean, it's prime full moon compared to what we're getting now. I'm honestly surprised. Oh, fuck, dude. New full moon is... They're getting so fucking lazy. Oh, so, okay, the other day I was on Tubi. (laughs) I I was watching... What the fuck was I... I was watching full moon. Oh, I was watching fucking uh, Trancers 2. One and two on Tubi. Because oddly enough, I don't even own those. What? And I I don't don't own them either. Okay, you want to hear something else is very strange about Trancers? I've only ever seen the first one. And I've I haven't seen, seen any of the sequels. So part two was like a new watch to me. I was like, nice. there are like six of them. Yeah, there is six of them. But anyways, uh, so I was on the full moon part of Tubi and I was kind of scrolling through and I was, I just kind of noticed like some of the later evil bong sequels, like the length of them. 
Some of those things are like 55, 60 minutes. I'm like, Full Moon is the cheapest motherfucking company, man. They can't even make like semi-full-length films, man. They're making like short movies as sequels. <laughs> there was like, there was a few. There's like a few distinct era of Full Moon, right? Like there's the early stuff, the the good stuff that the where Empire they sort stuff. of had par- Paramount with them. Well, there's yeah. Empire, but Full Moon Empire's itself. the best. Empire then is the best. Empire is the best, but even early Full Moon is really good. It's with good. stuff like Castle honestly, Freak man, from and, like 19 and then we get that mix of Tempe. They mixed up with Tempe for a while. Full Moon, like 90 then, to like 95, 96. Full Moon was it, every movie feels the same, and it's awesome. It's great. Yeah, like I, Hideous. I love the Hideous is fun. Hideous, yeah, all those is, movies, Hideous and Head of the Family are like the last two good ones. Yeah, yeah I, I agree, man. Because nice. as soon as that atmosphere and feel change, man, that's when the movies just fucking struggle, man. They're brutal. Yeah, but then I, I think they made a nice little comeback in like the mid mid to late 2000s with like some of the Killjoy sequels and like maybe the first two Evil Bong films. I heard that some of the Killjoys were good. The latter sequels are really good. Three and four are good. You want to hear something funny, Dave? It's probably one of the only franchises we've mentioned many, many times on this podcast before that gets better. The first one's one of the worst films ever. Part two is not great, but it's better than the first one. And then all of a sudden three and four hit and you're like, what the fuck just happened? It, it It does like a 180 in quality and they're so much better. Trent Haga was involved with those though, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And they're actually legitimate films. It's pretty crazy. And I do agree, JP. That's actually one weird era where the films kind of got a little bit better. But I think they're going back to where they were at that struggling time, too, because these yep. films are getting shorter and the quality is so bad. Like, they're Corona, just... Corona, yeah, like, They're like, so think bad. About, think like, the Like, the Puppet Master that they did the first of the Axis trilogy, not, not too bad, right? Like, yeah. a, like, a, like one of the best ones in uh, years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, so that all... That era... Killjoy 3, Killjoy 4, that Puppet Master movie. There was a couple of other fun ones, like um, some of the little dolls and stuff that they did. Uh, did you guys ever fun. see Trophy Heads? Just, trophy no. Heads. Was Trophy uh, Heads okay? Dangerous I don't know. I've never dolls, seen it, actually. It was one that I remember dolls. being public. It was, they promoted the shit out of. There was like all this crazy stuff with Trophy Heads and stuff, and then uh, I never actually seen it. <laughs> it's weird. But yeah. I always heard it was it was decent, so I don't know. All right. Uh, after that, we have Matthew Lilly- Lillard said that he would return to Scream. I don't know. Like that. Apparently, they're they're working like fastly on a new Scream. Um, I don't know how that works. Obviously, we all know what happened to Stu's character. Uh, I don't know if they're he's saying what if he didn't die. Okay. I don't know if they're talking about if he's talking about like playing someone else. Um. You know, you know how when these things but, come out in the news where they're going to like, you know, add another sequel and someone's going to jump on board and be in that sequel that died in a previous film and shit like that. And it starts getting people's creativity in their brain rolling and stuff. So they start throwing out theories of what the next movie should be about. I don't know mm-hmm. if you read this, JP, or if any of you guys read this on the page, but I think it was Chris Lax that wrote it, uh, our buddy Critterbuster. And um, he had this theory of, like, you know, having where he doesn't even die in the first film, and then that's the narrative for the new film. And I was like, what the f-? I'm like, that's exactly what I wouldn't want to see. But didn't Lacey Lou say that's actually what their plan was for one of the sequels? And you're going to... Yeah, one of, the, one of the sequels... That was... was yeah, sub- that never came through. Yeah. 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 And then... But here's the thing. The, Stu... It, the you know matthew lillard is in scream 2 mm-hmm. as a cameo yeah. like he's not like he's just a background character but um there's some there's some things you could play with there but that's different um, if you're going to use the same character and have him where he didn't die like using that in the narrative i think is a big mistake i think it, it is just, for like these movies for like, sure if it was like ch- child's play or something like nobody gave a fuck that chucky came back um 
but yeah this it's like more grounded in reality so yeah i would have maybe an issue with that but (laughs) what if he was just what if he's playing like his twin brother other cousin or something with that i mean i I know that it's (laughs) cheesy as fuck but would it be worth the trade-off because in my opinion the best character in all of scream is still yeah um so i think would it be a fair would it be worth the trade-off of of sacrificing the poor idea to get him back i don't care <sighs> honestly dude i I'm, I'm in the same boat i honestly don't care either way like if they make another screen movie i'm like whatever another roundup show yay well, fuck me well, Wes craven's not gonna direct it maybe, maybe, maybe we'll, directed all four. Why, can't, why won't the Wes craven direct it stop it so <laughs> yeah another roundup show you know fucking whatever man we'll do that right after we do the next six leprechaun movies i don't like how <laughs> i feel like you guys don't have the love for scream that i we do. don't sad we're old it's fucking sad. see that's that's i don't think i think they're great but i just except three i think three sucks and, and you like i never was like super into scream personally i mean i like them i think they're cool movies i just never really i'm not like a fanboy of scream yeah me either so i'm not like the a nostalgia thing too like you know it's actually the only franchise i've ever seen all four movies at the cinema and i still don't have that love for it you know like i don't know like i saw scream in 96 when it came to the cinema you know i was 16 years old i was like okay it was cool Man, they were just such important movies for for like I think you would you would have a bigger heart on if you were my age. I think because I mean, face it, dude, in '96 you were five years old. Yeah, you saw you saw that later, so it was actually way past the fact. I saw it when I was five. (laughs) That's just so wrong. You shouldn't be watching Scream when you're five, man. Why? They should let the boy watch the Scream. You know what I was watching when I was five? Completely fine. You know what I was watching when I was five? Good shit, like fucking you know House and fucking uh, Fright Night and shit, man. Come on scream fuck shut up you didn't even have house in your top 10 i don't even want to hear it watching like monster squad i'll, t- I'll hey, tell it you made the I'll... top 25 whatever hey, why i had I... it in my top 10 why i originally <laughs> watched scream was because i like my matthew lillard and slc punk that's the only reason i watched it yeah he's good in that I, he's my favorite character in the scream series i i really like him as an actor he's funny. i mean i, 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 I was like because it was craven rose mcgowan is my favorite in that movie I like. That. I was like oh. big on like SLC Punk when I was in like middle school, high school, and I was just like, "Oh, this dude's pretty dope." Did they wear skinny jeans? Yeah, exactly. They like the Misfits. So man, we just spent like six hours talking about screen movies about a month ago. So let's yeah, keep let's it move down on. to a minimum. First, I'm kind of uh, done with that. Uh, Matthew did say that um, he doesn't think Nev will be involved unless because she is very super loyal to Wes, and she even said that when Carly met her that like. He just, she just can't see anybody else directing it unless they have a really good idea. She won't do it unless she believes in the project, which I think is very commendable. And I appreciate when <laughs> actors actually care about that stuff. She already she already knows that she's gonna fucking you know call the performance in like she did in part three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, she definitely called that shit in. I can't remember. That's like the one that, that I. Don't that, that's something that Everybody we brought up. Called it in on part three. We, we definitely talked about that. How her? Well, she's not even in the movie that much, which is kind of a shame. Well, I mean, there's a lot of problems with that movie, but you can just tell even like her screen presence just wasn't there in that film, and her heart wasn't in it. I mean, you can say all you want about her, I, I how she's loyal to Wes Craven and stuff, but her performance was definitely not the same as it was in the first two films. Was that? Damn sure. I don't know if that's necessarily her not being into it or just like not a good script and directing or something. Well, I mean, the directing should be the same because it was Craven, so I don't really yeah, understand why it was a few years later. Plus, I don't know. Plus, he was, plus, technically, shouldn't it get better if you have that chemistry after two films? There, working well, we know there was a lot of production issues on that one. It was a 
very quick turnaround. I mean, the too. script did suck. The script actually, yeah. her character yeah, in the movie If it's a bad worst. script, it's she can't yeah, do much. Like her character actually is, it's so shitty. They gave her the worst. Ugh, her role sucks, but I get it. I get it. I mean, I, I respect that too. If she's gonna not come back because of her loyalty and stuff, but at the same time, it's like. I think that it's also about like believing in the project too. You know what I mean? Like if somebody else is doing it, is this, is, are you doing something good? Are you just doing something for a cash hand that isn't having a passion behind it? Uh, so moving yep. on here, uh, shutter grabs the anthology film scare package, which has a pretty cool, fun throwback cover art. Uh, pretty neat. Um, so yeah, that doesn't have a release date yet. Um, what's involved in that directors who in who in that? Yeah. Uh, who, okay. It's actually, it's coming out on June 18th. It does have a date. Uh, Aaron Koontz and Cameron Burns. Okay. Who directed uh, that? That what's that? Who's directed that? I don't know if created by means directed by or not, but, no, uh, it no. has Noah Segan from knives out. Baron okay. Vaughn from mystery science theater, 3000 nice. chase Williamson from beyond the gates. Okay. Jocelyn DeBoer from Greener Grass, Jeremy King from Camera Obscura, uh, Dusty Dustin Rhodes, who we mentioned earlier, um, a wrestler. What's he doing? Camera Obscura, gold? man. I actually that one came out a couple years ago. That was okay. So it, it features directorial debuts from Segan and Vaughn, and then Emily Higgins, Anthony Cousins, Chris McIrony, and Courtney and Hillary. And you are. Don't know any of them. Hmm. Yeah, I know some of them, but I don't know. It could be all right. Could be. I'll watch it. Why not? Uh, speaking of sequels that Moods didn't like, um, Hatchet Four came out. Victor Crowley and Adam Green says that 100% Victor Crowley will return to f- in follow-up films. Uh, he said that when he initially had the idea for hatchet one he kind of had a rough idea of a trilogy in his head that he always kind of planned on doing that succeeded he finished it he never planned on doing more he had that amazing conversation with george romero that basically um he told at the um screening that i met him at where he said um that george like really touched him and he's like why are you running from the stuff that people like about you the stuff that they want from you um, and you know, it, it, it was Wes Craven and George Romero who really kind of convinced him to do another hatchet film. Uh, I really loved it. I know moods thought it was, um, not that good. Second um, best of the series after part one. Wow. We are so far apart on that shit, man. <laughs> yeah. It's about, maybe, maybe I like three. I think two's the worst. <clears throat> yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I have it. Three's one, my favorite. Three. I have it. Three, one, four. I like one, three, and four, but I don't know really what order. I haven't watched one and three in so long, but I really liked part four. Surprisingly, four, four I did. annoyed me, man. They did my girl Tiffany Shep is very wrong in that movie. But they did she, Tiffany. She was the one that was in the plane, fucking oh, drown, drowning drown. the entire fucking role. I was like, that was on. pretty mean spirited for that movie. It, it, it was. was. I was surprised because you never got to see her body. Her body's sexy, dude. It's submerged in water. I'm like, that's fucking wrong. <laughs> uh, no, the, the best part of that dude was Doofy. The best part of that movie was Doofy, and that he was playing that guy wannabe actor, and he kept doing those bad impersonations. Yeah, I thought it was good, man. I, I really, I mean, dude, I'm probably as biased as they come because I watched it with Adam Green. You know what I mean? And it was like the whole theater. Was, that was one of my favorite things I ever did was watch that movie with a group of people. I thought your it favorite so thing fun. you ever did was get uh, Joe Bob back on the air. Yeah. 
No, that's your. That's everyone else's favorite thing I did. No, not that guy who wrote that article. Well, the this other guy, day. man. <laughs> that's <laughs> why I was sorry. saying. You're, you're going to break every bone like, falling off that high horse, dude. I, Seriously, I, that's what I told Carly. I was like, this guy's sitting there attacking Joe Bob, trying to get him taken off the air. Didn't even mention the fact that I brought him back on. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> this fucking guy. Um. So yeah. Uh, yeah. He says that. Um. It's possible we see Green uh, bring uh, the killer Victor Crowley out of the bayou. Mm. So maybe we'll get a Victor Crowley takes Manhattan type situation. <laughs> oh, that would be lovely. I feel like he should wait a couple more sequels to do that. Or maybe though. we can get uh, a think wait, next one. Maybe we can get a Poltergeist three. Say, he attacks an apartment building. He, yeah, he's had a few ideas for the Victor Crowley character and stuff. He had an idea of. Um, which I think eventually became digging up the marrow, but the idea that Victor, like take it like a Wes Craven's new nightmare approach where Victor Crowley was real and, and stuff. Yeah, I remember um, that. And then, but he did say that he designed this one as a trilogy too. Uh, so hopefully, you know, it continues on. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of like Adam green, like some of the stuff that he says, he was one of my favorite modern filmmakers just because I I thought he was more accessible than all of the filmmakers. Like his he did the Eli Roth thing with me where he did like eight commentaries for his movies and just really gave you a lot of insight into his like filmmaking journey, which I same thing Eli Roth did in in his early career with Cabin Fever and Hostel and Hostel 2 and stuff. And I really uh connect with that, but um when I started listening to the podcast, it, I don't know, it made me like not love a lot of the stuff that Adam Green was like constantly talking about. Because he talks about the same stories over and over again and you'd rather hear Joe Lynch talk because he's a better director. (laughs) 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 Not to be a dick, but that's the truth. Like You can only listen to the show so long without hearing the same story. I don't know. Um, I I didn't watch Frozen, so I can't make a comment on that. I hear it's his best directed movie. It 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 actually is pretty good. Uh, Frozen and Spiral. Have you seen Spiral? Uh, No. I haven't okay. seen those. I've seen the rest so of his those movies. two are like serious thrillers films. Yeah, thrillers, and and you know I prefer those to anything else he had done. But, but when I hear Joe Lynch talk, uh, Joe Lynch has much more better insight on films and, and better opinions on movies in general. I think than Adam Green. Adam Green really doesn't ever come out with an opinion about anything. Mostly like he's talking about himself and nostalgic stuff. Yeah, well, it's always the same stories. And he seems like a generally sweet guy, but he's just overly sensitive and it's just um he definitely has like a um that there's that funny article that someone wrote like the fake articles remember like that one site horror horrible news and they yeah. said basically it was mick garris and adam green have a fart sniffing contest where they sit and smell their own farts <laughs> and like i, I mean you could tell mick garris and adam green are the nicest guys ever but i never really felt that way too bad about mick garris but definitely you still listen to the show no I haven't listened. I got tired of him like having mental breakdowns about the possibility of his dog dying one day when not everybody else is going through like some real shit. <laughs> Adam Green definitely yeah, likes to yeah. fucking talk about himself, though. It's kind of like Eli Roth. I think that's why they do like five, six commentaries on every movie because they just they need to tell everything about everything, and you know, it's like okay, yeah. guys, seriously. I mean, yeah, but Eli Roth never comes across. I don't want to sound like I'm bad mouthing Adam Green, but like I don't know, Eli Roth doesn't repeat himself too much. 
No, no you're Eli right. Rod, Eli Roth. I was just because even even Adam would admit, like I've told this story a million times. Like people are going to get annoyed that I'm telling again, but really quickly, and then he would tell the story again. I, if I have to hear that goddamn Steven Tyler story one more time, I might just end it. The Steven Tyler, congratulations. Yeah. I know it was kind of. He needs to get out more, man. He needs more stories for sure. Um, No, I actually, I actually like sometimes would get like, man, I wish Joe would talk more because sometimes the stuff he was saying, he would, I would like appreciate. It's never gonna happen. Adam likes his own voice too much. Yeah, but uh, still a big fan of Adam's films. I'm a big fan of Joe Lynch's films too. I, I, if we're taking the last couple from Joe Lynch and the last couple from Adam Green, I definitely think Joe Lynch has made the better. What? Everly and uh, Mayhem, right? Mayhem and uh, the... What was that other one? He Everly. Had, no, the other one that he had, had Knights of Badass them. That was way before that, though. That was his last three. Is it? Yeah. He's but he took, he took his name kind of off that one. Yeah, some problems with that. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, Victor Colley coming back. Hmm. Uh, Netflix uh, launched a trailer for uh, Ju-On Origins for July. Is it a TV show or is it a movie? I couldn't tell. I was trying to figure that out. Um, I don't know. It doesn't sit. Dude, I'd be so confused by the, the series continuity on that stuff. I would have no, I had no idea where to start. The Ju-On films? There's, there's like so many of them. Yeah, there is a lot. I don't even want to hear how many. I think it's a film. I actually seen a breakdown. Someone actually posted an image one time and broke it down, like how the (laughs) how the actual narrative or the storyline works and shit. And I was like, what the fuck, man? It looks like abstract art by the time they were done. (laughs) Yeah, because isn't the uh, American remake almost like kind of has continuity with the Japanese films a little bit? And that's what confused me. I was like, oh, shit, man. Now I'm like deathly confused by this. But plus you have like these spin-offs and these verse like Sadako and stuff. Yeah. Like these ones that are related to it that actually have continuity. I'm like, Holy fuck. I don't like the John films. I, I really don't. Um, I don't like the grudge films. I don't like the John films. Really GP. I've never Not heard you say that man. on this podcast ever. That's definitely new information. Adam green. <laughs> fuck off. Fucking Adam green jr. Over here. Yeah. Adam green. Mr. Fucking jr. I got he loves him so much. He's just got to tell the same stories over and over here. again. <laughs> fucking hey, GP. Hey, hey boots. GP. I got Joe Bob. Who was that guy that you got back on the air on Shutter? What was his name? Joe Bob. Oh, was oh, it Joe Bob? Can you tell I the story? His name, man. Can you tell the yeah, whole story so from top to bottom? I, like a couple years ago, I was thinking. <laughs> okay, this fucking man, guy. I really like Shutter because remember, I got early access to Shutter to review. We got it. it. Jesus Christ, he's gonna go through the whole. <laughs> he's story. actually gonna tell the whole story. <laughs> fucking, he is. He is. I just, I was like, fuck this. I'm cracking another beer. All right, whatever. Um, okay, where's, where's my so popcorn? Shutter's creep show um, was supposed to hit Blu-ray. Uh, this month or June 2nd, actually. Um, oh, wait, sorry. It was supposed to come out this month. Now it's coming out June 2nd. So What's it was delayed. Bad. I'm canceling my shutter. What's the holdup? I did coronavirus. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. The Are they done blue, the season? So the bl- Are they done the season? They're just not going to air it? No, it's already. You've seen the season. No, it's the first season. The first season on Blu-ray. Oh, I thought you said the same. Oh, fuck. Never mind. Yeah. Burn. No, the season. See, yeah, season one on Blu-ray was supposed to hit May nineteenth, uh, this Tuesday, but now it's coming out June second. So what so, the fuck is the deal with season two? 
I think they're doing it right, but the, 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 you know how TV shows shows work. It takes a year these days. No, to but do I, I'm just I'm being serious. Like I haven't heard anything about it. Like, is it renewed for season two or what? Like, yeah, they're I, they're putting it on a main network, and then it's gonna. Yeah, they put it on it. fucking big AMC, bro. Dude, I actually was watching on AMC the other day, just by chance. I was like flipping through the channels on like Creep Show, and I I didn't look at the network. I thought it was the movie, so I clicked on it. And I was like, oh, that's the TV show. Crazy. So yeah, anyways, I never that, finished it. I watched like the first four episodes and never finished it. I actually thought it was pretty solid, man. I mean, there was most of the episodes are worth watching. Yeah, I would say, you know, there's stronger. It's like every anthology, man. There's stronger stories than others and stuff. But I don't think anything was whack and terrible. I love Shudder. There's like awesome. two or th- there's like two in there that I was like, eh, could have done without those. I honestly, yeah. I mean, like I said, there always is. But I didn't think anything was like, but none of them were like offensive because they're so short. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can survive it. It's like, eh, didn't like that one. Next one, please. Yeah. it's almost, That's what's kind of fun about anthologies, though, is because, like, even, like, it's like a, they're just it's like a mystery bag, you know? Yeah. I always feel like they're a little bit more forgivable, too, when you have, like, 20-minute episodes and shit. And you're like, eh, it's okay. I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Yeah, yeah it's that's like a what, bad grape. It's over after it's started. Yeah, yeah it, it just doesn't, it, it can't resonate with you for 90 minutes. And then by the time, I mean, that's why people hate fucking movies. Like... I spit on your crave deja vu because what I never heard of that two and a half hours watching this piece of garbage. And then it, by the time you're halfway through, you literally hate your life and the movie and stuff. And with, let's just cut in the review right supposed now to not talk about that. Anymore. So d- should we just you re-rate that movie right now? No, because let's just we're, talk about how awesome that was. Like, fuck. We're not, you know what they, you know about it, set needs a record. To do. it set a record on the, the 22 rule. shots. It you literally the is the lowest rated movie ever rated on this podcast that is some accomplishment fuck you for ever making that piece of shit fucking movie i don't want to talk about it anymore yeah i don't know we're so drained we're just so drained like i i actually hurt for two days after recording that episode like i was so mentally exhausted i'm not gonna lie i was like kind of sick so uh (laughs) it's bringing back memories yeah yeah you're killing my vibe but what what shutter should do maybe is try to reboot masters of horror that would be cool. Maybe I could get him to do that next. No, nah, Mick Garris is too busy growing his hair longer. <laughs> <laughs> smell um, his own fart. Man, that, <laughs> smell his own farts. That first season of Masters of Horror was so good, man. Dude, both seasons are great, man. Yeah, they are. But I fit. I feel like I like the first season a little bit more. Yeah, it's because like you haven't watched. It's because you haven't watched the second. And Homecoming are the only ones that suck. Oh, Homecoming is the worst. That was the Dante one, right? Yeah. Oh, that episode's the worst for sure. I actually agree with but you. But season was two like is really of, good. Remember Pick Me Up, man? That one was fun. Yeah, Pick Me Up's awesome, and that was uh, Larry Cohen. Yeah, and then, oh, what was the Clive Barker one? Jack, was it uh, the dude that did Henry? John Naughton? Yeah, John McNaughton. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that one was cool. Uh, all right. The uh, only season of the... Remember back... Uh, for the DC Universe like app thing, whatever they do, um, Swamp Thing. Yeah, they did Swamp Thing. Apparently, it was really solid, and they canceled it before it even aired. Um, and they let everybody know they was canceling it before they aired, so nobody's gonna watch it. <laughs> that was so so, so weird. It, <laughs> so now they moved it to the CW, so it's gonna be on the CW, and they're gonna put the whole first season on there. Swamp Thing's getting a makeover. I don't get it. I don't get. I don't get their whole damn concept behind their like what are they trying to do some money thing i don't fucking know 
right. Uh, after that, creature feature, The Wretched, has now topped drive-in box offices two weeks in a row. The Wretched? Wretched, yeah, sorry. What did you call like, it? What the fuck's The Wretched? I said The Wretched. The Wretched? <laughs> Um, I yeah, noticed the, that, you did, that you'd posted a fucking podcast on that. Did you like it? I don't listen to your podcast, by the way. I did like it. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it as much as she did, but uh, I did like it. She is in Carly, your girlfriend? Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, I thought it was okay. She gave it like an eight and a half, I think. She I really gave, liked it. I gave it like a six and a half, man. I, actually, it's funny because I watched it with the wife and she loved it. She's like, that's great. She's like, I think I'd give that like an eight. What is this, like a female thing or something? I, Carly likes scary things, things that try to be scary. So. I was just, I was just completely fucking taken back in this movie because it's supposed to be this witch movie. But I mean, if you were just watching it as you know the way you are, you wouldn't even know it was that this creature thing was a witch, unless you caught him googling fucking witchology shit. And, and by the way, how the fuck did he come to that conclusion? That dude, this may be it, a witch? That, that I thought I missed something. Like when he just is like. Like there was no indication of like why he would research that all of a sudden. Because wouldn't you just assume that she was either possessed by you know some supernatural or demon or something? Why would you assume it was a witch and go to witchology website? By the way, it was actually a really funny fucking fake website that they were using. No, that's real. But like seriously, where did that come from? I was like, okay. So. I don't know. I I gave it a seven and a half. Um, Damn. I, I I had some issues like that, but. Overall, I thought it was pretty creepy. I like the, uh, you know, we were talking about the rear window-esque type of thing, you know, bad people next door. Big fan of that. Um, and, you know, I thought it was, uh, you know, dealing with kids and stuff. And I really like the the twist in the film about, like, memories and shit. I thought that was a really cool concept. That was a cool concept. Yeah. I, I always like the, the whole mythology with witches and eating kids and stuff like that. I always like that, too. Mm, Doesn't get utilized yeah, as much. It's leading the box office. It made $158,000. Crazy. Like, I, I thought it was good. Like, I didn't think it was great. Very interesting. People are kind of gravitating to that one. Hmm. I just think it's interesting that it's getting theatrical play. It fucking well, drive it. Me too, man. Me too. I was actually on Derek's ass because I think he gave it like an 8 out of 10. I was like, I was like, you like it that much? And then he got all butthurt at me because I was like, I gave it 6.5. It's not that great. <laughs> It's all right funny. uh last thing here um mike flanagan will be writing a film ad- film adaptation of stephen king's revival um don't know much about it but i'm glad to see that he got more work after kind of dr sleep bombed which i thought was great you know it's actually a travesty still because that movie was pretty good Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a shame, you know. Like the dude's obviously got major talent. He really hasn't missed with a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, Flanagan's dope as fuck. Well, He's definitely a, one of the best filmmakers out there right now. I mean, like like we discussed before, I was like, you know, just because you know it does generally make or break a lot of careers when you make those mainstream movies and they do poorly. People just mm-hmm. won't hire you anymore because you know they automatically put the blame yeah, they on just you, think, like well, it's your fucking fault. Yeah. It's like, how is it the director's... I mean, the movie is legitimately a good film. It just didn't do well, which is kind of a shame. I blame it on marketing, to be honest. I mean, some people disagree with me. I think the marketing... It was a hard movie to market. It, they should have just I put Stephen King's that. name on that. Yeah, I, was just, I just felt like a lot of people didn't even realize that it was a sequel to The Shining, and I think if more people had maybe possibly known that, it maybe would have helped it out. I don't know. See, it's it's I speculation. Think every, I think they marketed it very well with the... Fa- like, I watched the trailer. Of course you would completely it disagree. It clearly looks like The Shining. 
But you said you didn't really watch the trailers and stuff. I don't. I don't think people know what the fuck The Shining is anymore. That's what my argument was. Well, I think the people so, that knew that it was The Shining went and seen it, and then everybody else didn't. No, I think the the older people like myself and Dave, who have got stinky balls and shit, understood. We went and what, seen it. Yeah, we went and seen this. But I'm talking about the the, the people that spend money these days are younger people like Jeremy yeah, yeah. and, and that don't and know about The Shining. That don't, don't know, know about, about The Shining, it. but that's what it, that's where it comes back to the marketing. I felt like it wasn't pushed enough to that audience where we already knew. We I, like I said, you even mentioned I didn't really watch it. I didn't have to. I already knew it was a sequel to the fucking Shining, where these kids might need that extra push. Being like, oh, we might. They a lot of those kids maybe have seen The Shining. They just didn't know it was connected to it because it's no. You should have put Here's Johnny in the trailer. They should have put the Here's Johnny in the trailer somehow. Somehow, maybe. And just and just blatantly marketed as a direct sequel. I mean, it's if it's not called The Shining Part Two, I mean, these heads aren't fucking being aware. You know what I'm saying? I, I just think it was a little bit off. I think, you know, the marketing would have helped it a lot. It's kind of a shame, but Flanagan definitely, you know, he there he was can, just he no young kids in that movie, dude. Everybody in there was like that's fifty what and up. That's what I'm saying. I mean, fuck, it was me and Dylan and a bunch of fucking older people that were there to see it because it was a direct sequel to The Shining. You know, and that kind so of so wouldn't it make, almost point. make more sense to market it as it wasn't a sequel to The Shining, and then more people would be not interested? with a name like Doctor Sleep. No, not a whole I, movie I, called Doctor Sleep. I mean. I feel like they didn't, and and that's what happened too. I mean, I I feel like there's still a lot of people that are younger, you know, millennials that have seen The Shining that you know just weren't as attached to it as some of us maybe. Man, dude, I think you're a little out of. I'm gonna be honest, like the people that are younger than me, like nobody has seen The Shining younger than me right now. Like, yeah, of course there's something that was like younger than me. They didn't even know who John Claude Van Damme was. They don't. They just don't know this shit. I, I, I know that as. You know, t- seven years ago when we started this, when you I'm talked not about out of touch with anything, a- <laughs> I, maybe I'm just giving too much goddamn credit. You are. I, I try. I try to believe in credit. people. I try to give people some smarts. You know, I try to believe that people are smarter than they actually are. I mean, how the fuck do you not know who Van Damme is when you're fucking Moons, 28 years old, dude? dude seven we're not years that much ago, when every, seven years ago when we started this thing, the young people you were talking about then probably did. The young people now were. You know, you just like dated us ten so fucking much right there. We've been on there <laughs> so long. We've gone through a whole generation Whoa. of there's like there's more of a generational gap now than when we started seven eight years ago. This is insane to me. There's it's a whole my other generation. Mind. Think about it. The people that were the seventeen now were ten back then. Dude, my we're shit old. is so raw and blown out right now by this <laughs> this revelation. It's hey, insane. we're old and we like McChickens. It's over. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, right? <laughs> It's, we're two. We're like two years away from sitting at McDonald's lobby drinking coffee and playing fucking cards yeah. all day, <laughs> and not just sitting day. there if drinking coffee, the but spending then, all afternoon. All afternoon. I, I can't eat McDonald's. anything but fish because Lent, buddy. Dude, but, honestly, man, the Tim Hortons that's close to me. Like you drive by there. And you'll see like this group of old people sitting in there, and you come by like four hours later, they're still sitting there. It's like, yeah, oh my that's God. all they, they do. We're, we're headed towards like that, they do at McDonald's. Yeah, they only drink like one fifty well, cent cup of coffee, coffee place, and just right? stay there. Yeah, so that's what they do. It's yeah, that that's pretty sad that we're heading there very very soon. Yeah, once they open, and then up you're the, like, uh, the, these the kids just don't. They don't know the shining anymore. It's just but, not like it but used again, to be. But again, it's probably right, man. It's probably right. Like I try to believe in people. I try to give people a little bit more credit. Well, than, the shining is a lot older than you than people think either because it looks so I don't not like, 70s I, I don't but it was like nearly put, made in the 70s i know i don't really like to put that on you know it's like but it's still a classic film i mean even people that are relatively into films generally try to you know even some of the you know younger popular or younger kids and stuff will go maybe see those films i don't know 
I film was fans went. Film fans went. Just the general populace didn't. You need the general populace to go see a movie for it right. to be successful. For, exactly. 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 Yeah. And the 100%. film fans showed up. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it would have done a million dollars more if some of the other kids knew it was a direct sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, did somebody mute Kyle? Anyways, the fucking no. That's the that's the news though. Yeah, are we done finally. Fucking thing sucks. Twenty two shots. Hey yo, it's about that time for the twenty two shots crew to get buck wild and do what we do. You got that fatty in hands, so throw us a few. And we gon' hit your ass up with a bonus review. Alrighty, so getting into the bonus review here on episode 184. Uh, This is a Patreon pick from who, JP? Mark Lethem. He's the one that gave us a bunch of the... uh interesting movies that we mentioned uh, i believe a couple weeks ago we when we were reviewing um martha and he actually did respond when we were asking why he gave us that he said hey moods and jp just a quick message to explain my martha pick for the patreon i'll be honest with you i don't actually proof watch i did not he said he meant to say i didn't actually proof watch this one before sending it to you and only actually watched it a few weeks ago i was going to message you with a different pick but forgot with all this shit going on i always heard it was fast benders only psychological horror film so i just blind put it in on the list with a view to watching it when you guys did he's not i don't think english is his first language Apparently he's, not doing yours either. he's doing he's doing better than me <laughs> um i totally agree with you guys that this isn't a horror film in my opinion a couple of horrific scenes does not make it horror i however can't agree with your scores haha i loved it in a weird way and have watched if watched a few more of the director's film since just curious did you watch a blu-ray rip or the shitty tv copy anyway i have tried to mix my picks up a bit with art house stuff like the cremator and rapture with more fun stuff like the story of ricky and red to kill uh violence voyager definitely definitely fits the latter it's definitely horror stick with it it's mental and i will say that uh the, those picks were, you know, the story of Ricky was great. And uh, Red to Kill, were you with on that review, Moods? Red to Kill? I think I was not on that one, actually. I think that was the one I did miss. Um, I yeah, love we Red had, to we Kill. Had a lot of love that movie. That. Yeah. <laughs> but I was on, movie. like, The Cremator I loved. I know JP didn't like. Um, and uh, Rapture I thought was really cool, too, actually. I liked it Me more too. than JP. But those cool. those were good picks. Yeah. You can't hate on story of Ricky, man. Love story. No, Ricky. we it's, all love honestly yeah, story. Yeah. Ricky, I rewatched like, that for ninety one recently, and I'm like, I want to put film? this on my list. Question mark. I've seen <laughs> know, story right? Ricky so many times. Like, I, I that movie is just phenomenally funny to me, man. It's so interesting. I love that movie. I think it's awesome. It is amazing, man. I can't wait to rewatch it actually for ninety one. But yeah, so that was his reason for giving us Martha. I think he liked it so much because he really enjoyed the Red Lobster rape. <laughs> the I red mean, lobster it, rape was one of the better aspects of the film. I think it was the Is only. Is there good any aspect. other color lobsters? 
I, I don't There's think some so. Some blue lobsters, right? I think there is blue lobsters. Yeah, yeah, but they're all red after you cook them. Yeah, see, lobsters aren't red until you cook them, right? So, and this um, lobster was cooked. This one was definitely cooked. <laughs> okay, so she was always a lobster. See, okay, so I want I want to say you know live that um, you know with Fastbender and stuff. I don't, I don't even think we even talk about Fastbender, but um, <clears throat> I get it though. You know, Fassbender is, you know, he's always perceived as one of these really great directors. He's studied in colleges and universities and stuff like that. And I get that. You know, he's done lots of great material and stuff. It doesn't mean that these great directors can't make bad films. Um, I hate that when people are just automatically given the pass on their films, like, oh, it was made by Fassbender. It has to be good. It, yeah, exactly. Jeremy's a perfect example of somebody that does that, too. And I'm like, dude, it's not really that great. Like, great directors can do misses, can have misses in their filmographies. It's just the way it is. I mean, how many directors out there? All of them except there? Wes Craven. Oh my and, god! Yeah, George Romero never made a bad movie. Survival of the Dead is a classic. Yeah, exactly. It's, that's my point, though. Like, there's so many classic directors out there. Argento's Dracula. Exactly. Another great point that have done a fucking sh- like a total shitter. And Door in the Silence. <laughs> fuck off, man. That, that, movie, that movie's not legitimately horrible, man. I mean, yes, it is. I mean, it's, it's all opinion. It's all opinion. But I'm just saying these things happen, and I, I just hate when people are like, no, it's done by Fastbender, you know, kind of thing. I'm not saying you did that, but I'm just, that's my reasoning behind it. And I just kind of take the movie for what it is and don't put it into this, oh, it's a classic director, it must be amazing type shit, and take it for what it is. But that movie psychologically was very, it was, it was hard to watch because it was so fucking boring literally one of the most boring movies i've watched forever so love it i thought it was love it oh just i've never seen it i'm just i mean even the psychological aspect wasn't that great it wasn't even like one of those kind of you know twisty and turning type films and shit it has this aspect of psychological thriller you know to it but it just what'd you guys rate it Mm, um four four, i think i don't even remember I think I gave it like it one and a half lower. or two. It was horrible. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. Yeah, I might have given four like together. Two. Like I don't even think it was. It, there was just no elements to it. That was great, man. The story was just terrible. But yeah, we've reviewed a couple shitters lately, dude. Yeah, I know. One right? which that was will like, not be named. One back, which will not be named. Back to back weeks, we had some of the lowest rated films, which is really interesting. But um, but on that note. Uh, getting to this week's uh, bonus review, which is from 2018, and it's called Violence Voyager, which JP had actually mentioned, directed by, uh, dude, he's just got one Good name. Luck. He's got one name, so he has to be important, right? It's like Madonna, Cher. Um, Prince. Prince. It's His name is Yuchi? Yusha? JP. Don't know. Not even going to go there. He's only done a couple <clears throat> films. Don't even know much about the director whatsoever. In fact, I don't even think I'd even heard of this movie in 2018. To be honest, had anybody heard of this one before? I don't this think so. watch. No, okay, never heard of it. Um, nope, I haven't heard, and that's what's funny because it's been on Prime forever, mm-hmm. and it also is you know a, a, a couple years ago where you know you usually hear everybody talk about everything, you know, because new mm-hmm. movies during year end preps and stuff like that. But no, never heard a single this person movie ever mention is it. Fucking twisted. It wasn't on Prime for moods. <laughs> no, yeah. it's it's definitely a regional thing because again, going back to the whole regional bullshit. Fuck, man, this it, I actually was getting annoyed because I actually took Kyle's login and everything, and it would it still region fucked me on that. So God bless him. And I had actually looked for this movie for a couple of weeks, couldn't find it anywhere, and I actually was rechecking some of the websites, and I found it on one of the sites that I actually didn't have it like a couple of weeks ago. So to my amazement, it was uploaded. Um. So I got a chance to watch it. So I thought it was going to be one of those movies where I didn't get to see and I'm on the show and not be able to review it. That's weird. 
so I was, gonna, I was gonna pull it. it jeremy review <laughs> you're like yeah yeah cool jeremy's stuff. done this how many times anyways uh but quick synopsis on uh, violence voyager from 2018 following an end of term school ceremony the american boy bobby decides to go with his friend akun into the mountains outside their village to a perfect place for a secret base on the way they stop and into a mysterious amusement park they have fun there but are attacked and cannot leave fuck i love synopsis is written on here so funny um that's it that's the synopsis that is the synopsis i mean it's it's half correct i guess um so what are your guys' thoughts on here let's start with kyle what are your thoughts on this one um i think the thing that drew me to the movie the most was the uh visuals i I really enjoyed the way it looked um i I guess whenever i started watching it i was like what the fuck is this like i i I, I really didn't know what to think about the movie originally when i first like the first probably 15 20 minutes i was like this is kind of strange i mean really the first 30 minutes were kind of there wasn't anything really horror related it was just kind of building up to the like what was going on I, i really liked the way it looked and the way it was like filmed um overall though i i I honestly like the movie a lot i thought it was dope i mean uh it kind of ended like really weird it was more uh, honestly it was more of a sci-fi film sort of to me than a horror movie i guess um there was like horror elements to it it was was very strange very off the wall um i didn't really get the whole mask thing like at the end when they had like they put the robot masks on the guy uh like the the people that like akum and the the people that would turn into these robots i didn't really understand the whole concept of that but uh, i thought it was really dope i mean i just i just thought it was like really interesting cool it wouldn't be a movie that i would like normally seek out and watch but it, it was something that like i was really glad that somebody like mentioned that movie for me to watch and i i watched it so mm-hmm. uh it was really cool it was really neat yeah yeah the uh the the style is very unique i don't think i've ever seen a movie like it it's like almost Dante's like inferno is the only one i can think of it's called uh gekimation the style of animation used in this it kind of reminded me of paper mario yeah <laughs> essentially what it is is um it's kind of like cardboard hand puppets that are obviously controlled by you know physical people and stuff over like painted backdrops and things but then they use real practical effects so like the blood and the gore and the puke and everything that you see is actually the real water. and stuff so it has this really interesting effect to it because you know the background's painted and you got these puppets which are kind of you know they're standard you know they're not moving around they don't have the uh, the animation to them and things and then but they got real effects so it, it just has this appeal this style to it that's so unique like i said um i'd never seen dante's inferno done in this animated way so this was actually my first experience with this type of animation. I was fucking enthralled by it because I actually was telling Dave at the top of the show that when I started this film, I was actually shocked it was in English because I knew it was like a Japanese film. And I was like, oh, shit, it's fucking dubbed. Um, I'm sure there is a Japanese language version of it. I don't know if you guys did. We all watch the English dub. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I apparently I think there actually is a Japanese, but I couldn't obviously find it because this is the only version I could there find. There definitely it, so. is. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting too. And just even the look of people, they didn't really look, of course, Bobby, the foreign kid is American living in Japan and stuff. But even the Japanese characters in this film didn't look Japanese. So I thought that was really interesting too. But the overall aesthetic, man, had me 
kind of geeking out a little bit because as I'm watching this thing, I was 20, 30 minutes into it and I realized I wasn't paying attention to the narrative at all. I was watching the fucking, the, <sighs> the actual animation. Like it was totally bizarre. I, I never geek out and, and kind of like focus on shit like that completely. I lost my train of thought and I wasn't focused. I actually had to go back and like rewatch the film. Well, not you know, just kind of go back 20 minutes or whatever and then start watching the narrative. Um, but that's really, in, that's interesting because it caught me and sucked me and pulled me right into the story. And then, um, yeah, it gets really weird. <laughs> really, really fucking strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah, lots of super weird. weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Penises. That was unpleasant as fuck, but yeah. yeah. It is it, uncomfortable. It feels like a fairy tale world. The whole thing is like a fairy tale adventure kids movie at first. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. And then it hits the halfway point or the, the, the two thirds point and it turns to straight up hell, like a hell experiments. And it, the fairy tale world even works with like the animals, like partaking in a lot of it. And they do things that they normally wouldn't do. And yeah. like a coon, yeah. a coon and his brother, I swear to God, look like proto Cenobites. Like they have the lines that pinhead has, but they <laughs> yeah, have, no, I was like, yet. what the hell is this potato head shit? I thought they were deformed. Like I, it, but they get a lot more deformed as the movie goes on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one, yeah, it definitely starts out as this kind of like, it almost feels like a kid's movie. It totally Yeah, does. it's a kid's adventure thing. Like yeah. a fairy tale. Like, it reminds me of that weird cartoon where the three kids are told not to go in the forest and they go in the forest anyways and they end up on the witch's house and all the kids are in the bed and the witch is always like asking, who is awake and who yeah. is asleep? And then weird narration and everything. It was a lot like that, too. Was, this, this this movie is like prime example of why you should not listen to your white friend in the woods to like go <laughs> out and go to like uh, like go do something that's not what you're originally going to do. Well, the funny thing, so. it's actually not even Bobby. It's actually a coon has the idea that there's so they want to go visit their friends on the other side of the mountain. But a coon's the one that actually says that there's a shortcut. And yes. that's ultimately what leads them to this uh, this evil kind of carnival type place and stuff so it's actually Coon's fault trust the crazy ralph character that tells you not to go right exactly the crazy ralph character literally tells him that but it's so weird so like the whole movie is pretty standard when it gets to this point and once they get to this this crazy kind of carnival setting type thing and you get this kind of like weird backstory with these robots that shoot this shit out their hands and stuff but they can play this game where they fill up these water pistols and they can you know shoot them kill them it's kind of like you're at uh, like a family fun center type deal and shit it's really strange like almost like paintball but with like water pistols in this park and shit it's just like this really kind of weird, strange setup and shit. And, and then, uh, of course, when they're there, they get, they, they find some other, some people, some other kids that have been trying to escape this place. And then everything kind of goes to hell. This movie almost seems like it's like two different fucking worlds, man. It's really strange. Then it turns into this like hardcore, like mad scientist type movie, which just goes kind of batshit, man. It has most, some of the most uncomfortable scenes that I've seen in a long time. And that's weird because we just watched six, I spit in your grave films plus human centipede films also. Yeah. But this one has, you know, these it's all cardboard, but it has like, you know, it has like little kid nudity and like these weird kind of hard kid penises and shit. And you're like, what the fuck? Like I couldn't even fathom why they even put the penises into the film because they don't have to be there. So yeah. that was that was pretty fucking strange, but yeah, and they it's kill Jap- kids. It's Japanese, so that tells you why they yeah. put it into the. And they the kill film. a bunch of kids too, which makes it repulsive yeah. in the way they do it. Like main characters too, and the, like you see their bodies, and it's just fucking awful. Yeah, they get dead bodies, just unpleasant. It just it has a whole pile of weird ass elements. I think, you know, like you know, with kids being fed to you know certain kind of alien creatures and shit like that, and uh, yeah. I don't, the, I'm not sure they're aliens, are they? I don't, I don't really know. 
Like what, I don't know what the sure fuck what they the, were. <laughs> calls it mother. I wonder what it. I don't know what it is. But I I just assumed it was some type of weird kind of because they're using the rest of the bodies to get. I wouldn't say reanimate them. Um, but they almost turn him into these kind of like cyborg robots type deal. But that's well, actually the he's problem. He's trying that, to revive his son is what the story is. Well, that's and the, ba- the that's the yeah. backstory. That's the backstory with it. But there's yeah. actually no, there's no, re- well, that's when he's feeding him to the son, uh, the, uh, the kids to the son and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but as for transforming some of the other kids into these kind of cyborg robot things, I couldn't actually figure out why he was doing that i mean i get it you know he's feeding the fucking you know the kids to the the kid to revive him and stuff like that but what was the point of transforming these kids and keeping them around like what actually have an was an army of yeah. mutated robot kids i get that he wasn't trying to make do his wedding i get that he wasn't that. doing anything with them at all but like, that, he was but, just like changing them and that's what that was it like none of them maybe he just wanted to see their penises but that was my point it's like he's transforming these things they're kind of running around they're kind of like these new cyborg type things but it doesn't really explain what he's using to form it's all it's almost like it's this mad scientist film where he just he has the power to create these things he's like why not just create a bunch of them you know i got these leftover body parts in the beginning didn't they all kidnap the kids in the beginning or was it just the one because i thought in the beginning when the girl was attacked i thought the initial attack was a bunch of them I think it was. Yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah, he's using yeah. them as slaves, but they don't ever like half of the ones that we you see behind the, the scenes refuse refuse to take well, over. I yeah, thought the same like thing. Dave. thing. I, I thought the same thing too, but I was like, yeah, it, they're not really working directly for them, right? It's, it's they don't kinda, work very well. No, they don't. <laughs> it's not and a it's good. Like, it's not a good idea. He's think, not very good. I just kind of took it as like he had the power to do what he was doing, and he was so he was doing it. Like he figured out a way a to transform. And, yeah, because he was a bad scientist. And what so, was up with like the eyes being separated the way they were? That was kind of weird. Just the look they gave him, man. It's it's very fucking very like strange. Tetsuo, isn't it? It's like Tetsuo with the body whore. It is like Tetsuo. That does remind me of Tetsuo a lot. That's it's very, crazy. It's very Cronenberg type Tetsuo, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah with the body whore type thing. I think Cronenberg inspired Tetsuo, though, for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, you know, the body whore, like Cronenberg shit is like body whore, but then you get Tetsuo, yeah. and it's like very strange body whore. You know, the metal, the mechanical stuff with the body whore. Tetrashio. Shut up. That's who it's all. <laughs> you know, my action, my no, girl box like set is supposed one. to be here the today. Never got delivered. I, like. I didn't watch the sequels. Yeah, I don't like the sequels. The what first are we saying, Moods? Uh, oh, actually, the, the the box set that Arrow just uh, released, it actually shipped and it was supposed to be here today, but it didn't show up. So speaking of Tetsuo, that's just why I brought that up. But Yeah, I think this movie's super cool, man. It, it's one of those films where you're just kind of happy you saw something like it because it's so unique and you're like wow like that and you could tell there was a lot of like you know artistic flair going on and, and a lot of hard work it just looked like that would have been a lot of hard work well, and i was about to say that would take a lot of work to do that movie i feel like well i think yeah. i read a quick little thing and it said it took like three years to actually do this film and put it all I could have did so, it probably too but I, I still give them credit you have <sighs> just no artistic value whatsoever so don't uh overgrade yourself buddy um no one would be able to read the script they'd be like what's this word artistic (laughs) it's it's artistic man it's artistic but even watching it with like the english dub i thought the english dubs are actually pretty decent in this and one thing that really was animation has good english dubs no it doesn't actually there's some that are terrible really really bad i'm not Um, saying like every single one i'm just saying that like in general I never really see a reason not to watch an English dub if it's oh, like, oh, when it comes to animation. Yeah, I know. It's like watching Godzilla films with like the original language. You're like, what? 
it doesn't like the English dubs are so much funner to watch. <laughs> this isn't right. You got to turn it's, it off. It's just so much more fun. Like I usually would never watch, you know, a dub on a film, but there's certain. Yeah, like you're not going to watch the French, the English dub of Mar- or Martyrs, you know? No, like, <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. But um, I don't know, man. I really, I really enjoyed this movie, man. I was like taken back by, you know, just the use of sound in this dude. Like the sound effects are amazing like really accentuated sound and like it just kept like catching my attention because i was like fuck man i would love to have worked on something like that super crisp sounds and shit um like i said the voice are really cool but just the visuals were absolutely like amazing to me it was disturbing uh, just the use of practical effects i think this is like something i would like to seek out a little bit more and actually check out more films like this if there's more i'm sure there is when the wind blows has a similar thing to it, but it's not, it's animation with real with real stuff in it, like rotoscoping and then stuff like that. You should check out that one. That's a great movie too. Yeah, I love the fact that there's real effects. Like they didn't just have this type of style, and then there's like CG for the blood and you know the puke and shit like that. I was like, oh, that's really fucking cool, man. It's just kind of adds this kind of realism element to this like total animated type fantasy world that we're that we're watching. You know, it's weird. It, it, it's like almost off putting, but it oddly works. The mixture works. It's depressing, though, man, because it makes it feel like a kid adventure movie, like an RPG or some shit, and then it just gets so dark, and all the characters that end up helping him, so many of them die. It is, man, because Bobby's, like, such a pure character. Like, he's just, you know, like, he could have made it out of there, you know, and he goes back in to save some people and shit, and he's already changed at this point, but he still wants to save people, and I was like, this is fucking crazy, man. Bobby Bobby was a real G. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. It's it's actually pretty well written for what it is, you know, with the exception of not really explaining too much about the the kids and stuff but i think that was kind of a, the one miss in the film um i would like to actually know more because i was actually i was like waiting for the reveal on what the fuck he was doing with all these things because you know it was just intriguing to me because it was such a weird design like i the, wish the dad was more like charles bronson but he's more like whiny he's like so annoyed with the situation he sounds like he's such a like he's so annoyed he sounds like coach mcgurk from home movies he's like all right let's go <laughs> he's just like talking he's so annoyed with the whole situation if he would have been more like bronson who just doesn't like to talk i felt like he would have been more believable yeah i don't mind him but uh, the only thing i really didn't care for the movie in general was the end narration i could have done without that that the overall in there or the end the very end narration. I okay. feel like if you leave it at the end, how it ends, I yeah, think it's yeah. better without the narration. Actually, the end has one of the, the one scene where I, I literally burst it out laughing. So, like, just the way the effects are and shit, it was just funny as hell. Oh, explosion! <laughs> the explosion just fucking killed me, man. Just like he's hugging his kid and fucking just explodes and shit. I was like, oh my god, it just sounded so funny. But I enjoyed it though, man. I enjoyed. Movie it. depressed me. <laughs> really yeah. I, I I was actually like after I just kept thinking about it yeah it was definitely a little bit depressing because when you're dealing with like even though it's animated and you're dealing with kids deaths and shit it doesn't matter you know if and, you the, see the, and the animals too and like, the animals too yeah for sure like being a big animal lover and stuff like that yeah, those elements definitely add to the depression level for sure and I, I can totally see that but yeah this movie definitely kept me thinking I was like fuck man it's just like ugh, it just hit on so many different levels which is a good thing you know, I mean, I think a lot of people were just taking it for face value, just kind of seeing this thing and seeing the gore and seeing all this type of shit, whatever. But if you actually think about what's going on, like, you're right. Even seeing animated dead kid bodies is uh, is um, a little bit, it takes you back a little bit, you know. It's brutal. Oh, Kyle. Kyle. I think that they were putting them in the machines, putting them in the armor to hold their bodies up because their bodies were 
or two week after being drained. So they needed to be in the metal armor suits to actually move and support their bodies. That makes sense. I yeah, because they do it. The main guy at the end, they're like, you need the suit to walk. That's why he can walk at the end. And did you guys notice that the main kid, the villain, the kill kid villain, he was like made partially of that baboon because they show the flash of the baboon earlier. Yeah. And then his face was the same color palette as the baboon. I think he was made of baboon <clears throat> parts. That's why his teeth were all fucking sharp like that. That was crazy. Uh, yeah. Really? It almost, really? it almost looked like they like skinned yep. their face and shit whenever, like whatever they did to them. They were like their whole like upper torso and body was like skinned. It was just really strange. Yeah, it was like they were raw. They said all their nerve endings were showing. Yeah, yeah. so I think the the armor was there to actually protect them. Yeah, right? because and, they were and they were the strength to move. Yeah, exactly. Move. Well, it was basically like the glue. It was like almost putting bones back into their body. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like but it was it, exoskeleton. Yeah, thing. it's weird yep, too, man. Because exactly. like when Bobby gets his on, man, like I was trying to think about that too. Because when Bobby gets his suit on there, and he starts like, I guess his back asshole is what we would call it or something. But he puts <laughs> he it on, and it, it starts <laughs> shitting everywhere. And then all of a sudden, this like little creature bat starts licking up his shit. I was he like, fed what that the bat f- earlier. The yeah. bat was his buddy because he fed him, and then the bat comes back and helps him. But just to, just the fact that he, the bat shows up just to lick his shit that he just shit on the ground, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it kind of reminded me of like the Borg from like Star Trek, like how they had all the like the the mechanical portions of those like the suits on those um, on the Borg. I don't know. Nobody's watched Star Trek, bro. I don't know. I think you guys have seen Star Trek, so <laughs> maybe like the Giver suit or something like that too. Yeah, but not as powerful as the Giver, obviously. So, what do you guys think for ratings? Who's going first? Oh, well, There's Kyle. four of us, so we each get to go first Kyle, once. Kyle gets to go first. Um, I'll give it like a seven out of ten. I thought it was like really cool. Um, I mean, it, it was. I, th- I think the visual aspect of the movie was like the best part of it. Um, the the storyline was like interesting. It wasn't like the the craziest thing I've ever seen, or like something like that'll like draw me in, or I'll remember it like a couple of years from now. But I mean, overall, like the visual of it, get, I, I would give it a seven out of, t- out of ten for just the visual. So. Um, I'll go next. Uh, yeah, I thought this film was super cool, man. Uh, the uh, just the style alone, like I have to go higher on it because it was just so unique and cool. And I really, really love the mix of like real, like physical effects uh, with the water and and the splats and stuff like that. It was just like neat, you know. Um, just and honestly, like the Bizarro story totally makes sense it was japanese um just just very out there story and uh it it had kind of like a fun that fun like children almost seemed like uh like on like nick jr or something from the early days of nickelodeon or something that whole look to it that i really liked and you know the almost like lightheartedness of the beginning of the film and then it just gets crazy but i gave it an eight out of ten yeah um I love I thought it was fucking very very cool man like I said you know I had to go back and watch it for the narrative because I was so hooked on the fucking animation in it I was like this is really interesting and unique um it is it's one of those stories where it kind of hits home a little bit I mean anything to do with kids deaths and just but I'm a huge mad scientist fan I love these type of stories and shit but it's it's honestly the style of film, the animation is really what kind of sucks you into this, man. I, I don't think that they do it for like shock value and things like that. I mean, I think it's just an interesting way of telling a pretty interesting story. Um, 
but yeah a lot of fun with this one man actually the music was really good in this too it, it kind of has this kind of like I don't know I, it, it's like this kind of low kind of synth music that works perfect it's not trying to be like you know 80s pop kind of synth and shit like that but it if it has this kind of sense of dread synth music to it that really adds to the the shock value of you know the kids deaths and shit like that I think that's great um, body horror is always a good thing man I've always been intrigued by that so that's really cool too but um yeah, again, you know, voiceovers sound. I think the overall specs of the film are done so well. You can tell that, you know, the time that, that, that they put into this, you know, the three years putting this shit together was well spent because uh, all those technical aspects are done really, really fucking well. Um, I'm in it an eight and a half out of ten. I think it's great, to be honest. All right. Um, I was also pretty big on this. At first, I was oh, I was unsure. When I put it on, I was like, man, I don't know about this. This animation looks weird. But um, I was willing to give it a chance. It reminded me of the Dante's Inferno. And when the wind uh, blows, it has the real elements added in, too. But that's more animated. But um, I, I really liked it. Um, I thought it was touching, depressing, a good mixture of fairy tale and absolute horror. I'm coming in at an 8 out of 10 on it. And I uh, love Derek. The cat was my favorite. Yeah. Big ups to Derek. And now, our feature presentation. Yo, who this? Yo, Modes, it's your boy, the ill-mented funky child, calling you to remind you that the featured reviews on this episode contain spoilers. Aw, oh, yeah, man, that's right, brother. Thanks for the heads up, player. Now go back to being an unproductive asshole. Fuck you. I tell your listeners to stop being so dumb, silly, sensitive. Yeah. Alrighty, so getting into the main features here on episode 184, and of course that is the Human Centipede Trilogy, brought to us by Ratchet Command. Ratchet Command. Yeah, he gave us uh, a disturbing cinema type show, um, which is why we got Kyle on. For those of you who don't know, uh, me moods and Kyle started a spinoff very short-lived only one episode but not to say it wasn't good it was actually great one of my favorite reviews we ever did uh, where we called it 22 shots presents disturbing cinema uh, years ago at this point and uh, people loved it it was very good and people often asked us to bring it back um, and we just you know time constraints different stuff like that Kyle skinny jeans on too tight and you know couldn't, couldn't make breathe. it couldn't breathe couldn't breathe to you know ha 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 <laughs> he was fart burping uh but yeah so we we didn't go back to that and he gave us three different films i think one was like a serbian film which was actually our next title on what we were supposed to do i think and uh, it'll happen it'll happen the show Maybe was we'll the show was originally forced entry from 1974 which is basically a it's a full-on porno but it's a slash roughy they call them roughies yeah um yeah, Ruffies. Uh, <laughs> and of course, a Serbian film was the other film, and uh, Men Behind the Sun was the third film. So that I'm was. To kill your asses. It was just such a mixed bag. I know, we were already show. so depressed from all the rape. Then we got Ass the Mouth. Yeah, so yeah, so that, that show got changed to the Human Centipede trilogy. So thank you. Yeah, he offered to let us do that. And at first I was like, no, we'll just do the other thing. But then after I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Let's do the Human Centipede trilogy. It's a little easier. 100% medically accurate. Right. Yeah. 
right? Oh yeah, def- <laughs> definitely a hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So that is uh, the little background on this show. Uh, synopsis: A mad scientist. All right, keeping with the theme, right? A mad scientist kidnaps and mutilates a tree. Wow, that of actually tourists. worked out perfect. Right. Unplanned. Well, I know, and and go figure. Violence Voyager actually is pretty. It's kind of extreme, I guess. Right. Oh, it's nasty. Um mutilates a trio of tourists in order to resemble them into a human centipede created by stitching their mouths to each other's rectums. I like the fact that they use rectums in the, that's awesome. Gotta be classy. (laughs) Gotta be classy. Um, I'm a sick man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Human centipede, man. I, I watched this movie. This was a very pop culture film. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, how how could it not be? I mean, the idea itself is pretty original. I mean, it's obviously never been done before. Who paid for this? Who the fuck paid for this? Like, who was like, came, he came with an idea. He's like, I want to make the human centipede movie. He's like, what's that? Well, these people get tied, ass to mouth. And he's like, I'm I want to say, let's do this. You know the backstory of where he got the idea, right? He says uh, it in the third film. But yeah, he literally says it in the third film. Yeah. Uh, the concept was they were talking about child molesters. and, and Oh, yeah. How yeah, they, yeah. Uh, as a punishment, he would sell. As a punishment. So, a child I like melt to a trucker's a asshole, a fat trucker's yeah, asshole. I, I, I'm, well, the, the I, fat I, trucker's I, also got to be a pedophile. <laughs> or yeah, because if you not, just be then... tying a fat trucker, they're randomly going to work every day. It's like, hey, fat guy, you want a job? <laughs> what, what do I gotta do? Are you just gonna fuck that that guy who did nothing? Um, I feel like yeah, Tom Six so... probably Tom Six actually fucking did this. He probably funded this shit himself. Because like, how do you bring this to any type? It of is investors? a six production, right? Like, how it do you bring this idea to a bunch of people? Too. You're gonna like, man. So I have this idea about a mad scientist that wants to, um, you know, basically make a centipede tying. Is or, he German? Right? If he's it's, German, I'll pay for it. Doesn't it make sense? It's like he's got to <laughs> he be has German. To be German. <laughs> it's so fucking. If he funny. wasn't German, it wouldn't have flew. I, the, the the great part about this is that the character, the doctor, he spent his whole medical career detaching Siamese or um, conjoined twins is the proper term, sorry. Mm-hmm. And now he has this weird transgression where he finds it much more beautiful to tie them back together like he feels they were meant to be. He's Love fucking, that's his, that's his fucking psychology. It is definitely fucking weird. He has all those paintings on his wall of the attached twins and stuff. The paintings are like so creepy. <laughs> like that's such a creepy vibe like those girls like didn't know what the fuck they were getting into until they <laughs> yeah. saw those paintings every guy in this movie is a pervert too really except the japanese guy like the the guy that initially stops to help them he's like Grr. i'm like Come oh on. my god dude i, I don't know Everything. like how these girls went to his house and like saw him and we're like, okay, let's just go in and think this is fine. If I, I saw him out, though. Face, if I saw his face, I would have been like, fuck this. I'm going back out in the rain. I would have been like, give me your phone. I'm not drinking your water. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Dude? Never drink open containers. It, Never. This just movie don't do it. So, starts out like such a horror film, like a bit like a like a cliche horror film. You know, like two girls, rainy woods, you know, it's uh, burped down. <laughs> starts like knock, knock. This movie, Knock Knock, had a better. I've uh, always thought, man, is like one of the most cliched. It has a, it, it, it has like such an original idea that is approached with such cliche, and it's. I kind of like that. It, though, I think it's done on purpose, though. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't so know too. if it is. I. I hope it is. I mean, if you can convince me, it was. I feel like it wasn't because this shit's just taken. It's taken itself way too serious, man. It's like. I even like when I first watched this movie and it came out, I was like, oh my God, man. First thing I noticed, man, is the girl's acting is just atrocious in this film. It's just so off putting. Didn't hate him. 
didn't it's, hate them. It's not even. I, I don't think it's that bad. It's not. Even, I don't think so either. Yeah, I think it's horrible. I think they're really bad. But it's just a cliche of it, man. It's just ridiculous. Like these girls are traveling. I think they're American tourists traveling me, though, in Germany. Of course, they blow a tire and stuff. But the thing that pisses me off is the simple fact that like our fucking doctor, um, what's his name, Doctor Heater, uh. You know, he they actually show him in the beginning of the film actually like hunting people, like trying to find, you know, test subjects and shit like that, which mm-hmm. is fine. You know, that's cool, man. I, I and I wish it had it kept on that route and he had to capture the girls that way because it just turns so damn cliche. I mean, she's they're literally but driving. But it's so brief, too, they, dude. They, but it's they, just a setup. But it's so funny with the water. He's like, he gets so mad when she spills it and they play yeah. the gag later when the cops, he's like, how about some coffee? He's got no coffee, just water or some shit. <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even that. Yeah, uh-huh. It's just not even water. that way until they get there, man. It's like, it's just the buildup, man. It's they, like they, they blow they a fucking tire. They don't know how to change a tire. And yeah, they don't know how to change a tire. This dude pulls up and he's like, creepy. Which like I said, thought was ridiculous back when I seen it. But after meeting some people in real life, like there's a lot of motherfuckers out there who don't know how to change a tire. Well, I can course, totally see two women not knowing how to change a tire. Oh, so that's not, that's, not even pro- that's not even the problem <laughs> I have, man. It's like this dude rolls up and he's like, you know, trying to get with him. I'm like, fuck, whatever, man. But then of course they break down very, very close to this dude's house. It's super cliche. They go and seek refuge in there because they need to get their car fixed so they can move on. It's and like shit. a hammer movie. And then, <laughs> if, yeah, but it's just, yeah. I'm mean, breaking down next to Dracula's it, castle. It's different if you're making this movie in 1950 first, 2009. I mean, this has done, been done a million times and back in 1954, it wasn't a cliche though. I don't it think it is a Frankenstein story, but I Tom six is very aware of like, like uh pop culture stuff so i think that he would look at that as like a almost like a satirical setup yeah i don't and, think so and, man and i laughing. think the satire comes in part three i think part one and part two are being taken very he's taking these movies no, no i think this film is very serious part two is a dark that, comedy part two is 100 percent dark comedy you think so like imagine i know so imagine yeah. them pitching this movie like like that's like this movie was very it's almost like a serbian film like imagine like the director and the writer pitching this movie but this movie is very well filmed and very well like the actors are like pretty decent actors like the doctor's great man yeah, well he's, he's, he's like an old school over actor but it's on purpose and it's perfect for he's, movie. he's the best yeah. thing in the he's the best he's, thing about the he's movie scary. Oh, the, the first one though fantastic. he's really scary the Japanese guy's fantastic. No, the Japanese guy actually is good. It's just, you know, I mean, he meaning he's mostly speaks in Japanese. But it's perfect. It doesn't really have a perfect because and they, they have can't no communicate with each other. But honestly, yeah, man, like, this one for me, man, just it moves. It's like this cliched snail pace for like the first. I mean, we really don't get into the centipede shit until about 50 minutes into the movie. Right. But most of the stuff. That's I think it works a little bit, though, is because it is a, it is a serious horror film it's it's a horror film it's not like the the sequels the each okay, of these films are very different i didn't i didn't get to finish what i was saying so it happens about 50 minutes into the film but then you know once this third act is starting we get a little bit of centipede stuff but then we get this absolutely ridiculous fucking police investigation which is absolutely stupid because we're leading into the third act here where it, it just to me it feels like it's super anticlimactic man it's not even about these guys trying to escape or trying to get free of this stuff it becomes they more of this battle though. but with the police and st- i mean they do and it, you get minor scenes with that and shit like that but it's you know this police investigation takes over and shit and i'm like what the fuck i'm like well, it i just- like that the cops weren't dumb either they figured it out and they weren't dumb i know but i could yeah, this, I is, what, this is what i love about the second movie that we don't get this ridiculous fucking police investigation to kind of slow down the pace and i feel like it just like it doesn't even need to be there, man. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. I just I really don't like the, the way this movie would. progresses, man. The cops would be there. They, they left a the car on the road right next to the house, and they think yeah, I think it's a little ridiculous that the them. cops aren't in the second one. 
I'll say this. Oh, of like, course it is. I, of course it is. Like, it, it seems more logical to me that they would be there in the second film, considering where he's getting all his subjects are from, like a public parking garage. Like it would right, make complete. Yeah. complete there's sense. gunshots every night. Well, the oh, cars are still there. Regular gunshots the f- down the fucking street. The second movie might be something different too. There's a, the second movie plays with reality a little bit. Yeah, I'll say yeah. I'll say this too. Like, if you take a movie like Taken, like the movie with Liam Neeson, where like uh, American girl gets taken in like a foreign country, the police didn't give a fuck in that movie about that girl. But then you take the Human Centipede, and all of a sudden the cops are like ro- rolling up trying to figure out what happened with these two American girls. Like, well, it, uh, yeah, this is Germany. This is a real country. Definitely, and, but that's, definitely helps. And that just brought me into my other point. So you guys figured, oh, well, it would make sense that the cops would show up and stuff. But you got to remember. They're actually in the country. Patrol guys just aren't fucking going looking out in the country and shit like that, unless they. No, had. but somebody could have reported the. They definitely the reported. That I mean, car. a couple days. This, this has been probably a week by this point. Uh, they're going to start looking around, and the girls did not walk that far from the car. There's I'll say it. it's a country no, road. I'm, they'd find. I'm not house, saying it's, it's not plausible that the they guy. would check that house, considering where the car was located. I'm just saying. You know, I'll say this, this. This was pretty cheesy when that he left the um, the uh, the cage where he kept them in in the living room for them to see too. It's like he he has this whole lab down in the basement where he's like protecting everybody, but he leaves this cage up there and they're looking at it like, what the fuck is this? Garbage. And he's like, you know what I mean? But but like <laughs> he he's like this protective like he he doesn't want anybody, but he lets them in the house and then they're like looking at this cage in the living room. He's that was kind of like the house. Yeah, if you're like, no, you can't come in. That they're gonna go get a. But you would think that like he would be more. I guess. Well, he was gonna kill him anyways. He tried to poison him. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. He wanted the bodies because the one girl was sick anyways. He was planning on killing those cops. I think Mm -hmm. essentially what I'm thinking, like, I mean, there's a little bit of a slow time after the girls get there and stuff, and then it feels like as soon as you're kind of getting into it with the human centipede and stuff. I feel like it just loses focus, man. I mean, you bring in this fucking police investigation. It just it feels so anticlimactic to me. I mean, the shit goes down super quick in the end of the film uh, with the cops and, and our doctor and shit like that. And I just I don't like the way it progresses, man. This movie just feels super uneven to me. I didn't I was never a big fan of it when it first came out for the exact reasons. I was like, I feel like there's a better movie in here that's just not being showcased, man. I mean, it makes sense why you like it and stuff. I just feel like the pacing is like, I mean, it's it, for as cliche as it is in the beginning. Okay. But I want a little bit more of the action part, you know, yeah. it just I, feels I, anticlimactic to me. The most realistic part of the movie. The cops are the most realistic part of the movie. Exactly. And even, even though I'm not denying that, I just, I wish it wasn't there because it's just taking away from the main focus of it. And I don't feel like we don't get a lot of that action, which is See, kind of unfortunate. I like how where fast we, the cop action where, happens. Where like we get it, it in I the second too. film. I do too. It, but for me, it's the psychological horror of this film that is strong. It's the concept of being involved in that. It's the it's the slow process where he's showing them what he's going to do to them. Like, that shit is scary. Uh, I will say that when I first saw this movie, it... it it really affected me. I, I thought it was super disturbing. I don't know if I just watched too much rape films or whatever, but this did not hit hit me like no. nearly as hard. As I it never did. felt this no. film was that disturbing. I no, never was disturbed did. by it. I don't mm. think it actually is that disturbing. It's not it, even it, that graphic. It's not really that. Gra- I mean, the idea, 
the idea is more disturbing than it is that's graphic in its approach, right? It's so, I mean, like I said, yeah, you don't no, spend you don't a lot see of time. Shit. You don't see anything, but it just, to me, whenever I watched it, and, and it, I saw this before I ever heard of it, too, which definitely helped. I just randomly turned it on one night with a friend, yeah. and we were both like, holy crap, like, what is this thing? It's, it's the weird, I thought it was going to be some cheesy, like, human centipede, like, full moon film or something, but it ended up being this serious... Uh, psychological disturbing thing to me and semi classy too yeah right it's it, funny it how tom six actually shoots <laughs> it pretty classy like he doesn't grind in there and you don't get to see like you know just blatant shots of the girls there's really not even that much nudity at all you can see like side nips and shit it's kind of funny how he shoots yeah, it and there's no like poop you know which is what you expect yeah in this uh, one not- in the second one, there's definitely uh, yeah. tons of poop. Oh, no, they yeah. amped it up for the second one. In all yeah. It's nice yeah. they're, they're that two different it's such a disgusting completely. fucking idea, but his house is so pristine and clean and white and surgical mm-hmm. and, and clinical. It's a nice little comparison. And but it, but like, it makes sense, though, because if you're a doctor, yeah, yeah. a surgeon and stuff, you probably live like that. I mean, he just obviously lost his shit in his later life, and it was like, well, you know, since I was, you know, you know, deactivating Siamese twins. I couldn't think of the word deactivating, but deactivating. I think but, that's when you kill them, put them down, um, separating Siamese twins for a living and stuff and dealing with that. Like, I mean, of course you're going to go to the opposite, right? End of the spectrum. And let's, let's, you know, join them. And <laughs> yeah. a, a transgression. I think he felt they were beautiful together and he probably hated separating them. Yeah. I, I also think, love I think that's the, part of the uh, psychology for sure. Absolutely. Beautiful, not because yeah. because of uh, the the uh, anomaly that it is. It's shown in the painting too, because the painting looks like you know it looks like it's painful. They're trying to separate and stuff, and he's kind of showcasing like, hey, it's probably better the other way that they're actually together. And it's non sexual for him. Exactly. There's nothing right. sexual with this guy. He's asexual. Which they While pretty much the other do. characters in the second one, it's not such a thing. It's sexual. it's actually the complete opposite on in everything in the second film. Yeah. <laughs> <Really>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the second film is the response to the criticism that I people agree. were getting for liking the human centipede. Or or it's also a response to the extreme whore fans saying part one wasn't extreme enough and the oh, critical one hundred percent great yeah. idea with yeah. yeah not being that graphic yeah the performance yeah, like, on the Japanese guy students. in this are, are top notch like at the end when he's you probably get that the best part moment, in part three also <laughs> yeah when he gets that moment where he has that big like speech where he's like I was a horrible person and he pours his heart out it's actually it's a really good scene I'm not saying he's like the A list actor but I thought that was a very effective scene. And I actually like the Japanese guy. I don't, and the people don't like the girls, but it's like, oh, I hate them. It's like, dude, they're like 20. They're in Germany. They're having fun. Fucking relax. They're yeah. fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't have a problem with anybody in this film. Uh, I, I love the, the, I mean, I, I remember when I first seen it in the ending, it was like just so downbeat for downbeat me. Downbeat as fuck. I have it written down here. And so downbeat. Yeah. Very mean spirited. And it like, my friend, the one that I told you, like walked out of Midsommar because it was too intense for him. Uh, <laughs> this was another. This was another film that, that he had too that effect intense. on him. Your buddy sucks. Does he like movies? That movie sucks. Oh, yeah, he lo- he loves me, and he understands movies a lot too. Like he, no, he probably he, walked he, out of Mid Lamer because like, the movie short sucks. films and stuff, and they're re- they're really like solid for like cell phone videos and shit like that. He he got a eye for like editing and and music and he he's very cinematic and has that but he just doesn't he's one he's religious and two he doesn't like 
evil like evil or like mean-spirited stuff it, it just hurt it like he's very in tune with emotions so like things uh, he can hear a song in walmart and it like ruined his day you know that reminds him of something Jesus. bad that happened in his life or something like that yeah I think but, most yeah. people are like that but they just swallow down their emotions <laughs> and right, also but, i love being miserable i love when movies make me miserable that's power i do too and and carly I, thinks i'm insane sometimes but i'm like no i just like to feel things yes like, i like, like to feel alive for once let me know that i'm alive exactly yeah. uh but yeah this film i think the concept is is pretty great i think the execution is actually pretty great um i think that it it works mm. for me on on a super psychological like just disturbs me the concept and I really like this movie. I always have. I don't even Me think too. it's supposed to be like that, too. I think that's just the way you perceive it, man. I, I know, like, when he's showing them how, like, he's going to map it out and he's doing those PowerPoints and stuff like that, I, I guess you can kind of relate it to being the psychological aspect of it and stuff. You know, just waiting your mouth to be on some asshole fucking tossing shit salads. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's pretty brutal and stuff, but I just don't perceive it like that. I just find it kind of almost tedious to watch, even because I'm like, fuck, man, there's there's a better movie here than this i don't know i just i really don't like the the construction of this movie to be honest mm. i never loved it when it came out and i still really don't care for it that much to be honest i i love the performance from the doctor i think he's fucking good. i think the casting is brilliant with him man with like, I, doctor, don't, I don't yeah. know where in the fuck tom six found this guy um but he just he obviously cast him on the creepiness of him and the fact that he was german uh, too dude, which is amazing his face is creepy it's he just, just looks scary it's so crazy dude like and honestly the casting in the second movie too is brilliant too man that dude's yeah. creepy as fuck also it's just great <laughs> casting so he does a great yeah. job there um i just i feel like it's almost like he's holding back on the concept on the idea i mean i obviously let the fuck loose in part two which we'll get to mm-hmm. but i just I feel like this is a little bit imbalanced and I feel like it's anticlimactic and that really bugs me about this movie. That That's what turned me off a part two was I thought it was just the concept was like, like I felt like it was what I expected the first one to be just like over the top shocking and, and kind of well, uh, just being shocking for shocking sake. And the, I, that's what I like about human centipede one is it's grounded. And I do think, I do think he was trying to make a serious horror film. And I do think that it wasn't, that just to be this over the top concept and, and gross out. Like, I think he just wanted to make a, a cool little scary movie. Mm. Um, so that, that's my interpretation of it. I agree with the first one. Um, I, but I, I didn't like this when I first saw it either. I didn't love it. I was like, it's okay. I was like six out of 10 when I first saw it, I was like hyped up and it just didn't deliver the goods that I was hyped up for. But I was like, it's a pretty classy, decent made horror movie. Three out of t- uh, three out of like five or something like that. But rewatching it, I, I actually really enjoyed it. It was much better than I remembered. It was just, it, it, it worked way much, way more for me. And it's probably just, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting as much, but I liked it a lot more around this time. How about you, Kyle? I I actually feel the same way as Dave. Um, so I actually like the second one more than I like the first one, my first watch. But I, when I went back and watched all three of them, I really, really, really like the first one much more than the other ones. Um, I feel like it's it's the I, I, obviously the the storylines over the top. Um, I really like the um, the casting. I feel like the the doctor is like extremely creepy um the the second movie obviously the the character is like a pedophile he's weird um but the the first movie it's very well uh, very well filmed um it has very good concepts in it i, I really 
thought that it was it was over the top, but at the same time, um, I, I enjoyed the way that it was filmed and the way that the uh, how the actors like responded to like the uh, h- how it was. Um, I, I, I really liked. Did Jeremy I, jump I, on I, the call? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> fucking moving furniture over there. I was about to say, what the fuck is that? Sorry, I, was, I bumped my desk. No, it's all good. I, I, I just, I really, honestly liked this movie. Did like, you bump it with I, a sledgehammer? He bumped it with his uh, cock. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I gave this, I, I'd give this movie eight out of ten all day. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. The, the, the current time I've watched it, like from the previous time, mm-hmm. so I really respect the movie. Like overall, now Tom Six is kind of a redneck and and kind of weird, uh, but. I feel like he really did go into this movie with his all, and I, I don't feel like this movie really needed sequels personally. But he did make sequels, and the sequels were—we'll get into that. But overall, I'd give this movie an eight out of ten. So we're rating. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess. <laughs> you skipped the order, dude. Amateur hour here. Uh, I'll go man. next, I guess. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I really dig this movie, man. I've always liked it. Uh, this is probably the fourth time I've seen it. I seen it the when it first showed up on Netflix back when I didn't have my ear to the ground of horror. You know, just late one night. I think we watched Dead Alive and then we watched this. Both first time watches. Enjoyed both of them. Uh, and me and my friend Abby like just talked about this movie all the time afterwards. And then it it, it took a while after that we saw it before it like caught on. But then it was like everywhere. You know, South Park did an episode on it and stuff. You started seeing like you know cakes made into human centipedes and stuff and it was just you still see the meme every once in a while uh with the with different things that are happening things like that but uh i think the first one here is really well done uh for the most part and i also give it an eight, eight out of ten mood you want to go or you want me i don't know uh, i might as well just go um yeah i mean i said what i had to say about the film i do like the line where he's like i don't like human beings I love that shit, man. It's just fucking gnarly. Very mean. But it's true, though, yeah. man. You can tell. Um, yeah, man. I like the I Rob said. The Rottweiler thing looks ridiculous, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, the Photoshop <laughs> looks like shit. <laughs> it does look like shit. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad, man. I don't know, man. I, I definitely like this movie a little bit more. I mean, I wasn't ever huge on it before. I always felt kind of the same way as I do now and shit. I just feel like. Oh, man, I, I think you could have spent a little bit more time with it, man, to be honest. I mean, there's a decent part where, I mean, kind of, I guess it starts out okay when, you know, when the when the Asian dude starts shitting in the chick's mouth and he's like, feed her, feed her, swallow it, bitch. And he's just going crazy. I mean, it actually still kind of makes me laugh. because I'm like, man. It's that so fucking. It always made me sad. It's so German. It's it- so German, man. Like, eat that shit, man. Eat that <sighs> shit. Shiza, doesn't shiza. It's uh fucking nasty, man, but. I have why, to shit. Why does it make you humiliating, dude? It kind of makes me laugh a little bit just because it's coming in that dirty, nasty, awful German accent. And it's like feeder, feeder, swallow it, bitch. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it just comes off as so. Don't, it's I don't know what's filthier, the shit going you're into her evil, mouth, man. <laughs> I don't know what's dirtier, man, the fucking accent or the fucking shit going into her mouth. But I don't know, man. I think my biggest criticism with the film is, you know, honestly, the chicks are. I think you just terrible. don't like it. I just. I feel like there's a better movie here and it's it's like a big thing to get past, man. I think it's shot really well. You know, I mean, the casting's brilliant. I mean, let's face it, man. Uh, Dieter Laser or whatever, however you pronounce his name, was fucking amazingly casted in this. I he died recently, right? 
Yep. Died a couple months ago, actually, in February. End of February, I think. R.I.P. And, uh, you know, there's some cool things that are going on. The idea is brilliant, too, but I think it's just uneven. I think it takes a long time to get started. I don't think there's that much of a psychological aspect to it. I mean, a little bit, I guess, if you're those people waiting to have your mouth on a shitty asshole, for sure. Um, but then I just don't, I really don't like the cop thing. I mean, even though the cops, like Dave said, probably are, you know, the best part about the film, you know, acting-wise and shit. And they're not well, That's the most shit. realistic thing in the film. Yeah, that's what I meant. Realistic, but for sure for sure but i just i feel like it just drags it down it feels so anticlimactic to me man i feel like you know his demise happens from them and shit and not with the anybody connected to the centipede it is downbeat which i do like the ending is kind of fucking brutal um but overall man i think it's i don't think it's a bad film by any means i just don't love this one i'm in a six and a half um i actually like it like i said i i came up on this one enjoyed it not much and also i gotta point out that the cop the um, one with the longer hair i think the smaller guy the one who dies first is actually the only actor in all three human centipede movies so i'll point him out as we go on through the series but um yeah i like this one um i was right at a seven and a half eight i'll just come in at eight because i really surprisingly enjoyed this i'm glad i did and i love the ending i actually like the actresses in it i don't think they're too bad at all you know what the, did you the, give the it one? a seven and a half I gave it an eight. Oh, an eight. So you guys across are, the board, all three of us. Yeah, you guys are fucking lame. But I think the <laughs> I, th- I think the the like the main cop, um, he fucking reminds me of William Forsythe, man. Yeah, he's got that thing going on. Or that other guy who looks like William Forsythe, but he's not the guy yeah, who's in Young Guns too. Exactly. Who's like, I'd rather, yeah, that guy. Yeah. He's like, I want you to track down him. That guy is like William Forsythe's stunt double. He's also in Waterworld. <laughs> you guys, you guys have the so screen true. factory of this. Yeah. I have the uh, IFC disc. I could Dude, be the, wrong, the but I'm pretty sure I had is, the uh, IFC disc for one for one, and I got rid of it when the box set came out. I sold it off, so I just have the um, Blu-ray IFC. Man, these transfers are crazy though. They look fucking. I mean, they're also shot really well too. But fuck, they look crystal, man. They look good. Yeah, really good. I'm I'm pretty sure that the one of the cops is in the third one. Yeah, and he he's has in the like, second one too. I he's said he's in, in all three. He's in all three. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I didn't I didn't hear you say that. Yeah, I, I was gonna say he's in like in the uh, prison yard and like he's got long hair or some shit. I, he's I the crazy guy who eats his own shit in part three. Yeah, okay. and he's the bald guy who he tries to perform the ass cheek cutting on in part two, who bleeds out. That's right. Yep. Yep. Same guy. Yeah. yeah, the human centipede box set from Scream Factory is weird because it's in the like. Um, what do you call those type of packaging? Um, I guess like almost like digi packs. Yeah, digi pack type. So yeah, it, I, I don't think they've ever done that. But I was like taken back by it. I didn't expect. That. I was you like, should send me yours to let me check it out. I actually kind of like the packaging because yeah. the way they did it, though, like behind each disc is actually the original cover. The artwork. Each. Yeah, yeah, it does look cool. Yeah, I dig that. But I'm not a huge fan of digi packs in general. But I do like the post art behind it i bought the whole i bought the whole blu-ray set from family video and it, it didn't come in in time so i had a tournament so uh, <laughs> just had to legally watch them yeah well at least, yeah. Hey, at least anyways, you bought them though so you bought them it's the same thing yeah good shit all right so yeah that's the human centipede from 2009 <laughs> here today because your mother is very worried about you. He keeps on talking about a centipede with 12 people. What does that mean? Alrighty, so moving along into 2011 with the sequel, The Human Centipede 2, full sequence. Of course, directed by Tom Six again. And uh, 
yeah, let's get into a quick little synopsis here. Inspired. Wait a minute, Moots. We got to have 100% medically inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so inspired by the fictional Dr. Heater. Disturbed loner Martin dreams of creating a 12-person centipede and sets out to realize a sick fantasy. That's actually one of the first things that caught me um, when I watched this movie when it came out was um, the fact that this one was actually set in like this in reality. Yeah, it's a non-traditional approach at a sequel. It's very West Coast New Nightmare. It's a meta meta. meta approach. It's very meta. And I was surprised that he even took this approach to it. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because we get this uh, introduction to our main character, Martin, who's played by Lawrence R. Harvey, which is, which we mentioned in the first review that it's like brilliant casting. He's this like kind of short performance. You know, he's short. He's very, very overweight. He doesn't speak. He's creepy looking. He has these super buggy eyes. He's always sweating. It's like perfect. Yeah. And he doesn't speak. with you too when it waits opens up because it shows you the end of the first one yeah so if you were just to pop this in you'd be like okay and then it just zooms out and it's just a fat guy watching it on a computer and you're like what the fuck I actually, work i actually wanted to bring that up yeah. too about <laughs> him him watching the shit on his laptop at work and he's obviously obsessed with the movie the human centipede and stuff and he's getting these ideas but i love the fact that you get to see uh some clips from the first film and the end of the film in black and white i thought that yeah, was very unique cool. it's kind of it's did, now did you guys watch the colorized version at all I wanted to, but I've, I don't have it. I've never seen the colorized version. I've watched this. Uh, this is my third time watching the sequel now. Um, I've only ever seen the black and white. I think it looks crisp as now, fuck, too. I wanted to watch the colorized version, or at least you know turn it on, see what it looked like and stuff like that, but I just totally ran out of time this week. I've actually never seen this film. I've only started it and shut it off. Um, because I was just like, this is, I feel like it's just trying to be shocking for shocking's sake. I, it, the, I, that was a mistake. I should have gave it more of a chance because it's different than that. I mean, it is being shocking for so- shocking sake too, but there's more reasons behind it and stuff like that. But I, think I will say this. Yes, I will say this. The black and white in this film fucking pops dude it, oh, especially it really in the, the the dungeon room with the you know the yeah. room that he rents out the like what wa- like how just gross and and dilapidated it kind of looks like just wet and moisture everywhere it, it just pops so much in that room and big big long like yeah. wide shots of that room and shit looks great i love this fucking movie i'm not gonna lie i oh. love this when it came out i loved it i felt like a lot of people hated it and i like extreme movies i always liked extreme movies but this one goes there and it's a dark comedy i know people are like it's too fucking disgusting but if you're sick like me it's a dark comedy like and everything and it also like reminds me of a racer head the whole situation with him sitting with his mother and that miserable yeah, the- black and white it's just a fucking nightmare and it takes place in reality but it's a nightmare i have that written down man i'm like it actually reminds me of like Eraserhead and shit that's crazy yeah totally does the black and white with the mom and shit that's exact that's fucking cool that you said that man but (laughs) the mom kills me dude she's like he keeps talking about the centipede with 12 people (laughs) and she's like i decided to kill us both that's that's some comedy shit like it's so i thought that was such a fucking I thought that was such a weird line too that she says he won't stop talking about the the centipede thing, but he never fucking says a word. I know, but we, it's his book. He has to talk, but we never see it on camera because right? he's I, calling all the actresses yeah. on the phone and shit. I never mm-hmm. really saw this as being satire at all. I just kind of took it for what it was. Like he's crazy guy. I mean, there is funny moments in it, but it's interesting you look at it as like a dark comedy or satire and stuff. But I never really seen it like that because it's just so brutal and important. It's so nasty. It's so brutal, man. Like this dude just has no fucks to give and. It honestly, I guess it kind of works on a satirical way because the simple fact that this dude 
this creepy ass fucking dude works as a, like a parking lot attendant he's security he works you know he watches the cameras and shit and he's <laughs> this is where he's getting all his test subjects is from the garage right he literally sees yeah. him on camera goes down there beats him with a crowbar and he does it to everybody he fucking beats him with a crowbar fucking stuffs him into shit transport him to this uh this warehouse that he's you know building the centipede in and shit but it's just like it's absolutely ridiculous in approach because like we said in the first review there should be a police investigation in this movie which there isn't so that actually well, kind of adds to the comedic element to it because it's completely ridiculous because there's cars that are still sitting there there's a fucking baby yeah. that he puts into a car that sits there for days it, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's actually like over almost time. a nasty daydream you don't even right? you, you kind of feel like it's just a psychology and like you almost yeah. wonder is this Tom Six's like comment about people being inspired by a nasty movie to go out and do something well that's and what it's I thought like, the commentary was I, that's what I thought it was a, a joke against these type of people. It's like this is this is how ridiculous it is when you think that people get inspired and imitate art. This is what it turns into, right? Um, yeah, and, and it's hilarious the the comparison between the first one because it's 100 percent medically accurate, and and when he does the surgery, it's all clean and everything. Yeah. This one, the dude's fucking with a staple gun and a goddamn crowbar, and <laughs> right. it's medically inaccurate, and he nothing works. He kills half of them trying to fucking put it together. I, I love that, and it's just sloppy. Fuck, dude, the scene where he like goes and hits all of them in the head with the crowbar. <laughs> one like, take. One it reminded shot. me of like seal clubbing or something. Is like, yeah, dude, it's, it's fucked so, up. It's br- I honestly, I think like the most brutal part in this film is <laughs> when he fucking kills his mom, dude. Like when he takes it out on his mom, I was like, holy fuck, man, this fucking brutal. And she tries to stab him in his bed. He he wasn't oh in my bed God. That was the best part. <laughs> that was the best scene of the whole movie is it's like so when she's stabbing it? the It's so bed. wrong because when the, pan- when the camera pans back to fucking Martin, he's standing there buck naked with his little fucking, penis hanging out his belly i'm just like oh my god and he's staring at his mom doesn't even say anything and she kind of looks at him like oh you're not there (laughs) she just crawls in the bed and goes to sleep oh my god i love the fact that actually one of my favorite parts of the movie man is when they're having dinner and the mom fucking loses her mind. She's like, I can't handle this music upstairs. And she, starts, she grabs a broom and she fucking starts hitting the roof with the fucking broom, right? She's like, fuck this guy. And this dude comes down from upstairs into the apartment and is like, fuck you. You ever fucking do that again? And she, and she fucking bla- up. She blames it on her kid. And she's like, yeah, he can't stand the music. And he started hitting the roof. And then the fucking dude beats the shit out of Martin. Like, she he asked fucking, him to kill dude. him. She's like, kill us. Please she kill railroads us. him. She, she totally sold him, him out, so dude. Bad. She, she sold him out, dude. She sold him out, railroads him and sells him out so bad in that part i'm just like holy fuck <laughs> he asked him to kill him he's like kill us please yeah. kill us and he's yeah. like fuck it's funny dude i never saw this as a comedy but until we're talking about it everything is hilarious to me now it's nasty it, it's so over the top it has to be a comedy if it's not tom six is far way worse than i thought I he was but I think when it gets to the garage and like when he actually compiles his human centipede with all these people and shit, I, it doesn't come off very funny. I mean, there's definitely no, funny moments no. in it where he's beaten, but like, man, it is brutal, dude. Like, it's not very funny. There. There's so much shit going on in there that is nasty. I, I, man, I don't know about comedic elements in that. I wasn't laughing at all. But. I, I did laugh out loud when the guy, because it's, it's not even funny. It's just such a fucked up moment when the guy's tape falls off and he's like, and he realizes what he's going to do. And he's like, the human centipede is a film. It's a fucking yeah. film. And he's, that part's great too. That gives me chills. <laughs> I love the he knows way that, like, 
I will I say, man, he, he slams his the the fucking uh, crowbar down. It's like so comedic the way he like takes the crowbar and slams it down on like each one of their like heads or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Actually, when he's pulling out the tools to construct his centipede, and it's like all the wrong fucking tools. It's literally like he's building a fucking engine. He's he has such like an a idiot. Hammer. He's got pliers and screwdrivers. There's like I'm a like, hacksaw I'm and like, shit. What is he building here, man? Like a fucking rebuilding an engine or a carburetor? This makes no sense, man. But actually, the one element to this where I, I do like how it has this meta meta approach to it and stuff, and it's set in like this reality and it's self aware and shit, and it's pretty cool. But the fact that they actually got Ashlyn Yenny back for the film I to do this, too. I thought that was she's actually better in this movie too because she's playing like you know this real life type person and shit, and it just comes across way better to me. But like, uh, is that, that she, is this where she says that um you know they they film? took they took uh, yeah that but she took a uh, they they made sure to take baths before yeah. doing this stuff. I thought that was interesting because I remember yeah, so was, many people commenting on that aspect of the film. Mm-hmm. I feel like that Tom Six was just answering a question that people had because you know you're you're sitting there all day with oh your, he completely was. Yeah, face and and nose up against someone's like butt. You know what I mean? And I just thought it was funny because it's like he took time to answer that question for people that watched the first film. I like the fact that like she thinks she's going to a Quentin Tarantino audition. She did this Human Centipede movie, and she thinks she's Quentin Tarantino material now. <laughs> I, I love actually I love Dave, that. You're, you're so right this movie actually is a fucking comedy it's hilarious Dude. <laughs> and the fact is I never took it like, like that half the people are in the centipede are pieces of shit and the other half are just like normal people you're just like <laughs> man the mixture is just random people is yeah. also great but and like just, when they're trying to, the one every, dude, the young guy who's like with the blonde hair, he's trying to hit him at the end. Even when he's walking as a centipede, he's trying to hit Martin every time he walks by. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, this one surprised the hell out of me because I I thought it was going to be just crap. Um, based oh, the, on like, there's lots of crap in it though. Oh, and it's the only thing in color for Christ's sakes. That's yeah. almost that's almost pushing it. Like, come on, that's like some immature shit. Huh? Dude, I got to say, oh. actually. I even have it written down the uh, the funniest moment, which is the only thing I even laughed at, I guess, when I was watching. But I said the funniest moment in this movie is when he basically induces the diarrhea flow. Right? He goes around, he injects them with some shit that's going to make them shitty. He kind of he presses on their bellies and he makes them. And then when it starts happening, dude, you can hear the sound effect. It's like actually at first he's making the sound effects he's like he's making them and shit and then it starts happening and then when he realizes they're actually shitting in each other's mouths his reaction is it's like the happiest moment it's like a little kid at Disneyland yeah he it reacts- totally reminds me of a little kid who like is reenacting like their favorite too. movie yeah what's that his reaction like might be the funniest too. thing I've ever seen like he is so yeah. happy he's like a pig and shit and pun intended but he like the way it's filmed it kind of pans to him and he's just like oh yeah 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 <laughs> he's like shit and then the shit it's the wall cool. oh my cool. and it just starts spraying in this like diarrhea in everyone's mouth like this movie just gets so fucking vile but you can't look away I man. Wonder, it's like I a think, train wreck I think what do you think do you think like because it's black and white it helps with that, with how I gross it is. They made it put it in black and white. I bet they did. I think first. it yeah. would have been it worse. In, perfect. I think it would have been worse in color because I mean, yeah. Especially yeah, by the I, end I of it. I think so. Like, I'm actually curious on that colored version. It is on the Blu-ray. You said, Dave. Yeah, on the Screen Factory Blu-ray only. On that set, it's oh yeah, new set. color version of the. Dude, film. I didn't even notice that, man. I wish I had noticed. That. I would have watched the last 
uh, the you know the last thirty minutes in color just to see what it was like. Fuck, I almost I didn't bought know the set just for the colorized version. Oh, I didn't I have to watch movie. it. That's such a shame. I didn't watch it because man, I would like to see. Because I was even thinking to myself, I'm like, man, you know, this isn't black and white. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of blood. A lot of gore. Like it would have just been a nasty scene of shit and blood everywhere. Oh my god, crazy. This has some real like man. There's some disturbing shit in here though. Like yeah. at the end when like when nothing goes right for him when he does that little cry and shit. He does it when a couple people die that he doesn't want to. And then when the centipedes actually separate yeah. and he just loses his mind when he goes around and just boom boom with a gun. Mm-hmm. That part's just like oh my god. The raw violence in that is just and it doesn't stop. It doesn't let up. You just don't see that many people get killed back to back like that unless it's a war movie. Yeah, you know, it's, you know it's what's very crazy? dark. It's very dark because he starts at the end of the line and he kind of goes through and then he. Yep. the the first half of the centipede which are you know ashley yenny she's at or ashlyn yenny she's actually yeah. at the top of the thing and then he kills her last and it's just fucking brutal man like he it's runs just out a, of bullets yeah dude and then what he does to her oh my god man like yeah there's definitely no comedic relief in that end part in that third act the, man force the bank. E- eli roth actually said he got sick watching this and that's the highest compliment he could pay to a movie <laughs> yeah i mean I, it's, it's definitely stomach turning honestly as the new extreme movies are concerned the only two that ever were like oh my god like i was shocked like i didn't believe i was seeing it was this in the serbian film i was like i can't believe these got made and they don't i can't believe these got made with real money like re- somebody really paid for these because these look like real movies and they're just fucking this nasty this one actually honestly is it's more gross it's more disturbing than uh, a serbian film to myself just for the simple fact like i've joked many many times we episode 184 i always i always talk about sandpaper on penis and shit like that that was a joke before this movie even came out with me yeah and when this shit came out and he was literally putting sandpaper on his penis and jerking (laughs) off it's right on the nose i was like oh my god i've joked about this shit for years doing this like you know obviously i don't do that (laughs) because i'm not i'm not into sadistic sadomasochistic fucking sex and shit but but man, I think him jerking off with the with the sandpaper is very very disturbing. Like just to see that, like it's actually his and the barbed and wire, shit. and also, but it's when he fucks her too, man. Like I mean, we've yeah. already we've already seen the whole line of shit go through everybody, and then that basically kind of like almost turns him on. He's like, yeah, he's he's so riled up from it that he puts barbed wire on his penis and fucks this chick and I'm, I'm not sure if he does her in the ass or not it, it, by the end of it it does look like he fucked her in the ass because it, when she dies and she, she's laying on the ground and her ass is like completely mutilated and fucking dude, uh, it's nasty one dude's I'm, asshole is so blown out like because it rips because the big dude rips off of it and yeah. you see it crawling away you're just like what the fuck yeah that shit coming out of that guy's mouth yep yep Oh my god! But like, man, the, the, those close-up scenes of the of the diarrhea spray going into their mouths, I'm like, holy fuck, man! Like, even real German scat porn can't even get it that right. Oh, dude, man, oh, it was brutal. It's and that whole scene is like relentless. It never stops. Like, there's no downtime guys- in it at all. It's like 30 minutes of just like nasty shit and and fu- oh my god, man! The very end of this it's movie, so effective. Think- it's so effective. Do you think it's like they're like it's all a daydream? And then you hear the baby crying still. Mm-hmm. And you wonder, like, is it a daydream still or is it is it real? Did it happen? No, I think mm-hmm. it, I, th- I think it's set in reality. I think it happened. But, yeah. But yeah, the, but you, they let you think for a while. The baby, though. What, like, that, I think it, I think it's just another movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess you're right. <laughs> it's a movie. The baby set, is. It's, it's it's a movie set in Seinfeld's Bizarro World. <laughs> <laughs> that, that baby is just insane. Like. The fact that, that they, they go back to that, like, like that baby was sitting there for a while, like a couple days and shit. 
because yeah. it no, doesn't just at the end baby in the car too that's uh, the baby i'm talking about but the baby oh. yeah with the crying is at the end i wonder that yeah. they let you think it might not have happened and then you hear the baby crying you're like oh it must have yeah i know what you're saying <clears throat> yeah but the baby in the car is fucked up too but that's disturbing in itself because when he like hammers on that fucking the mom takes her out of the garage and shit and then puts the baby in the car and just kind of leaves it like he has a compassion for the kid but just yeah. leaves it locked in a car <laughs> It's like, well, at least it wasn't in the fucking beating sun. You know, that would at least been. it wasn't in the centipede. At least it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's human centipede mixed with a Serbian film. Yeah. <laughs> that's not even fucking funny. Come on. A little bit. But I got to I got to admit, though, man, you know, like you're right. Like, oh, man, dude, forgot about the one part in the film. Actually, again, this, this this shit made me laugh, too. So there was a pregnant woman that was part of the centipede, and she kind of fucking gets free and shit. She they thinks she dies, so she puts she has, her on the She car. has, like, a uh, forced abortion or some shit. Well, no, she gives she was ready to burst when she went into the centipede. But anyway, she gets in this car, and she gives birth, and this baby slides out of her pussy into the fucking where your gas pedal and, uh, <clears throat> and your fucking brake is and shit. Well, she freaks out and has to, you know, get away and stuff, and she goes to hit the gas and fucking crushes the baby's head. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was kind of like wondering why she did that. Honestly, she's panicking. She was panicking. She was happened. She was scared for her life, and she needed to get out of there. And she, I don't think she realized what she was doing, but she was to hit the gas, and the baby's head somehow got underneath there, and she crushed the baby's head with the pedal. And I'm like, oh my I, god! I you just like as a mother, though, you pick up the baby, and before uh, you like, I don't know. It's supposed that, to be like the horror is so ridiculous, and I don't even know if she knew the baby fell out at that that's point. Kind of no, a she hard looks. Situation she noticed that like... the baby comes out because she actually looks down at the ground <laughs> right. and she's like, "Oh!" and she's looking down there, and yeah, she knows it came out. Her it's fear kind of overcame it. her baby's life. But that's like, kind of a hard situation to like gather what you would do. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what the fuck would you do in that moment? <clears throat> I honestly yeah. think that's probably something in that movie that made people just be so offended. I think it honestly, this movie's intent is to like be a satire, a dark comedy, and be offensive. Yeah, and do what people expected the first one to be, or exactly, and and also the people who ex- wanted it to be more. I always felt or yeah. talk shit because it wasn't more. Yeah, it was his response. I like that. I think Tom Six. I like directors who like take feedback from what people are saying and, and make then, fun of them. Right, <laughs> like Dario Argento does. Yeah. Is that why we got Dracula 3D? I don't know about that, <laughs> but Tenenbrae for sure. Because Argento was an, a critic. I, I definitely always but, thought this was just an just an answer to, <laughs> you know, fucking. You know, people just don't imitate fucking you know art like that and shit. I mean, if they did, this is how ridiculous it's gonna turn out to be. I mean, I like that man. If you're gonna if you're gonna showcase that type of commentary, you might as well yeah, go to I, I the think... extreme extreme levels and do shit like baby killings and just and just yeah. amp up everything about what the first film wasn't. You know, I mean, you might as well do that. And I think he did it proper too, man. I mean, well, was, you gotta admit, dude, this movie has it has a lot of great things like it's shot so well it's it's even acted really well like the the effects are good like there's a lot of good <clears throat> shit here he didn't just go out and make this like hardcore black comedy satirical or commentary dumb movie exactly or, i didn't mean to use that term but mentally handicapped movie like part three well that's the thing i mean by part three it's it's, it's full-blown just moronic satire that's what it is but this, I, this one's different because you can take it either way at first. Like I never really thought about it as being like, a, like a com- like dark comedy. I can, you can either. see the satire and you can see, well, the satire is in the, in the commentary because he's obviously making fun of people that are, you know, 
bitching about maybe the first some film. people don't think it's a dark comedy but i see the humor in it and I I mean, maybe i'm just sick it's so over the top it has to be it's funny because it, and- i never thought about it until you said that and then i started thinking about it. i'm like there's a lot of parts that made me laugh but i just i guess the end result is that you leave this movie remembering the last 30 minutes which are so not fucking funny at all like it's just insanely fucking gross and brutal so but i understand the commentary that he was trying to do but yeah i think this movie's great great me too People hate it. They fucking hate them. They hate, they get worse. Like they rate them so low. Like if you look in the internet movie database, they hate the first all three of the movies. Tom Six got a lot of criticism for making the first film. Um, a lot of people were pissed that you know he did something disgusting like that, and like um, that's why I think Martin is supposed to be what people perceive people who watch the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Um, but you guys ready to rate? Yeah, it's Kyle, I feel like we cut you off a little bit. Do you have anything else to say about it? No, I mean, that. Kyle, you guys just tell us much- stories about how you jerked off with sandpaper while watching this movie. So I jerked off with sandpaper, and I also jerked off with uh, barbed wire, and I fucked this dude and girl in the ass at the same time. And Did you eat Cheetos while I- you're doing it? I ate uh, jalapeno Cheetos, actually. Uh, those, were those hard to find? I, I haven't been able to find those jalapeno Cheetos. Dude, I love that you get your hands all cheesy jalapenoed up, and then you play with your balls, and you, and you rub your little mushroom while you watch fucking Human, human Centipede 2. Yeah, last and, the, and the jalapeno, because it's like hot, gives it a little tang. Oh, you know? yeah. Flare in your coming. yeah. I good. take my pinky, and I rub it in the uh, Cheeto dust, and I shove it up my asshole. Go <laughs> slower. I'm, ta- I'm taking notes here, man. This is wild. I'm not even sure what's gross or the movie or this conversation right now. <laughs> this is this is why people in shockwaves get mad whenever I ever shared shows in there. This, the this CGI is exactly what sucked we, in this movie, by the way. We're so like we did, we have no filters on this show, so you know it is what it is. <clears throat> I'll, Kyle I'll say this, the CGI d- did suck in this movie. The rain, but, the CGI uh, rain is the only thing I noticed. It was just poop every time they cut to an outside shot. There was a CGI rain. I was like, why? No, I, I Dude, definitely agree. exactly like why was that even why did that even happen unneeded unneeded yeah it is unneeded all right ratings uh moots um up first well first up man i i enjoy the shit out of this movie man i'm probably well maybe one of a few people that actually really enjoy this film right from the start man i think it was a great approach to it in black and white i don't know why but I really like the black and white cinematography to this. I mean, I guess it probably comes down to having the idea of what he did in the third act and just it made more sense to not have it in color because I, I, I can I'm intrigued now, man, that they have the color version on there. I got to I got to see this in color now. I mean, it's an artistic thing, but mm-hmm. at the same time, as if there is color, I got to check this out now. But I understand why it was probably originally done like that. Um but again, casting is brilliant, man. I think the effects are great in this film. Uh, it's just entertaining, man. I I, I got to agree. I, I think Dave changed my mind on this. I think it actually more is a dark comedy because I never thought about it. I never perceived the film. I never even watched it like that. I just kind of assumed it was this meta piece, you know, full of commentary. You know, he's answering questions with what he's doing and stuff. And, you know, but just kind of taking a serious approach to it, too. But, you know, there actually is a lot of funny ass parts in this. Um but uh, it's just, it's honestly one of the nastiest pieces of cinema I've ever seen. I mean, you know, I, I've seen the Vomit Gore films and, you know, they're nasty and shit like this one. But this one's different. When it's done on like a higher budget and just has that fucking more appeal to it, it just, it seems to hit home a little bit harder. And this it's one still, ex- it's also a story. It's not just fucking. Yeah, yeah. it's not just scene after scene. Exactly. This one <laughs> actually has I don't has think anybody actually was being exploited for real. 
Yeah, exactly. Right. And I think, yeah, I think, you know, I think that they had, they probably had safe words and stuff. If people wanted their mouth off someone's asshole, you say the word. <laughs> Who would want to say that word? <laughs> right? I mean, if you could I guess get paid, it all depends Morgan's on a creepy little fuck If you too, can huh? get paid to just talk salad all day on camera, not have any lines, why not? Right? Fuck. Right. Um, <clears throat> but I think it's just, it's just full of nastiness, which is great. I absolutely love this, man. It feels, you know, a lot of people perceive this film as being very tasteless and stuff. I think it's full of taste. It's maybe shitty taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I don't care. We should make a part four with Jeremy as the head. <laughs> just complaining the whole time yeah. <laughs> right uh, fuck, fuck are we done yet and the other thing is man this movie fucking clips along dude like I'm intrigued right from the opening scene like right when you find out this shit's like meta and it's set in this like reality world and this guy's watching fucking human centipede he's got his DVD by the way it's not even a fucking blu-ray fuck you should have watched this shit on blu-ray well I mean back then 2000 what well a lot of Nine. those well the the laptop drives and shit is very rare that you can come across ones with Blu-ray players, right? I, I didn't get a Blu-ray player till two thousand ten. Like a, And I felt like I was kinda early. Not super early, but like, you know, earlier than like the regular population. Uh, yeah, I had the PlayStation three, so that was two thousand seven, whatever. But anyways. Um I love this movie. I think it's great. Eight and a half out of ten. It's awesome. I think it's great. Dave. Uh, this is one of my favorite extreme movies, and I know I maybe I steered you guys wrong, but I truly do see it as a satirical dark comedy. I know it's nasty. I know it's offensive Dave, as Dave, hell, I mean, but I just don't give a fuck. Honestly, I if like I didn't agree kind of with you, I would let you know. And you, oh yeah, my, yeah. Like honestly, man, I I never perceived uh, I, it like that until you said it. I, I always like, have. But if I'm going to talk have. about all the funny ass parts in this, and it might just be yeah. my sense of you because I do find funny shit like jerking off a of sandpaper to be kind of com- kind of comical because it's like ridiculous it's, to me. It's so over the top. It's got to be. It's like, so on the nose and over the top. It has to be a star comedy. I look at like the bigger picture too. I'm like, could you imagine this dude going into a hardware store and being like, "Sir, where's your 80 grit sandpaper?" And then and just cutting to him jerking off with eighty grit sandpaper. I'm like, that's just fucking hilarious to me. So funny. The only thing this dude cares about is his human centipede book. It's the only time he goes after his mother when she grabs a fucking book. <laughs> I like how the cover is like a liter- literally the poster of the movie. Dude, his face is so-, so sad, and then he gets so mad at her when she's like ripping up the book and shit. I'm like, yeah, get her. His face. Dude, I think it's a great performance. Um, uh, I-, I gotta give it a nine out of ten. Love it. Whoa. God damn, I fucked up. I should have given it a nine too. That's stupid. Kylo. I love this movie too. Um, I would say I mean I I kind of agree uh with moods on this. Like I, I like the black and white aspect of it. I, I it's extremely like graphic. I mean, uh I want to see it in color, honestly, versus the black and white. Um I think the black and white was like an amazing uh aspect of it. The, the main character was like the kind of selling point for me because he's so fucking creepy and he looks like a pedophile um, and he was I mean the whole concept of the movie was he was molested and this is he's kind of his mom's a bitch he doesn't have a dad he's molested and this is what he does um, I mean that, that I mean obviously that's that's just like like room for disaster, basically. I'm the um, nose too, right? His mom's yeah. a bitch. He doesn't have a dad. He's molested. This is I'm what just he being does. honest. That that that's what I get from it. So um, I would I would give this. I, I honestly, from watching this, I used to think this was like one of the more graphic films that I've ever seen. Like as far as like films go, um, but after rewatching 
I I kind of like the first one a little bit better than the second one. Um, just just because I like the way it was filmed. Uh, I, I, I like the story a little bit better. Um, but I would say seven point five out of ten is what I'm going to give it. So. Uh, I definitely like this more than I expected I would. Uh, I, like I said, I turned it on. I was just like, this isn't for me. I, I was really not into the whole extreme era of films that were coming out at the time. Pussy. You know, um, I've kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I it just I, like it, it, it mainly like the August Underground and the Slaughter Vomit dolls and shit. Like those I'll just never watch the Slaughter Vomit dolls again. They just didn't appeal to me back then. You know, I, I remember got they duped into watching YouTube. fucking multiple times for this show. God damn it! Yeah, if they gave me the other um what's the name lucifer lucifer fountain yeah see that's yeah, see, he gave me the uh, like I, the real like date, the documentary date doesn't like that shit because it's all canadian again he's yeah, hating yeah. on canadian awful. shit yeah awful but uh Ooh. so i was like really kind of turned off by like the oh i'm just gonna torture somebody for even though i love the hostile movies i felt like there was a story there but uh you know i'm just gonna torture people and make them eat piss and shit and puke and stuff for an hour and a half just didn't appeal to me thought that's what this was it really it, i mean there is some of that but it i think that it's way more artistically done and and like i said especially like catching that it's like a response to the first film <clears throat> i love that stuff so i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten Damn, that's probably the highest ratings this movie ever got. <laughs> and that and that was with Kyle's what seven and a half. That's a good rating. Seven and a half is a good rating. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you said nine, I was like, "Fuck!" She I has it a nine right from the beginning. I actually I like, really like. I was like, when I finished this movie last night, I was like, "Oh fuck, that shit is so." I, I just super entertained by it. Like I was shocked. Yeah, it, it's rare for an extreme movie to never slow down like that. No, it's like relentless, right? dude. It's like, it's crazy. Like when you think about it, like from the, the kill count in the first movie, I guess there's like what, five people that die in the movie or whatever. And then this one just seems like it's just amped up to like 2000%, man. It's ridiculous. But there's like 13, 14 kills in this. Thing. There's 14 kills in it, but it, they're just brutal. Like every yeah. kill is brutal though. That's the, that's the thing. So, um, the Human Centipede 2 from 2011. Yeah. Our prison has the highest violence rates, legal and medical costs, than any other institution in the U.S. correctional system. Things will have to change fast. I think I have a solution. All right, so moving into 2015 with the Human Centipede 3 final sequence. Again, directed by Tom Six. 100% politically incorrect. Politically incorrect. Yes, I would definitely 100% <laughs> agree with that. Um, <laughs> uh, synopsis. Taking inspiration from the Human Centipede films, the warden of a notorious and troubled prison looks to, <laughs> looks to create a 500-person human centipede as a solution to his problems. Man, so if you perceive part two as a uh, satirical kind of black comedy... And you go into part three. This one is just straight up full blown satire of what he's done in the past. And again, this one is oddly set in this weird reality where the human centipede one and also part two are actually movies. I think this is going to create some kind of paradox if we keep going. I know it's like it's beyond Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> like, in his bizarre if he makes world a right now. Fourth one, and it's like those ones were movies too. Yeah, I'm just going to be like, what the fuck. Dude, it actually made me laugh when I when I was watching this because it was like a first time watch for me last night, and I was like, what "The fuck, this one's set what 
part two is a movie what the fuck i was so fucking confused man but <laughs> so i almost turned i turned this off the first time i tried to watch it i got like 10 minutes what? in and i was like if they're not gonna try i'm not gonna try so Adios. honestly dude i don't think it's as bad as what i heard like people made this shit out to sound like it was like such a disaster like awful horrible movie and like although i admit that it's not necessarily good to me like what the statement is in this one is it's just reveling in the ridiculousness of the concept and the worn out concept by this point there's also uh, oh, of course a message about private prisons big time oh yeah for sure yeah there's scum yeah yeah a lot but, of private prisons people have problems with them because they think they profit off the prisoners more than the other prisons yada 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 they do <laughs> well they do well, i'm not yeah. arguing I don't, I don't know much about prisons and, it, and it's funny too because it's set in texas too which they have one of like the worst prison situations and shit too who was that sheriff from texas that got in trouble for abusing uh, the walker texas ranger <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> yeah, him John that Norris. was him because that's where rangers gonna be oh fuck man i love the fact that eric roberts is the governor in this movie it's fucking great tom lister's in it that's cool there's a lot of cameos man we got fucking tom like how do like, how these guys sign on to this shit man so we got uh debo from friday yeah that's tom Lister. yeah yeah i was kind of surprised to see him but yeah, he fits in, in prison it. that's for sure brie olsen he's been in prison in 100 prison movies brie olsen she's a porn star am i yeah. right yeah she's Who's the one actually- that charlie sheen slept with Right. She, she fucked Charlie Sheen's yep. HIV dick. She's Did actually she? not even that. That's she get it, though. She's actually not that bad That's of an actress lucky. in this either. You know, I've never really seen. She's her one of the act. better ones. She's cute. The thing I Brie Olsen, she got real saying, titties. She got real tits too, man. That's one thing that's that she probably saying a on. lot that she's one of the better actresses in this movie. That's <laughs> yeah. a fuck ton of. Well, like, I will say, fuck? man. Did these guys forget how to act. Did they forget? They got some bad direction because I thought they were good in one and two, but I don't think they're very good. Well, Dieter Laser, man, I think they're just going. He's playing like like a full blown, like ridiculous comedic version of like any type of like serious warden, right? Like it's it's dude, he won't stop yelling. Like he literally is like, "Ah, I think that's the point. I think it's the entire film. It's bad. I think it's it's it does. It actually gets like honestly, man. I the first half an hour of this movie, I was super entertained. I was like, wow, they're doing like a total full blown uh, satire of these characters. And seen shit. it before uh i'd seen the first 10 minutes i kind of did what dave did I, I i didn't turn it off because i was disliking it. i turned it off because i actually got sidetracked never went back to it um <laughs> oh you said, turned it off because you just didn't like either. it i don't believe that you did not turn it off because you didn't like it no i I, <laughs> I honestly did i honestly did but no the the thing is man i actually liked the first half an hour of this movie man until it until it gets into ah, man this is where this movie just takes it takes a total fucking shit corner man like halfway through the film it just the whole second half of this movie i think sucks man i think it's terrible i think the first half is actually quite kind of entertaining with listen to Dieter and his yelling and shit he's just this ridiculous over the top fucking warden he's his ideas are extreme they're ridiculous but then he's of like course, a cowboy hats on and shit but he got that fucking german accent. he was from germany too in the beginning of the movie he starts out with a, a wannabe texas accent he's like jesus christ and then he like loses <laughs> it right away like well they make like, jokes about that like he's like no i ain't doing this they make jokes about that too he's like you know he, he's so full-blown american that he won't even smoke fucking cuban cigars cuban because cigar. they come from a communist fucking <laughs> country and shit he only smokes dominicans <laughs> i kind of like the doctor in this he's I, all like i don't want to do this and then he's like hey guys how's it going at the end right yeah <laughs> but honestly i didn't get invested in this till the last half an hour but by uh, then i didn't really give a shit anymore dude see i'm the complete opposite i think the first half an hour is fun because these because when you're getting re reintroduced to these familiar 
faces and characters, I guess, are different characters, but the faces in, uh, you know, Bill Boss, which I think is the funniest name for a warden. His name is Bill Boss. <laughs> and then fucking his right-hand man, which is played by Lawrence R. Harvey, which is the main character in part two. His name is Dwight Butler. Like, fuck, are you serious? <laughs> his last name is Butler. And he's great in this, man, because his accent, and he's he looks like Hitler. He literally has the fucking Hitler mustache. And he's got this fucking hilarious accent. And I think he steals the show in this, man. He doesn't really talk a whole lot. But every time he talks, it just kills me, man. Because I don't even know what his accent's supposed to be. Either do I. It's like a totally not Texas accent, like a cliche Texas Texan accent. But I don't really know what he's supposed to be doing. But it is funny to me. Um, maybe I'm that's with the moods. I, I was on board for like the first part of the film. But it, it started getting annoying as it went on. Yeah, I think once once they start drilling these ideas into his mind about, you know, well, we can solve all of our problems because basically kind of what the setup is here is that, you know, um, I'm about to he, get fucking fired. The warden warden is running this prison, which is obviously one of the worst prisons in um, statistically wise and in, in Texas and shit. And he's about to get fired by the governor played by Eric Roberts. And he, they need to do something to figure out a way to keep their jobs and, you know, kind of straighten out the prisoners and stuff like that. And this idea gets thrown in their head that, hey, you know, a way of controlling the, the prisoners and stuff is by building this huge 500 man fucking human centipede and shit like that. <laughs> which is like completely ridiculous right um but i mean the first part before it kind of gets into that i think it's actually pretty entertaining there's some pretty funny moments and stuff but once it takes that angle and then he just he i don't know man you, he's a piece of shit from the start but like i don't know it, there's parts in this movie that just kind of I, I feel like they're there just for shock value too and just kind of add to the aspect but i mean when it's, he, it's just not, not doing anything it's not clever here. It's the not one was clever and gross, but gross. This one's just gross. It's not clever. Well, that's the thing, man. Like you, you take the scene with with Robert Lasardo, man, where he fucking basically, <laughs> actually, when he's pulling down his pants and he rips the hole in his asshole and shit, and then he, he basically fucking cuts his balls off. He cuts his fucking them. and he eats Dude, his balls the, and shit. The, that's the, the, the kind of the assholes was like kind of fucking gross in this one. Like I just it gets oh, so yeah. extreme. It gets nasty. it gets so extreme and shit. And, but like in a big. non in a non comical way and shit, it just really loses me after the first half an hour in this one. I, I like, like how yeah. he's eating African uh, dried African clitorises. Oh my god, that was so funny. The like <laughs> he's really enjoying that those he things. Did he like smelled it and he was like, Oh, these are clitorises. Yeah. These are dried clitorises. I didn't really under- honestly, I didn't really understand the whole point of this movie. Like well, why it was, was it even job. made? It was, the whole point was literally just to save his job. Because he was no, no, no. Fired. He just means like why was like I'm I'm wondering why Tom Six even made this movie. Like <laughs> I, I don't under like because it got to be a trilogy, damn it. Uh, <laughs> another thing that I didn't really another thing I didn't understand was why he used these actors. Like why did he use the like Dieter or whatever Dieter Laser? Well, that's the and like the, the guy the, like that. That's what I don't understand. Like like he didn't use he didn't really reuse them in the like original movies why is he using them as the main characters in this movie and then in this movie they were watching the first movie and the second movie and it was them like it, it just kind of was like <laughs> yeah it's absurd it's, it's too fucking fact. stupid it's stupid well like, i mean it's, it, it's too fucking stupid if you take it as a full-blown satire i mean those type of shit it shouldn't even matter i mean we know that it's them but to like them in this reality, it's just like people that I don't know. It, it's not even noted that they even look like them. You think somebody be like? He does Dude. note it once. He it, says it that the, he looks just like that guy if he shaved the mustache. Oh yeah, they, they say that about <laughs> Dwight. Yeah, for sure they do. Yeah. For th- for sure. But like, honestly, man, I think Dieter would be a little bit more noticeable considering it's like the same fucking face. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's weird. That, no, this, these are the only three films Tom Six directed, right? 
right? He's got another one coming out of Ragna. What is it? A Ragna club? Or I know. Like I remember seeing the trailer for it and thought it looked kind of cool or read the synopsis or something and thought it sounded cool. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's kind of weird that he just did these three over a six year period. Uh, like you would think he wouldn't want to get pigeonholed into this type of film, you know, over and over and over again. Uh, I, I, I could understand if he just did this one last like after a few other films just to kind of wrap it up and be like uh we're gonna get the crew back together and shoot another centipede movie and uh you know to me this one what what it really is to me is it's just him acknowledging the fact that they're ridiculous and how like the world kind of perceives like the concept by this point where it's just become a joke and it's just like that's why it's a 500 per how do you top a 12 person a 500 person you know and 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 this one you know with the the fact that they're prisoners and stuff just mm. is actually easier for plot convenience to get 500 people yeah and also the way that they modify how the centipede works because they have to release them one day you know what i mean uh i don't know there's things i like about this film honestly i don't think it's that bad i just don't think that it's it just didn't it wasn't really necessary and it didn't really add much new to it like what he's saying wasn't really as interesting to me and also with the whole um like yelling it just like the yelling of Dieter was the overacting's too, too much. much. It's yeah, too it's much. just well, too much. Again, and Tom Six is even in it himself. He puts himself actually, in the movie Tom for Six once. Tom Six is pretty fun in there. Yeah, this movie is two hours of Dieter Laser literally yelling. That's all it is. Yeah, I, mean, I, would, I think yeah, it's fine. I wish I, this one definitely shouldn't have been an hour and forty minutes. Like, no, it's a mistake. Shit, been it's it, this yeah. one. It definitely is a mistake, man. I, I feel, like I said, I feel like the first half an hour was was entertaining, kind of whatever with the young, but then it just continues to go on for like the next like seventy. F- yeah, it's it goes on way too long with this yelling and shit like that, and it kind of gets even offensive too, like the, with the racial slurs at points. And I'm like, yeah. like you don't really have to throw you know the n word with the hard r and shit in there, and I'm like. It, I did, yeah. I it's felt just, like it was just if you're going to be offensive you got to be clever or it just comes off embarrassing and this one comes yeah, off it embarrassing comes off like and that's the thing film. and that's yeah. why I feel like in the first half now there's actually some you know not really clever jokes but it's still entertainingly funny like when he's calling Brie Olson his assistant just tits like he, he won't even use her name Daisy he keeps calling her tits and stuff and like he fucking licks his finger and puts a read up her pussy and shit. Like, oh my fuck? god, that I'm was so like, cringy. It's just like, what the fuck is like? This is ridiculous. Like everything that's happening in this movie is absolutely ridiculous. But I, I don't know. I it did just, like the cameos. It loses from the Japanese guy, the cop from the first <clears throat> one, and then the doctor from part two is in here too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I thought that was cool, man. Was I, the I love girl, the Japanese was the girl, guy. The girl wasn't in this one, right? No, no. I thought it was like so cringy when he did that with her pussy. I was like, dude, why? Like that 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 was like the beginning. I think it's of the- cringy when people say pussy. Sometimes. It's showing. It's showcasing like how out of control he is, man. He just he's giving no fucks and stuff. He's doing that type of fucking sexual harassment. Obviously, that's beyond sexual harassment. <laughs> Literally, well, I, th- I think too though that it was like bad because it was at the beginning of the movie. It was like the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, at least leave this for like the middle of the movie that you do this. But it's like he's like yelling and then all of a sudden and sticks two fingers up her her fucking snatch and then it's like okay well we get where this is going at this point so um it doesn't really leave much for the viewer to like see where the movie's going it's like all right this is the way this movie's gonna go at this point so <laughs> it's going to death rape you know That's why this movie's so death fucking rape. long too you know why this movie's so fucking long you got they had see- to throw it in a dream sequence where theater death gets rape. raped in the kidney 
damn, you're like reading my fucking mind. Like, exactly. So he has this weird dream sequence where he dreams of the dude that he fucking cut his balls off and shit. And he like stabs him in the side and then he jumps on him and fucks his hole in the side and shit and wakes up. I'm like, what the f- Like, why? Like, what the fuck is the point? It this. was actually painful to watch. I'm like, this is well, obviously a fucking dream sequence. I meant like if I produced this movie after getting the first I two and I got that pissed, shit I'd be like, oh man, what are you doing to me? I mean, I would have cut out that five, six minute sequence for sure, man. I was like, it goes on. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. I'm like, it's obviously a dream. It's not happening in the middle of the film. Like, come on. It's just so pointless to do. I just, I figure, it's just, man, dude, this I'll, one goes on I'll way say, too fucking long. I'll, I'll say that my favorite part or my favorite actor in this movie was the dude from Nip Tuck, that fucking Mexican guy with all the tattoos. Oh, yeah. Like the one that, that, he was like so fucking dope. Like he's the one that fucked like Dieter Laser in the fucking kidney or whatever. Yeah, Robert like, Salar- he, Lazardo. He's been, he, that guy plays in, like all those, like those are all, all real tattoos and shit that guy's been in a million things man yeah he's yeah like, he's been yeah. in like everything he's so fucking sick though like i loved his acting i don't know why mm-hmm. yeah i like him too. he's great in everything man it, you know, is it just me or is like robert lasardo not aged in the last 30 years he looks exactly the same from nip tuck <laughs> i swear when he was doing shit in the 80s he looked the fucking same as he does in this movie i'm like this is weird the dude just doesn't age it's crazy maybe uh you could hit him up dave yeah, he must have a secret of life. I think it's being bald, shaving your head. He's but he's but like skin. even look at the year. Like look how like he's he's in such good shape too, man. He's like just cut to fucking hell. Like it's crazy. Good skin. His his fucking cock's probably tattooed too. I'm hey, sure he's he is Mexican, so I don't know what's going I'll on. Get with him JP. up on the JP's like phone. almost thirty and looks like he's about fifty. So wait, hold on. When he, did that become a thing? He didn't get the just skin. Now. So yeah, I love it. I don't want that to be a thing. That's not. I'm up <laughs> He's all offended now. by. It. <laughs> no, because that feel good. Does Dave's it? the old dude that looks old. <laughs> ah, we can't have two dudes that look old. Well, we, can, we can if they're. But mine's a joke. Everybody knows I look great. Yeah. GP, we just been holding it in, man. You actually look older than I do. <laughs> uh, fuck off. <laughs> He's getting so mad. It's like the time where I told him he's swinging on my nuts. <laughs> um, oh, no, fuck. I mean, this one is, I don't know. There's really not much else to say about it, I don't think. There's fart butter. It's fart butter. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty forgettable, to be honest. Like I said, it takes a big turd. It's like intended. a one-time watch to say you watched it. Like, oh, I've yeah, seen I the trilogy. But I, I can't see myself ever wanting to see it again. I don't think it's that I don't think it's horrible or anything, though. I don't think it's Hall of Painter. No, the human centipede itself is like the the whole third, like the last like fifteen minutes is pretty fucking lame, pretty tame and lame, to be honest. I, I was not satisfied with that. There's just there, there's potential to have a real messy fucking courtyard. There. I was hoping for some like serious German scat going on there, but I'm the scat man. All right, let's didn't get it, man. That is the song. Didn't get it. Let's uh let's get into ratings. Am I first this time? Yes. Sure. Four and a half. Don't care for it. <laughs> All right. Back to Kyle. Um I cannot stand this fucking movie. It sucks. <laughs> it this this I mean, it's not nowhere near the worst movie I've ever seen, but I mean it's it's pretty fucking terrible. I would say three out of ten. Alright, uh I don't mind it as much as you guys i don't think it's good don't necessarily think it's bad uh so i'm coming in it in the middle right at a five man 
Um, I'm actually going to stick with my original rating at uh, 4 out of 10. I think it just takes a heaping fucking pile of diarrhea about 35 minutes into it. and That's it, man. <laughs> that's close to the Hall of Pain, isn't it? That, what, I'll, what, I'll tell four, you. I gave what would you give it? A, it? I gave it a, a half. three. I gave it a three because uh, Brie Olsen didn't show her tits. So it's a point. You know, and I commend her for not doing that. If you're going to be a porn star and be a very famous porn star, and you want to like kind of break into mainstream shit, you know, why don't not? start with the Human Centipede. No, don't start with Human. <laughs> no, centipede she's been in other movies. I've, I've actually seen her in a couple other movies before where she didn't show her titties that weren't porno. So she's not she's not like a hardcore porn star. She's like a softcore porn star. So I don't really? know about that. Dude, I, think I think I've she, seen her. Dude, she's yeah, done hard. Sure she's done hardcore. I'm talking. I'm talking about nowadays. Oh, like, oh. Yeah. Well, no. Well, well, good she, good for she, her. But yeah. she retired, I think, in 2012 or 13 or something. Yeah. Yeah. She has. Hey, I, I, I think money. Let, I yeah. think that. Um, well, she you got know, her money. It, got out. She was smart. If you want to try to get into acting after porn, man, I'm all for it. I mean, some of those some of those porns have some acting sale. Either way, this movie fucking sucked. Not a fan. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. I mean, it's not the worst, but it's pretty fucking terrible. In comparison to the other two, too, it's it's a letdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time. It's no deja vu, that's for sure. It was literally We're not supposed to talk about that movie. God <laughs> know, damn it! Yeah, it was forced. It was. This was a it once now. So this movie was completely like forced. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope. I hope this is the end of the Human Centipede. I just don't think there's anything else you could do with it. It's like Terminator well, Three. It's forced. The, the reason there was three of these well, you, is because the first movie they said it was the first sequence, and they had to have two more sequences. I mean, that was a that. That's the reason there's three of these. Full and then final, right? Yep. Yeah, I think he had a plan for a trilogy the whole time. Man, I feel like the sure. full sequence would have been all of it final yeah i mean i I feel like he probably was super into this movie originally and then he got probably like it it took so long to make all three of them he probably didn't give a fuck about the third one at the the point he made it he was probably like whatever we got to have like a third one so let's just throw it out there so i wonder Mm -hmm. if he was like if it was a weird thing where he's like contractually obligated to do a third one probably contractor who though himself uh, IFC Midnight Lions, or IFC or Lionsgate, whatever. No, they didn't them. produce oh, these good. movies. They distributed them. They didn't produce these movies. I just figured maybe that when after they distributed the first one, maybe they uh, had some kind of agreement with. You know, I actually never looked into it, but I doubt it, though. I mean, yeah, probably just, not. No. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, he's from like Denmark, isn't he? From Amsterdam or something? Yeah, he's actually no, from Amsterdam. Tom Six is uh, yeah. yeah, he's European. Yeah, yeah he's got a accent yeah because i think the first movie is actually it- the first one's actually filmed in the netherlands like around the holland area and so or, uh, yeah yeah <clears throat> is his real name tom six or is that like a persona i would I assume no that's idea. probably an alias tom six does yeah. not sound like someone is from uh, dutch land my wife is uh 100 dutch and everybody over there is van something <laughs> is van morrison dutch i would assume probably what about van halen <laughs> <laughs> right oh so wait a minute so there was a uh porn parody i think of this and i think brie olsen was in that no she wasn't oh my god I, I know it. i know that there was a short done before this movie came out and that she, i think she was part of it I don't, don't tell it, me that. I don't think it was a porn though so it's just just ass eating what, what is the porn 
there, dude. I'm just look. I saw it on Wikipedia. I'm trying to look it up. I'm about to jack off too. It was, once we get parody, off this call, and it's done by the Germans, and it's just shitting. It's called human sexapede. Get bigger. Yeah. Oh my god. Isn't dirty enough. Yeah. How class? How how cringeworthy? Sexapede. That's, that's no, not even that's clever. Pretty intelligent. It's clever. Well, hopefully she can break out like Tracy Lords did. Tracy Lords is good. She's amazing. I love Tracy Lords, man. Well, it doesn't have Brie Olsen listed in the You know, Tracy Lords actually only ever showed, after she did her whole porn stint, we all know the history of Tracy Lords and porn, but she only ever showed her tits in one mainstream movie, and and I think that was the very first movie that she did. And then she, after that, she's like, no, I'm not never going to do it again. And she's been in like fucking probably 100 movies since. What is that movie? Where she showed her tits? Yeah. Um, I can't remember, man. Um, I do know if I can remember it quickly. Uh, I'm just she kidding. Lo- that was just a joke. No, I'm, I'm, looks- I'm, I'm, I'm actually curious because I can't remember what the first one. Did she show her tits in, in Not of This Earth? Or maybe she didn't in that one. No, she didn't in Not of This Earth. Because I think that was the first. That's a Wynorski, the remake. Yeah, yeah. The remake in 88. I believe... Are you sure? Because I think that was the first mainstream movie that she'd done. Well, non-porn. I wouldn't say it's mainstream, but... <clears throat> but anyways, yeah. She, look, she looks just like my girlfriend, Tracy Lords. No, she doesn't. I swear to God, Kyle, dude, stop she lying. looks a lot like her. It's <laughs> 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 yeah, probably a good time to... No, never mind. No, I'm just fucking with you, Kyle. I'm just fucking with you, Kyle. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I actually banged a chick that looked like Brie Olsen one time. But that's not true. Brie Olson, like only no, seriously, good. she actually did. When every time, I mean, I've known Brie Olson in, in the porn industry for years and years and stuff, and I was like, oh my god, that looked like Kristen so bad. It's crazy, but very, very similar. It's it's almost creepy, man. But I, I'm sure we've all had those moments. Yeah. All right, we done here. Um, I think we're done. I'm, I'm done. Up. I'm over. No, I dropped my 80 grit sandpaper, so I'm not done. You've been jerking off this whole time. What your dick must look fucking I'm, like. I'm literally, I literally I'm jerk literally, off during the show recordings all the time. It's fucking weird. I don't think it's that weird because you guys can't see me. You might be able to hear. I am literally docking my dick as we speak. And what? What are you docking it in? I I have a fucking metal pole. I'm sticking in my cock hole. Do you ever see pictures like that where assholes stuck their dick in something metal and they got an erection and then they had to like, oh god, that shit's so nasty. That's fucking terrible. (laughs) Don't stick your dick in metal. Don't stick your dick in metal. Stop putting things in your penis hole. That's disgusting, man. I don't think you're supposed to stick your dick in a lot of things. Well, I'm sticking my dick in a fucking metal pole right now and gauging it. (laughs) Jeremy took that. That uh, means you're 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 gauging the pole or you're putting the pole in your dick? I'm putting the pole in my dick. Oh, Ew. dude! No, don't put a your, pole. Don't put things in your, yeah. in your penis hole. That's not cool, man. All right, I'm calling the cops for real this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there definitely is a lot of things you don't put your penis. I'm in. obviously kidding. I don't Jeremy took that to heart, didn't he? Never so. put his penis into anything. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. He, he's he not even here. He's not even here. And he it's at the end of the show, and he, he, he never he doesn't even them. listen to the shows either. I'll tell him that. I, I'm sure we've made that joke before on the show. Um. Okay, so that is episode 184. Thank you, uh, Kyle, for coming back on the show. It's good to have you back on. If you want to come by anytime, let us yeah, know. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll have some more ass-to-mouth shit movies that you can review with us. 
I I really want to do another disturbing uh, cinema podcast. So you should do this. I'm honestly fucking super down for that shit too. That would be fun. Yeah. Maybe we could do some Lucifer Valentine films to get uh, Dave on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. I'm I'll just, do I, film I don't, all day. I don't think I could do four going on five puke films. I, I, I can't do it again. I just can't, can't do it. it. No. Can't do it. We could do a uh, Serbian film. I mean, I feel like that would be a really good next Wait episode. for the Unearthed Blu-ray to come out because there's going to be like a documentary yeah. and extended yeah. We gotta, okay, we can wait. When that drops, we'll do a disturbing cinema on it. That is true, man. Yeah. I actually have been awaiting that release since they announced it. I can't wait for that shit. What the fuck? Do you know what's taking so long in that? Um, I asked. Uh, I asked Stephen Byro, and he said that it was the um, uh, whatever the uh, subtitles were. He has to wait for the subtitles to be like finished or whatever. I bet, I bet we could get Bear, uh, Stephen Stephen on the podcast. I bet he'd do it. Probably. Would. Honestly, he would. I bet you would too. Do it. I bet I, you. I talked to him. I met him in person and shit. He'd do it for sure. He's like super cool, dude. Yeah. I bet you would too, man. We never really had guests, but that would be kind of a cool. Like, like. I mean, we've had guests, but nobody that's like in the industry really. It's not that I don't. Honestly, I've never really been a big fan of doing interviews myself. Like, no, but if we could get him to like review a film with us, or oh, something. I would. I see. I would rather have someone come on and do. Uh, a review and stuff but as for like I'm not an interview person like I did a lot when I had my radio show back in the day with artists and stuff and I just I lost the passion for it I'm like I don't need to talk to people <laughs> right I just I don't know I just don't like I don't enjoy doing it some people enjoy doing interviews I just don't see really Stephen Byro seems like kind of like a um, like a really chill kind of guy so I think he would yeah he would be down for it so I don't know he, yeah I think that would be great that'd be awesome I would love to fucking get Dave to get fucking Fred on sometime. Probably Fred. do it. He, he might review a movie if you pick a special one. Fred Vogel. I'd be like, Fred, remember that time that you said oh, yeah. I had the I'm gnarliest from, beard? We're, I think we're from the same neck of the woods. Kind yeah. Of. yeah. Yeah, you are. He's from Pittsburgh. He lives it, in Pittsburgh. It, it would be fun to do a disturbing cinema podcast with like of all the August undergrounds. I have Fred on. Yeah. It'd be dope. We yeah. were going to do those, actually. Those were on the list. I, ha- I bought two. Is so nasty. Two is so nasty. It is nasty. Yep. I like one. I actually like one. I, I like never... one and three. I really like part three a lot. For extreme, it's no. funny because the minority, like you're definitely in the minority there, because most people always say the third one's the sh- like the shittiest one. I like it because you see the end to the character. You see him kind of crack. Yep. That is All definitely right. true. All right. So yeah, Kyle. Again, thanks for coming on, Dave. Awesome. You always. And, um, well, I mean, I guess that's it. JP, you want to take us out of here? Yes, yes. Uh, thank everybody for listening. You guys are awesome. Everybody's been commenting a lot lately. I really appreciate that. That that definitely, uh, you know, makes us want to continue making shows and stuff like that. And listen and- to the end of the goddamn shows, people. Because I know that people aren't listening to the end of the shows when I put those funny-ass things in the end. Because no one's commenting. Mm. make me feel better. yeah listen to the end make me feel well better. well they put you have to tell them to listen to the end while we're not on the end because they wouldn't <laughs> that's usually how i end every show uh, whose asshole was that <laughs> it was months. he can do it on command that's uh awesome. but yeah so also uh we've had a ton of patreon supporters lately like i think we've probably gotten like maybe like 15 in the past like month and month or so which is incredible um it seemed like the 85 thing really worked and then also just somebody some other people just hopped on and you know said that they've been meaning to support us and actually one dude said that 
um, we've been, you know, he's been like really listening to our show during his work while stressing over the COVID thing or whatever. And he said it's really helped him out and pass the time and stuff. So that that's pretty awesome. Good thing I came up with that some... top twenty five. I think that, that was me actually. I yeah, I don't think it was at all because I said I'm doing a top twenty five no matter what, and you're like, you know what? Why don't yeah, we just do it? I think yeah. that I was like, I'm thinking about doing a top twenty five for the Patreon. Nah, after I said that I'm doing a top twenty five. Yeah. <clears throat> So I came up with it then. You didn't come up with shit. I can't wait to do this top 25 for 1991, man. Jesus. <laughs> My number 25 is Class of, Class of Nukem High Part 2 Subhumanoid uh, Meltdown. Did that come out? Coming in at number 25 with a three and a is half rating. In <laughs> <laughs> the Hall of Painter, it's by 25. <laughs> no, there, dude, I actually think that there's there's enough movies to start at I've only six seen and a half. I've only seen two turds. Out of like thirty-two movies, I've liked everything else. I haven't seen. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I, I I really. I've been seeing some good stuff. Um. So yeah. Uh. Check out all the stuff. We still have shirts. If anybody's interested in that, and then we have some new listeners. So we. Why sell. do I not have a shirt? Like, what is up with that? Buy one. Where can I buy one? Uh, from Jeremy. They're pretty dope. Basically, I don't want. I don't want to talk to Jeremy. I'll tell him. The prints on these and the shirts themselves are like super high quality, man. Like I'm kind of a, I'm kind like of a shirt Nazi. Actual, we got an actual like dude in the industry to make them. Yeah, like, they're legit. They were expensive, dude. man. Yeah. What what type of shirt are they printed on? Uh, shitty kind. The no. shirts themselves aren't like a great. It's like Gildan or something. No, I actually I actually like the shirts that they're printed on. I like that heavier material. Yeah, it is a little heavier, but yeah, uh, we'll we'll get you one soon. Um, they're really dope. They're they're cool. Hopefully, we still have your size. What is it like? Triple XL? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like uh, fucking quadruple XL. You know what I wear? Well, so. It's probably extra large, isn't it? Dave, did did you ever get one off of us? Yeah, I got one. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. no, yeah, you do. Um, what'd you get? An extra medium? Me? I got a medium. All right, so uh, yeah, check out all the the Facebook pages, the Twitters, all that good stuff. I think we'll be back next week with the Wreck franchise. So be on like forty guests on that. Yeah, it's a busy show. Jeremy says he's coming back for that one. I don't know. Uh, So we'll see you guys then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for Kyle coming on. Dave, always awesome as well. Um, Peace. I want to make a centipede with 12 people. Deuces! <laughs>